Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm Jeff propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example, and this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Uh, Well, hello and uh, welcome (laughs) to the Brewing Network. It's uh, the all-new Brewing Network, live from Studio B. Hi, hi everybody. Hi. You sound great. Hi. Anybody who thought uh, you couldn't, if, if you were serious about beer, you didn't tune into the Brewing Network. Yes. <laughs> today, Tonight's show will prove it wrong. Very uh, NPR style of programming today. We will be as dry as grain. Live from Studio B. That's B as in yes. beer. That's where we... You can tell we've upgraded. Yes. It's where we dry up and uh, get serious about beer. Yeah. Put the sandpaper on and put the personalities away. Yes. There, there's no room for personality in Studio B. It's a very small studio. Yeah. So please leave your personalities at the door and uh, welcome to the new Brewing Network. 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 Just practicing how I do that. Like scuba, which is fun to say. Yeah. Scuba. Uh, in all seriousness. Since we should be very serious now. Always serious. Welcome to the new studio, everybody. Welcome to... uh, It's the soft opening of uh, the Brewing Network's second studio. And uh, we just were commenting before the show that it it, it feels a little too professional for the BN. It does. There needs some, like, fecal matter in the corner somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, bring the farting dog in. There's still time. As I said, it's really only the soft opening. I mean, we can spread some shit on the wall. I just... We're back in there. We'll be back in Studio A. Is it going to be a hard opening in, like, five minutes? Sorry. We could spread duty on the walls. Poopies? and, uh, And make it back to the BN, you know? Yeah. 
If you want to see uh, the new studio, folks at home, uh, the webcam is uh, officially here, and it's probably here once and for all, uh, unless computers keep breaking like they have been. Uh, you can go to justin.tv slash brewing network. Uh, justin.tv slash brewing network. You see a webcam. You get to take a look at the all-new studio. Got the uh, cam focused uh, on Tasty, as a matter of fact. We figured... Uh, <laughs> Zoomed into his face. Just thought, to see if I'm awake. We thought, who doesn't have a face for radio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Tasty's a sexy man. So true. If you ever want to count all the pores in his face, you can do it now. Right there on the... Well, the camera's well, not that good, actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to be that. Is it 3D? How's this look? <laughs> right at 3D. it. Okay, everything's very fragile, Tasty. Oh, <laughs> Throw a coaster and things in here and the whole studio. It looks professional, but uh, really, uh, it, it's held together by not, duct tape and, and glue. The glue's not dry yet, either. <laughs> dried bogeys. Right. I've been in this goddamn studio for four days straight, and uh, I, I'm happy with it, but I, you know... Uh, I'm just hoping it doesn't explode. It could smell you a little bit, like your smell. Yeah. It's kind of in the room a little bit. You can. I, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, we're a little too close here. Well, I'll tell you what, for, just for you guys, because I've been in here so long, I did take a shower just before the oh, show. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. We appreciate You're welcome. that. Uh, Bevor walking into the studio for the first time, uh, the uh-huh. new studio. She's got... Uh, Says not a word. She's got her own uh, little uh, corner. We've, we've stuck her in the dungeon, and um, your microphone should work, Bevo. Hello. Yeah. Uh, so that's your little. There's your new dungeon where you can work the chat room, and uh, what do you think a, a studio B so far? It's pretty nice. Yeah, okay. She's in Studio C. Yeah, she's in. That's right. <laughs> four, and that stands for something. Yeah, it does. That's a four-letter C over there. Oh. Hey, that's not nice at all. But that's what Studio C stands for. We can yeah, welcome to the studio. Listen, I don't name things. I just name them. All right. They speak to me. She's behind her like faux sound wall over there <laughs> see we are still a little janky let's face it we've yeah, got like a to. that's to, it's temporary we're not done with with studio c yet bevo yours is a very temporary <laughs> setup yeah, it's gonna be much nicer you'll have your own desk over there at, at some point every month for about a week it breaks down <laughs> yeah but it's the best we could do uh, just we had to get in here this weekend because it was it was all or nothing we had to sort of tear apart studio a entirely so it was it was all or nothing it was either get it done or no show because there was no putting back together the other studio, once we got into it, once we raped it of all the parts that we needed over here, <laughs> yeah. once we pillaged. Got um, it done. Good job. So, anyway. Bevo had to turn up the great. volume on her headphones. It's, it's, uh, there's going to be a learning curve for, <laughs> for everybody. I can't hear anything. Oh, the volume. Turn yeah. it up. Oh, okay. Now, Beav, your mute so, switch. That was my next question. Yeah. All right. So, all the way over on the left of your mixer... Mixer is the thing with all the dials and knobs okay, that, the, had, that you shouldn't touch. Probably the button, all the, the dial, all, all the way over to the bottom left. Uh huh. Just now, wherever it is right now, that's where it needs to be when you use it. So you feel free to turn it off, but when you turn it back on, make sure it goes right back where it is. So take a look at it. It's probably at twelve o'clock or so. I don't know. Whatever you got it at. Like five. Yes. So just put it back to there when you're. I, I, I'm sorry you don't have a mute button. Uh, they gave me the wrong mixer. So eventually you'll have actually have just a button because I know you like to keep it simple. So eventually. Just too retarded to do anything else. <laughs> I know that a dial is is a way different than a button. It's very complicated. Keep it simple the same. But other than that, your microphone will be lot. You know, you're in control now. All right. And you don't have that confusing switch without <laughs> without a light. It's just a dial. That, that the two light. positions. Shut up. <laughs> you got to you, right? That light. See, I'm taking care of it. I take yeah. into account the problems we had in Studio A. I'm trying to remedy the situation. So enjoy your dungeon over there. Thank you. 
At least you get to hide. Like when you're sick of us, you had no place oh, yeah. to go over there. Now yeah, you just pull that wall over. Yeah, you. pull that piece of foam. And we, see, you're in your own little world. You can uh, <laughs> pretend you're back home with Sam. It's just as boring. <laughs> I like that I can't see you, but I can hear you. I really enjoy that about yeah. radio. I don't know why. I like it when you go away, Bebo. Mm. Even though well, got, I don't. Even though you've got that yeah, cleavage shirt. I don't shirt. like yeah. this new setup. She's wearing that tank top. Yeah, it's very it's nice. Regular tank. You guys are stupid. <laughs> stupid. All right. Well, I'm very excited to be here and back on the air. Uh, feels like we've been on the air sporadically, and a lot's been going on, so it's good to be back here. And uh, we've got an exciting show today. We've got uh, Brewdog from Scotland. Which uh, I my worst accent, and I've got a lot of bad, bad ones. Yeah. Is, well, is my bad. Scottish one, but uh, they're from Scotland, and uh, I love them yeah, already. Yeah, okay. Be- Bevo <laughs> will be uh, wiggling in her chair. I'll show over there. She'll be pulling that uh, that you know protective cover over her to block her the whole show. <laughs> Whatever she's doing. Yeah, it's hard to do this one handed. I know Bevo it is. But they're uh, making a lot of waves over there in the UK, and so Shat's got them lined up on the program for us today. I'm looking forward to that. We're going to be talking to both of them, um, obviously via the phone, uh, you know, live satellite feed. We didn't fly them in. Or telephone, yeah. as, they, as we like to call it in radio. They missed the flight. So hopefully all that stuff works. <laughs> uh, usually, you know, historically when the BN does things like this, it's a complete and utter failure when we start making phone calls and needing to rely on computers and things like that. So we'll see if the tradition continues. And uh, <laughs> should be interesting here in Studio B. Let's hope so. Keep our yeah. fingers crossed. But that'll be a fun show at a, a very American-influenced brewery, uh, at least in the style of beers. They're kind of you'll, you'll get to hear from them about how uh, they're a little bored with with European classic lagers uh, and ales, and so they they've kind of taken a note from what the brewers in the U.S. have been doing. And, and started making some crazy beers over there in the U.K. So we're going to get to talk to them about that. Uh, assuming everything, uh, like I said, is working properly, you can join the chat room to ask questions. Just hit the chat now button, and Beeve's over there doing that. And, and of I'll course, be logged in in like two seconds. Great. And also we've got our uh, phone hopefully working also, 888-401-BEER, uh, although the, the phone may be tied up when we've, when we've got the brewers on. I think we're using both our lines for that. So there you go. All, everything else is normal. It's just us, I think, that feels weird. That's exciting. You know? That's uh, exciting. Well, I, I guess the one part that we didn't mention, the most important part of Studio B, is that air conditioning vent above your head, JP. Yeah. How do you like that right now? I'm loving it, man. It's blowing down right on your bald noggin. Yeah, my stupid head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I do like that. It's not quite the refrigerator I was hoping for. <laughs> I mean, I really wanted to come yeah, in. I was hoping my balls would shrivel up. You promised that, actually. Well, it, okay. <laughs> in, you promised ball shrivelage. In the defense yeah, of Studio B, uh, give it time, we we did. We were a little late turning on the AC, oh. and uh, Shu, the retard, has been fixing the door for like seven oh, days. Open, I don't. Yeah. He's been doing it since four o'clock this morning. He's had, he could, he, I don't know what's going on over there. So he's had the door open the whole time. Yeah. Uh, so give it time. Maybe by the first or second break. Um, it'll cool down in here. I don't know. I'm hoping it's better no, than be fine. it's better than than the Rat Pad over Didn't there. Than having none at all. Yeah, it's Which already better right than now. that. But yeah. uh, I'm hoping for cooler. I'm this is comfortable. Nice. It's yeah. great. Yeah, definitely. It's a balmy 72. I think is what it is in here. <laughs> hey, <laughs> 82. Yeah. All right. So a lot of things to get to today, and uh, not a lot of time to do it. I, I assume is what's usually the case. Uh, let me get through a few announcements. So we screwed up the jockey box giveaway tw- oh, like twice now, right? Well, we didn't do the drawing last time because, you know, you, you were crying like a bitch last time we were on the air, JP. Hey, don't put it on me. And then we had a lot of fun at the end, uh, and, and we just forgot everything um, and didn't do the drawing. So Chad has promised that the drawing will happen tonight. 
that will redo the That's jockey bar. All of you who had entered, or if you're monthly donors, you're already in there. We're going to, it's a two-tap uh, picnic jockey box, courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer. And we're going to do the drawing tonight. Right, Shad? Oh, yeah. No problem. Done deal. <laughs> it's got to find the bucket. Which, it already happened. Which is basically what we've been saying for like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do that tonight. All right. And uh, if you don't know about the raffles, it's a monthly thing we do every month. Uh, if you become a recurring donor, you just, uh, you're just you automatically entered into every raffle we do. Uh, if you don't want to be a recurring donor, and there's a, you just go hit the donate page on the Brewing Network. Uh, if you don't want to do that, uh, you can do one-time donations when we announce the raffles. And, and we'll announce an item every month. We're, we're, we're not starting ours uh, this week. I think we'll start our raffle next week. Announce the item, and then you can usually buy raffle tickets for five or ten bucks a ticket. And uh, that's all courtesy of Beer Beer and More Beer. AHA memberships, they're available, uh, not in the store any longer. I've, I've been saying this for a little while there. It's a big banner on the homepage. Click the AHA banner on the homepage. That's how you get yourself a membership to the AHA, and it helps us help you. Uh, you can get Brew Your Own Magazine. Same thing right above the AHA logo. There's a, a, a Brew Your Own Magazine logo. Click that. We get 50% of that subscription, and it's a great magazine. So uh, you ought to do that just to uh, help yourself out. All right, a very important announcement we have, uh, I need you guys to know, is that uh, BNA4 t-shirts and glassware is available in the store, in the online store now. And these shirts are awesome, the best shirts we've ever made. Uh, buy them up. They're a little bit, uh, you know, they kind of have a time stamp on them, right? Because uh, once BNA5 hits, uh, they're sort of a relic. So uh, get yourself some BNA4 t-shirts, and um, the staff loves them. You guys, I've seen you guys wearing them all the oh, time yeah. now over the last couple of weeks. Right. So I like that. I like seeing that everyone's enjoying them, and i uh, love for you listeners at home to enjoy them. So uh, go over uh, to the Brewing Network store. It's uh, brewingnetwork.com slash store. Buy yourself uh, a shirt. I think I'll be putting the ladies' shirts up this week. I don't have those up Ooh, there. Ooh, the ladies. We've also got hats, uh, tasty style uh, BN Army hats. Oh, yeah, I love those hats. <laughs> you like that, like, soft yeah, ball, cap ball cap type yeah, thing? Yeah, kind of slouchy, but not too slouchy. We got those in there, plus we got the black BN Army caps, plus we got the camo caps. We got all sorts of stuff in the store now that you guys have been asking for. So check it out and uh, help us pay for Studio P. <laughs> Yeah. For God's sake. Where they come and take it away. Uh, before that credit card bill comes out, I need you guys to buy some T-shirts. So... Uh, do that. That's important. You can find out all these updates about things. I, I did a, a tweet about it. I can remember what it's called now that we're in a new studio, JP. I did a tweet. It's funny how that works, I man. tweeted. A little more professional. Um, about when I put the merch up, you know, last week or two weeks ago, whatever yeah. it was. So if you can sign up there, uh, twitter.com slash brewing network, and you can also go over to Facebook. 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 Should we just loud whisper? Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> it's a Facebook. Facebook. Tourette's every time I have to say it. (laughs) Mars attacks. (laughs) Go over there. We've been all over that stupid thing lately. Since since NHC, everyone posting pictures of everybody. Might as well call it BN book. Bin book. <laughs> yeah. You know, pop a vein. <laughs> all right. I think that's all the announcements I have. I feel like I had another announcement, but uh, I didn't sure write it did. down, so um, I can't even think straight. I've, I've been sweating in the studio for too long. I don't know what's going on. But Shat has some announcements for you, don't you, Shat? I Uh-oh. do. Shat's announcements are brought to you today by the 21st Amendment. Oh. I'm 63 Second Street, just two blocks from Giants Park. Go ahead, Shat. All right. <laughs> 
Well, the 25th, uh, the 22nd annual SoCal Homebrew Championship is happening. And uh, check out hopheads.com. I believe the deadline just passed this week. Right. Uh, but anyway, you can show up and uh, hang out. Uh, July 30th, they're having an AHA rally at Boston Beer in Boston. Go check them out. Uh, the 31st, another rally at Ska Brewing in Durango. Uh, August 1st, National Mead Day. August 8th, AHA rally at Sly Fox Brewing. You can go to a goat race while you're out there. Every yeah. day is oh, That happens in the spring, day. though, right? Yeah. yeah. That's over. Uh, August 22nd, the More Beer Forum Comp, baby. That's right. Oh. And oh, uh, yeah. when's the deadline for this one? The entry deadline for this one, uh, Chad, is... Uh, Funny you should ask, Chad. Uh, yeah. ask That's right, deadlines. Uh, August 19th. All right. 19th, okay. Yeah. Cool. I know some about this one, too, Mike. Don't worry about good, it. Good. We don't have to call Randy. <laughs> Then the following day... How much does it cost to enter that? Four dollars. Wow, that's the best price ever. And wasn't there some uh, problem about the glassware? Best price ever. Controversy Uh, about the bottles? Just, yeah, 12 ounces only. Uh, Randy had put long necks on there, but uh, we discussed, we agreed, doesn't have to be long necks. Okay, Okay, cool. So, just 12, 12 ounce bottles. Brown. Just 12, no, like, 14 ounces? No, not even 12 and a half. And we'll, we'll fucking measure, too. All right. yeah. Counting All right. that shit. Yeah. Wow. What a comp. Uh, August 23rd. The best, of sh- or the, the best of show winner gets a 12.2 conical. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's reason to enter. What right was there. that, uh, Chad? What a comp? Is I've that? got like five entries. Yeah. Good. You do? Just signed up. Can we win? I'm in. Yeah, it's Forum. Yeah, that's sure. not really Morbier. We're allowed to win. No, that, aren't yeah. We? You, the only thing you have to do go morbier.com backslash forum comp. Uh, sign up, but I you like have to be a member of the forum. Oh. First. So if you don't have a, a forum name, that's free too. Do you have a forum I name? I do. I don't. I've never membered your forum. Well, you should. You should uh, check out our member. <laughs> should. <laughs> I like to put my members everywhere, every forum I can. So you can brew a beer for that. Do you have time? Yeah, I do. What was the date? August nineteenth. I do have time for that. Okay, let's do it. Do two beers. And then August 23rd, the following day, is a club-only comp, the Amber Hybrid category. Mm-hmm. And then uh, September 1st through the 9th, Seven Bridges uh, Organic Homebrew Challenge is yeah. taking place. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to take entries through those dates. A great sponsor of this program. Yeah, Bridges. check out uh, breworganic.com for all the info there. I want to enter that one, to be honest. Not because of the prizes, but you guys know I do this every year about the whole organic thing. And... Uh, yeah, I'm going to enter, too. I did last year. I think Didn't I'll, you win last time? I think I got a first in some category. Yeah. yeah. So how do you make sure you get, like, all organic ingredients? What do you you order through them. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. And they have kits and stuff. That's what I did last time. I just ordered one of their organic kits, and uh, it was a good beer. I, it wasn't a competition winner, but I don't think it was the ingredients' fault. <laughs> if I if I had to guess, <laughs> uh, it would be that it wasn't the ingredients' fault. Yeah. That's You're, a good guess. Well, nobody's arguing with you. Yeah. Operator. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> actually reinforcing that guess. However, I've been enjoying my Pacheco Blonde for several weeks now, since nobody else is drinking that goddamn thing. Yeah, it should be around a while. I've been drinking pint after pint of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And then uh, the Community Brew number three, that's the uh, forum comp for the BN, I oh, believe. Right. Uh, yeah, go to the Community Brew number three uh, link and uh, check out, I think it's Saison's is what they chose. So we're, it's okay. a Saison. Uh, that we're doing this time around. Didn't you just brew a Saison? I did. You can't enter that comp. Why? Because you're an employee. I just brewed a Saison, too. Maybe I'll enter. You guys are going to enter? If you're, what if yours comes to the final, you know, and we have to, like, judge it or something? Well, you'll never know. That'd be great. Yeah. 
I've, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so. what's wrong with that? I don't know. I'll have to think about this. All right. Should that be? We, we well, should let the forum decide if it's allowed. If yeah. do we win something? Or what if he wins? You know, no, be, uh, I don't think it's so. There's any yeah. prizes? Well, are then there? who cares? I could maybe get something donated though. For you know, it's a good idea. I don't well, know why I always do this. Don't do it on our account. Maybe you guys uh, let the forum decide if you guys are allowed to enter. So let them post in that thread. There's a thread about it in the forum. I right. assume. Right. Okay. Post in there, guys. Uh, maybe somebody put up a poll. And, there is a poll. Um, okay, if if brewcasters are allowed to enter, oh, is what I want them to do. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right, go ahead. And uh, pretty much that's it. But we have been talking about uh, buy this beaker. It's a contest that more beers been putting on, yeah. and uh, buy a bunch of beakers and uh, get a chance to go to Durango, I believe, right? Right. For beer? the Seabull Advanced Homebrewers uh, course. Oh, so who won? They picked it on July first, right? As guy named Aaron Smith. Okay, awesome. Yeah, California. Is he a BNer? He is not a beaker. Well, you know, I don't know we don't that. Care about I don't it. know that for sure. Oh. Did he buy one then we beaker? Might care he about bought it. one beaker. <laughs> really? <laughs> There's awesome. dudes who bought 15 beakers, right. 10 beakers, 12 beakers. <laughs> that are all in the recycle and bin right now. God bless them. <laughs> yeah, um, like, really? What are they going to. Thrown against the wall. What are they going to yeah. do with all these beakers? Um, but yeah, this dude bought one. He's like, I actually use it. I need to find out what the hell he uses it for. Like a shot glass or something. Yeah, it's a giant shot glass. <laughs> yeah. So and that's it. Yeah. He's stoked about it too. He's 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 really excited. He should be. That's Good. an expensive course, man. Yeah. That's a nice win. Well, it's taught by Ray Daniels, Randy Mosier, uh, the uh, Chris White, uh, Chris Graham. He's yeah, gonna be there, and then uh, a couple other people, I think. But you, I think there's still room. So if you guys want to go, if you're interested, just check out the Seabull website. Yeah, do that. It's a good course. Chris Graham's been doing that for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he always does it. Also, all right, is that all for the announcements? That be it, man. All right. Sully was supposed to be joining us today. He's texting me now that he's he's not joining us now. Oh, he'd know. rather just sponsor the announcement. Didn't he just sponsor your... I should take his sponsorship of your announcements right. away. He can't, even, he, can't, he can't even show up to listen to your announcements, Chad. I mean, you worked for like eight minutes on those. <sighs> Disrespect. Well, I don't think that's Disrespect. right. Disrespect. <laughs> well, anyway, Chad's announcements are still brought to you by the 21st Amendment. Uh, make a reservation. Go down there for dinner, but uh, be like 20 minutes late. <laughs> Or or cancel. <laughs> yeah. or cancel. And then after cancel. Didn't he sponsor another show? He did. He showed oh, up for that other show on Friday. That's right. I forgot oh. about Sponsored that. He's, you know how much it costs to sponsor the other show? Two six-packs and a pizza. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's what he brought, and we put his name all over it. I think I was overvalued by one six-pack. Maybe yeah. so. I really thought that uh, maybe the BM was moving up in the world and that we wouldn't be so cheap. We right. still are. No, sure enough. No. He walked in the door with two six-packs and a pizza, and I just handed him the show. Then here you go, buddy. You own it. It's yours. <laughs> now it's canned meat. Can you imagine? This episode of Lunch Meat is brought to you by Joe Smith. That's right. Joe yeah. Smith. Two six-packs and a pizza later. Yeah. Yeah. That's how much it costs. Amazing. Yeah. It's a good show, too. Could end up with six-packs and pizzas showing up on our door every Friday. I'm not going to keep doing it, everybody. Don't do that. No. Oh. Eat enough pizza. My ass hurts from all the pizza. It's probably not the pizza. You don't think so? No. I'm sure it's the other... <laughs> Extracurricular activities. <laughs> what do you mean? My running cycle? I'm just saying. All right. Oh, it. my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. Tons of feedback again. No way we're getting through all this stuff. Oh, man. I'll do my best. There's some questions in here you guys are going to have to answer, too. Uh-oh. No uh, no Doc or Jamil to, back you, to bail you guys out. So this thing on? Put your thinking caps on. We haven't started the show yet, Mike. Don't worry. <laughs> we're almost there. You want to start out right away with a question? Hey guys, I've been going through the archives and reviewing all the shows about yeast, starters, and repitching. 
I tend to brew big Belgians, and I can't seem to get sort of uh, can't seem to sort out one thing. I make a starter for the big beers. Uh, everything above 1060 is what he makes his starters for. And I've heard you say that a high level of alcohol stresses the yeast, and that when repitching yeast about your third batch, the yeast hits its stride, and you get better flavors from it. I don't know that he's heard us say that, by the way. I uh, know uh, I've never said it. I should <laughs> let me let me finish, and then we'll clear. Uh, you know, carry on. Uh, so. Is it possible to repitch from a high gravity beer, 1075 to 1090, back onto another high gravity brew? Is what he wants to know. Um, trying to uh, rebrew the same beer. So, just to clarify, I don't think you've heard us say that, that after a couple of big beers, it hits its stride around the third batch. Everything I've heard people say around here is that you should not repitch yeast from a big beer because the big beer has already stressed it. So, throw away that yeast. Am I right about that? Yeah. You have, you have to have a reason to repitch. I mean, if, if you need more volume of, of yeast cells, there's, there's other ways to get it besides repitching from a previous batch. I mean, I what I usually do is always make a starter every time. Now, once in a while, if I'm making like a, something above 10, 1080, like a 1090 beer, I'll make a small beer first and then, you know, harvest that yeast. But yeah. usually for 1060, 1070, even 1080 beer, I'll just make a new starter. Right. Yeah, I, I know. I've definitely heard Doc come in here and say, you know, if you've already done a bit one big beer with yeah, that yeast, go, yeah. it, that yeast is pissed off at you. So yeah. don't use it again. Just yeah, kick it to the curb. Well, I'd like to know if he if he heard that on the show because he said he's going back and listening to all the yeast. Yeah, ones. so yeah, maybe doesn't sound familiar. The three batches. If he did, it was probably yeah. me saying it. If it's yeah. wrong. Oh, you could do it. Yeah, um, that's from Robert. Um, he's a corporal in the BN. Thanks, man. Mm, Appreciate yeah. that. All right, there you go. Uh, so let's see. Hey, Justin, JP, Dr. Meal, Tacey, Chad, Bevo, Schumann, Sammy, and everyone else involved. I wanted oh. to express my heartfelt thanks uh, for my experience during NHC BNA4 week. This is from Baloo. Uh, the entire week was spectacular, starting with a visit to the Rat Pad. Thanks for being generous hosts and letting me waddle through your door. Didn't even <laughs> grease the frame. Um, well, you stepped in sideways, and that helps. Yeah. And then Monday I spent with BC Maui at the Giants game. Oh, by the way, JP did leave me alone with Baloo that night. If we haven't talked about it, he did bail. He did. He invited him over, and then he left. They left. Yeah. I never invited him over. Oh. And I stayed till like 11 o'clock. He so. showed up at 1045. I stayed till like 11 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was all uh, numb nuts in the back there. That wasn't me. Oh. Uh, Monday, I spent with BC Maui at the Giants game. Uh, Tuesday was a road trip to Russian River, Bear Republic, Marin, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, the 2 one a Blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see. And then a bunch of other good stuff, he says. He just wants to say thanks. Um, and then he was... Uh, there's video floating around. I don't know if it's been posted yet. I think it's maybe on Facebook of the uh, epic Jenga that happened oh. to Baloo, the drunk <laughs> Jenga, when he passed out. They took every piece of furniture in the suite and stacked it on top of Baloo. He says it was actually kind of comfortable to wake up underneath four chairs, a lamp, a microwave, two trash cans, an ironing board, a pair of shoes, bags of chips, pillows, a plastic bucket, and a plant. <laughs> Sounds pretty comfy. <laughs> that's what we yeah. stacked on, on Baloo. Uh, thanks for an awesome week. Uh, so that's what That list sounds short. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it might be uh, a little short. Looking at the pictures... I think you're right. Well, you know why he liked it? Because he can just roll over and start eating the chips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here's another 2 one plug. Want to show you guys a quick sh- uh, showing of support. I just started homebrewing in January this year, and I'm an avid listener. Uh, pretty much caught up. Says he's even listening to that other show right now. I just Not moved to Brooklyn this past weekend, and of course, before that, did some research to find good beer bars in the neighborhood. 
As luck would have it, I stumbled across a place that specializes in West Coast beers. Not only that, but 2-1-A had an appearance scheduled for last night, it was. Uh, I assume this is an old email, uh, probably a few days. I ended up hanging out with Sully for a few hours, drinking his beer, and I even got him to try my uh, double IPA. We talked a lot about the BN, and it was the jump-off point for our conversation. So thanks uh, for what you guys do. It really helped me uh, and led out to a great night. Um, yeah. About to hang out, hang out with Sully for a night. Hmm. Which, uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Sully. Of course it's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm kidding, too. I'm not really laughing. At least it provides shade. You know, umbrella head. That's from Drew. Uh, P.S. Suck at Schumann. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Justin, a few months ago, you guys were asking for samples to be mailed to you during the show. Um, we don't, well, I don't think we were asking. We, I think I was just answering. If you guys want to send them, it's okay. Uh, you had bitched uh, that no one putting data on the labels. So you never knew what you're drinking. So I spent the money and shipped some to you guys a while ago with brew data. I've not heard anything about if or when you plan to sample it. It was probably really good. So don't I, worry about it. It was great. Says, I know you guys have been busy, so I understand. Just wondering. Thanks. P.S. JP, shave your face off and hope for a scab. Aww. That's not bad. That's a good one. That's pretty dumb. Yeah, we need to go and do another JP insult uh, yeah. segment. That's yeah. from uh, Paul, and he's actually in the Army. He's in the real Army. Oh, not, no. our, not our tarred Army. Real army. Whatever. Uh, do you have anything from Paul? Do you know of a Paul? Do you have beers from... doesn't ring a bell, but I could... Take check around in our stash. Yeah. yeah. We'll try to get to it for you, Paul. I'm sure it's here. Some- if it made it, I'm sure it's here. We don't... We really... Uh, popular, uh, contrary to popular belief, we don't just go chugging the beer as soon as it gets here and, and not talk about it. If it's from listeners, yeah. we do it on the air. So if you've not heard it, it's got to be here somewhere. Sure, yeah. Or maybe we did it, and uh, yeah, I don't know if you've listened to all the shows or what. Uh, I'm sure it was... Wonderful. Oh, some late nights in the back patio after the shows, you know. I need some help. <clears throat> oh, you do. Computer's freaking out. Oh yeah. yeah. In which way? It's this over the air. Yeah. Why don't we uh, just deal? Get Schumann, um, and we can deal with it at the break. But okay. it's uh, it, we're borrowing Schumann's computer for the moment till our new one arrives. Later. A bunch of pop ups like for Viagra and shit on there. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, Is, does it say uh, little like... boys dicks uh, <laughs> dot org? <laughs> What's he been looking at lately? <laughs> Uh, history for everything us. There's like a bunch of donkeys running on the beach, <laughs> <laughs> popping up. Warcraft porn. <laughs> it's yeah. night elves donkeys banging each other. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Sounds uh, like a dream. Have excuse you seen me, Bevo. I think that you have disrupted my World of Warcraft program. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to have to restart the program. Someone's trying to quest with them. I'm not positive I could l- allow you to use your computer for the entire show. I have a quest scheduled for 6 p.m. today. That can't be because I'm here. If I cannot get a hold of all my questing partners and postpone today's quest, I'm going to need the computer back. We are doing a Kara run and they need a healer. My dwarven elf is in need of my attention. Please let me use my laptop soon. It's a dwarf or an elf. Oh. Come on. <laughs> Would you call it a dwarf elfin? Dwarf, dwarf and elf. Oh, whatever. Just, you know, hey, look, I'm just saying. My elfin donkey is needing <laughs> exercise, and I'm going to have to get to it quickly. It is lost on the beach. Please end the show early. Thank you from human. Thank you. I like you. that JP is making fun, too. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. if you can't laugh at your friends, who can you laugh at? I don't like it at all. No. Human doesn't like I do not. I don't like the tone of your voice. I don't like how you insult my Warcraft prowess. I think you are serious. All right. If you were half as noble as my paladin, <laughs> we'd be better friends. <laughs> Nowhere near as noble as your paladin. That's true. I don't even know what is your paladin. That sounds like a penis joke. I was just gonna say that. 
It's a, it's a noble knight, sir. Yeah, good sir. A paladin is a noble knight, sir. If you were more... Never mind, I just can't do it anymore. I would cast Blessing of Kings on you, but you are not noble enough. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, let's see. That's cold. One of our Aussie... One of our Aussie listeners wants to know if we still have Skype. And yes, we do still have Skype, and, and sure. I think it works even. We'll do you still have kangaroos? Oh, yeah, just look up the Brewing Network on there, because he wants to call us in. He can only Skype in. Did you see that poll? Speaking of <laughs> polls, on like AussieBrewer.com, I think, or something like that? No, you told me about it. Somebody told me about it. What was it? Yeah, about what what podcast does everyone listen to? And yeah. by far, it was the Brewing Network. Is over, that right? Or any other brewing podcast. Yeah. On the, which, which forum was that? I want to say it was AussieBrewer.com. Com or net or maybe when you I mean I I, I can't oh, necessarily check remember. it out no I love that forum I think it's probably one of the best forums on earth I think we should have a poll on our forum about yeah. which beer forum you go to besides the Brewing Network that's a good idea a reciprocation wow what a great forum they have I bet that there's a bunch of really great people on that forum I, I bet they're very knowledgeable Smart people, yes. I bet they know things about things and stuff yeah uh, let's see speaking of Aussies. <laughs> I think I got another one here. Oz? Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a, uh, here's about uh, Angry Jamil. Good day, Justin. You know, talent hack. Been listening to the session with Jay-Z and Gordon Strong talking about competition brewing over the past few days. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one. While commuting to work. It's more like a lecture. Yeah. And this morning got to the part where Jay-Z <laughs> lost his shit and declared that he would no longer be entering any homebrew competitions. Which, by the way, he has declared several times now, over and over. So I think it might be official that, J- that Jamil has gone into early retirement. From the, Is it early, though? The competition scene. If you think about the length of time he's been entering competitions, absolutely. Uh, he might be, just, you know. By achievement, no. But really, I mean, he dove right in pretty quickly. I, I would say he's only been entering competitions for five or six years, no, maybe no, seven years. No. Maybe seven times. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he had only been doing it for like three years when he started on the BN, right? So, Let's see. anyway. Firstly, he says. He was kicking my ass in 2003. I remember that. 2000, oh, yeah. I'm going to say. Really? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Firstly, he, he I can, the guy says, uh, Angry Jay-Z is awesome. His timing is also awesome. It's just last week I entered my first homebrew comp. Now with him out of the way, I can be confident that I'll win. <laughs> yeah. Please pass on to him thanks that he won't be stealing the awards that other less talented brewers such as myself so rightly deserve. Uh, had he not resigned from competition brewing, there'd be no way I could be so confident that I would win the Westgate Brewers Stout Extravaganza. Even though it's in Melbourne, Australia, and I doubt he even knows about it. Um I guess he got uh, first place awards. How dare you assume he doesn't know about the West Gate All-Star Stout competition? How dare you? Yeah. That's from uh, Dags in the forum. P.S. Suck it, JP. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, whatever. Uh, Let's see. Hey, guys and gals. I'm a fairly new professional craft brewer here in Singapore and just have to tell you that you rock. Uh, Listen to the program almost two years. Quality's outstanding, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Fill in answers here. And let's see. Bringing craft brewers from around the world is great, et cetera, et cetera. Schumann's quite the handyman, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Headed to OBF the end of July, he says, to sample West Coast beers fresh. Keep up the good work. Uh, please, he wants to give a shout out. Please give a shout out to the Singapore Homebrew Club uh, and to our homebrew supply stores, Say We at Homebrew <laughs> and Raymond at iBrew. Say we, why? Hey. Huh? Say we. Shout out. <laughs> Look at JP holding back. He wants to do so many Asian accents what right now. What am I going to do? Yeah. All right, we'll th- get, so shout out to Singapore Homebrew Club. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to do shout out. 
Don't you just uh, say it? You just read it? And yeah, and shout and out. you just didn't no, shout did it. Or maybe it's a scream. P.S. Suck at Schumann. Uh, here we go. A BN Army guy, Scott, says he's getting some BN Army ink. What a dumb name. Uh, Saturday, July 11th, I will be receiving ink. Oh, maybe he didn't get it because he says, I need a good JPEG of the hop, hop grenade. Uh, could you email one? Uh, no, for one, I don't email out the hop grenade. So even if you're getting ink, you don't have to. Can't help you. Sorry. Uh, where should it go, he says? On his forehead. Oh, that'd be awesome. On his lower back. Oh, oh. like a fag tag? <laughs> yeah. One, one on each ball. Oh, can one hop your, grenade on each nut? Can you get your balls tattooed, I guess? Why not? Right? You find someone who's willing to do it. Yeah. It'd be hard. I guess you have to make like a bat wing. Oh, it'd hurt like hell. Yeah. You would. You'd have to do the bat wing. Bat wing. Uh, P.S. Hey, Jay, did you know Billy Mays died? Yeah, F that guy. They did like a tribute to him or something the other night. Discovery did. Yeah. A tribute Look, to the guy who sells bullshit Look, for a living. Let's not cross some lines here. I happen to like the guy's body of work. I understand that. You're as douchey as Billy Mays is. I totally get that. But to celebrate the guy who sells bullshit? Well, he was a nice guy. How do you know? You don't know him? I watched Pitchman. <laughs> he seemed like a funny, genuine man. I liked his commercials because they were off the norm, man. It's like he must have been yanking it while he was trying to sell something. That's how weird it was. All the weird hand gestures. See, just the fact that JP lo- loves it What's should you? cue you all into the fact that I'm fucking right about this. Yeah, yeah. P.S. He, he says, JP, sharks suck it. What did, what, what did I do? I don't know. God damn it. Sharks <laughs> yeah. are going to suck this year. Uh, here's one of those things. Remember we were talking about how like every radio show claims they did this first, they said that first, whatever. We are talking right. about that a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. So I don't know that we we created this, to be honest, but guy says, gents and uh, also Bevo, uh, all of us BNers know the phrase, saving your life one beer at a time, has been repeated time and time again in your intros, um, which is true. That, that was one of, in fact, I think it was the first... Uh, station ID we ever made. Right. The first uh, thing we ever did was saving your life one beer at a time. Now, honestly, I don't know if that had ever been said before. I hadn't heard it. I just thought, how ridiculous would it be that we're saving your life with beer? You know, it sounded like a ridiculous thing for me to say. But really, I can't claim that, that it's us. I, I don't know. Anybody else hear it elsewhere first? I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, Guy know. says, I recently picked up Randy Mosher's newest book, Tasting Beer, An Insider's Guide to the World's Greatest Drink. Cover has a quote from Sam Caligioni about Mr. Mosher that reads... He is saving souls one pint at a time. And he wonders where Sam may have heard that. I don't know. He probably made it up because he's a creative <laughs> guy. So, yes. So I don't, I don't think we can claim that one. Although we claim everything else, like inventing the internet. But good looking out, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. You guys know about the uh, August Shell Brewing Company? It's no. in Minnesota. No. It's uh, it's an old brewery. Uh, in fact, they're just about to have their 150th anniversary, and they're inviting us to go out there. Oh. Yeah, it says, uh, big fan of your show. I was listening to the NHC wrap-up podcast and was excited to hear that the, uh, next year's NHC is in Minneapolis. Um, so he says, I know it's a year away, um, but it sounded like you, got, you weren't sure if you're going to make the trip or not, but I'd like to extend an invoca- invitation to come see the August Shell Brewing Company. It's in New Ulm, Minnesota. It says we're the oldest, or the, sorry, the second oldest family-owned brewery in the U.S., and we'll be celebrating our 150th anniversary next year. So uh, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that's, that's from nice. Jace. I think you pronounce J A C E. Jace. Yeah? yeah, it's not a weird way to spell Jackie. <laughs> Could be Jackie. Yeah. Anyway, he's from the August Shell Brewery Company. Oh yeah, if we that's go cool, out there, man. I'd love to go see. It. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate yeah, it. All right. 
We'll probably be there. Who knows? We should. Could be out of business by then. You never know. Still be paying off this stupid studio. <laughs> um, I want to check in with you guys and girls and see if you're going to the Oregon Brewers Festival this year. That's a good question. He says, if you are, I'll look, uh, make a point to uh, look out for your booth. I think the answer to that is no. And, you know, we were going to do this whole, like, two-week tour thing and, like, do a bunch of shows just around the Pacific Northwest. I haven't even really told Chad this. Chad this. Uh, I mean, he knew we were going to do it. I'll tell you what, man. I started thinking about it last night. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm really tired. No, June was a big month. I don't think I can pull it off. I really do. Because we were going to do several stops and several shows, and I'm just tired. I really don't think I could handle I, I think I'd. I think I'd lose it. I'd pull a JP in the middle of some show and just lose it. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Dude. Uh, yeah. So. Have to listen to the shows. Yeah. <laughs> so, to be honest, I think we might just take a pleasure trip and we might show up at the OBF. We might just hit some breweries. I don't know, man. I just can't. You know, I was thinking, really what I was thinking was, I haven't even enjoyed the success of the BN this year. Like, the, the anniversary party was great. Throwing you guys a party was fantastic. Um, having this studio done is great. All this stuff, but I haven't even taken 10 minutes to enjoy any of it. I'm just on to the next project every time. And I, I think I should axe this project, Shat. What do you think? It's a tough call, but you sound right. I mean, I don't know. I think just I, put it off to another yeah. time because I just, I'm cramming too to much Mexico. into one. Oh, now you're talking. Let's go, you know, tour some Mexican. It's breweries. cheaper, isn't it? Go tour some Mexican ladies, Jamaica or something. Yeah. You know, you can just go right down the street, guys. If you want, if you want to go to Mexico, <laughs> yeah, outside the Home Depot. It yeah. looked like Mexico yesterday, De- by the way. Yeah, Concord, uh, Detroit Monument Boulevard, man, right there. You yeah. So I don't know that you're going to see us at OBF this year. I don't even know. You know, I, I think we're going to travel up there. We've got some. We've got our French connection contingent in town, and uh, we do want to do a trip. And so we may be up there, but I don't think I could pull off any work, Chet. I think right. I'm going to be an unemployed douche like you for, for a week or two. We'll talk about it in a week. Because <laughs> cha- you know I change my mind like oh, yeah. the weather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, all right, chat, book 10 shows quick. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. Give all right, time. that's it. I got more feedback, but I don't have time to do it. We got to go, right, Shat? We got some people waiting on us. That's right. Okay, so we're going to make some phone calls at the break here. Get our uh, guests on the program. It's Brewdog from Scotland. Could you do a Scotland uh, accent at all, JP? I can't. I, I'd, it'd be really awful. Just try the word Scotland. Scotland. That's yeah, about as bad as mine. I mean, you could do it's maybe no a, maybe a Sean Connery. I'll uh, try your Sean Connery. You know, um, see if you can do the whole interview in Sean Connery. I could try. <laughs> Show <laughs> what great. you are saying is. That's not bad. And it's not good. <laughs> How funny would it be if if you if because yeah. they probably don't listen to the show. If you just if we're like, what do you mean? That's JP. He's from yeah. <laughs> I'm from Scotland. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes you have to hit a woman <laughs> while drinking brewdog beer. I think you should do it. Right. That's how you should do your I'll interview. Try, try to ask serious questions in your uh, Sean Connery voice. Would you say you are mashing at the high temperature? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it too. That's, not bad. that's, that's, some that's some of your best stuff, JP. Yeah, yeah. not bad. Well, I'm going to go jump on the roof and that's my <laughs> best stuff. Put that on your greatest hits album. All right, hang in there. We'll be right back with Brew Dog from the brand new studio over here. Somebody turn up the AC. Let's see if we can get that working. Yeah, let's That'd get be, this uh, baby chill. That'd be fantastic. If you want to see the new studio and the show going on, go to justin.tv slash brewing network, and uh, you can check it out on the webcam. We'll be right back. Hang in there.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. That was a good club meeting. Hey, later. Hey, guys. Yo. Check this out. I brought some beer for you guys because you've done so much to help my brewing. Oh, oh cool, man. Sweet. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Nice. Yeah. Give me some thanks, nice. Man. Now, I'm still having some issues with bottling, so some may be a tad overcarbonated. Dude, just keg. We've been trying to tell you I that. Oh, I know, but it's so expensive. My bottling ain't that. Dude, one of your bottles just blew up. What? like I need to start kegging. Fast! Break free from bottles at More Beer this July. Draft systems, keg taps and quick disconnects, drip trays, faucets and more. Now's the time to get a great deal on the draft system you've always wanted or upgrade the one you already have. Get a stout faucet or just replace all your beer line. Hurry! Sail on only through July and only at morebeer.com. Have you ever noticed the pathetic look on the face of the Brewcaster poster boy? That's the look of a child that survives on ramen noodles and homebrew. Subprime Meltdown doesn't even begin to describe what this kid has been through. He lives this grim existence for his army, the Brewing Network Army. Times are tough for everybody. It's like getting stuck in time two days before payday. Cash is tighter than a posted IOU stuck in a stripper's sweaty G-string. The unicorn's horn is limp and the rainbow has lost its color. But you can help change all that. If you were to take that sparkling change in your pocket and plop it on the table for the BN instead of that extra pint at happy hour, then the world could be a brighter place. When you buy a round for the BN, you buy a round for yourself and your fellow soldiers. And that's what it's all about. That and being entered into the reoccurring donor monthly raffle. So step up and start your own economic stimulus package. For just a few bucks a month, you can stimulate the unicorn, the rainbow, and a brewcaster. Hit that donate button just like you'd hit on that crazy bitch at the bar right after last call. You'll be really happy about it in the morning. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Holly Tower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate chip and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. And now back to the Brewcaster. Brewcaster on the Brewing Network. Taste 
Tasty's fucking up my new studio already. Hey, hey, well. Damn it. Breaking things. I asked for wireless headphones. This wouldn't have happened. You did? Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't get that email. Yeah. We'll get right on that for you. Tasty needs wireless everything. Wireless wireless microphone. Vivo's got wireless headphones. He's the only one. I'm probably the only one who'd prefer to have a wired set of headphones. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there you go. You and Tasty can switch. So it goes. All right, welcome back to the program. We got a lot to do. I'm unhappy. And uh, let's try to get our guests on the line. We've got uh, at least uh, one of them on the program with us as long as, let's see. Here's the here's the real test <laughs> of uh, the new studio is if this goddamn thing is, is working. I should have uh, James on with us. James, are you there, brother? Yes, I'm, I'm online. Amazing. Nice. It's working. Ta-da. Wow. Hey, great to have you on the show, James. I appreciate it. No, it's, uh, it's good to be it's good to be here. So it's uh, two a.m. in Scotland now. So uh, hello from Scotland. Oh, good lord! So uh, are you? Is this is this the end of your night or the beginning? Are you? J- did you uh, take a nap before the show? Um, yeah, a small nap. <laughs> you did. A small nap. Okay, <laughs> probably not enough. Uh, I, I used to I used to work in a fishing boat, so I'm uh, I'm quite used to getting up at unusual times and. Small naps now and then, so it's, it's cool. All right, good. Very good. Okay, and I do think we've got... Mar- so, so James, you're the managing director, head of stuff over there at uh, BrewDog. And uh, I think I have that right, if my producer is not yes, yes, s- smoking too much weed this week. Uh, <laughs> and then I think I've got Martin Dickey, the director and uh, brewer, on, on the line, too. Let's see if we got Martin here. Hey, you there, Martin? Yeah, hi. Good afternoon. Look at that. Two for two, Whoa. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, all right. Sorry about the surprise that you guys are there. We just uh, we started. We uh, got a new studio this week, and I thought for sure everything was going to literally explode. But uh, having you both with us is yeah, fantastic. I don't see smoke. Yeah, welcome to the program. And Martin uh, James is just telling us it's two a.m. over there in Scotland. So thanks for uh, being a trooper and hanging in there, man. Yeah, yeah, two a.m. So if the phone line goes dead, I'm probably falling asleep. He's passed out. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to yell things at you. We're gonna, we're gonna need a safety word for uh, for Martin and James to uh, keep them yeah. awake. <laughs> or they need a safety word to say, that's it, guys, I'm done. Yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. All right. And do you have to work in the morning, too? Yeah, back in at 8. Not back so in at 8. A couple, couple of hours sleep after, after working. Got it. Uh, I hope Chad told you it's an hour interview or so. So hang in there, fellas. Grab a beer. You'll be fine. Grab one of those big beers you make, and uh, you'll cheer right up. Fantastic. All right, love having you guys in the program, and uh, you know I'm a big fan of the UK. It's uh, it's a great little country. Yeah, <laughs> great little group of countries. Nice little island. Yeah, and uh, so I love having I love speaking to you guys. And you know, Chad, our producer, uh, spoke to you, and he, he set this all up. And and you know, one of the most intriguing things uh, about your story is that uh, you guys really seem to be making waves over there and uh, making the kind of beers that we would be impressed with. Um, so kind of this non-traditional uh, type of beers. And uh, do I have that right? Is that kind of the philosophy of BrewDog? Um, yes, yes, that's um, what, we, what we set up to do. We basically couldn't find any beers that we liked in the UK and decided to start making our own. So the UK beer scene is quite stuffy. It's quite traditional. It's maybe a little bit old-fashioned. We've got a fantastic doing heritage here, but maybe even seems to hold back what's happening today. And we was looking out to the States and seeing the innovation and the dynamic fun things that were happening out there. And in the UK, there didn't seem to be anything between the kind of 4% stuffy Cascales and then you had the kind of mega corporations doing their Euro fizzy laggers and things. But it was just nothing exciting, nothing dynamic, nothing innovative happening. So we wanted to take some of the excitement of the US staff beer movement and take it to the UK. But at the same time, we wanted to very much put our own spin and own interpretation of it. So I mean, it's 
lot of kind of inspiration and, and strength of what the guys are doing in the US, but we think we're kind of putting our own spin on it, so it's maybe kind of extreme Scottish staff beers that we do. Chad, I told you I wasn't going to understand a goddamn word these guys say. <laughs> I heard I heard extreme Scottish. No, I'm, and that I'm, was good. I'm just messing with you, James. I understood every word. You can get subtitles or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, luckily we do have our friend uh, from the UK, Phil's in the studio with us today too. And uh, Phil, I might have to have you uh, translate every now and then. If I miss any cues, you're going to have to say, "Hey, stupid! This is what he said." All right, James, how's it going? <laughs> hey, Phil, how are you? Very well. Nice to hear you. Uh, I was well, wrong side of the planet, aren't you? Though, but it's, uh, the weather's nicer here. Oh, in Scotland, it's uh, cold, windy. It's been wet today as well. I think no one's told Scotland it's summertime yet. I feel like I'm in the third world between the two of you with his <laughs> accent and you know, yeah. what language you guys are speaking. Let's get the Frenchies this in here. This is my yeah. idea of heaven. Yeah, Bevo's loving it, right? She's all about the accents. So uh, our chat moderator, Bevo, is uh, she's going to have a good time with you two she's today. Squirming over Sly enough chat. She's only human. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, well, I do like that philosophy of, of beer that you're taking on, and, and, and it's always interesting to me uh, when I find out about uh, brewers outside of the U.S. being influenced by U.S. brewers, because really, we were influenced by you guys in the beginning, right? We took all of these classic styles that uh, were invented uh, in Europe and, and, and uh, you know, kind of all over the world and, and made it our own, and now it's kind of gone full circle. Now you're taking it from us and doing something different again, so it's always exciting for me to hear that. Um, I think the only problem is that we don't have any of your beer in front of us to, uh, <laughs> to drink. Is we going to see it in the U.S. anytime? And yeah, well, we've started sending some beer to the U.S. I mean, you can get it stolen, do a bit of distribution for us now in Southern California. So oh, good. There are some uh, select places in the U.S. that you can get. But I mean, our production's still quite small, and the U.S. is such a big place. It doesn't make too much of a dent what we send there, but we are sending some beer out to the States now. So. James, I've seen the, the, um, the paradoxes here, and I've seen the um, uh, the punk and the, the orange label. Is it physics? I've seen those in six, yeah. six, six, 660s. Yeah, in the you've seen both of those. Yeah, they're here. They're they're available down in Berkeley from here. Oh right, really? Berkeley might as well be Europe when you live in Pacheco because leaving Pacheco is difficult. It's great here, and getting the twenty five minutes down to Berkeley is tough. So I I may never see it. You guys are gonna have to deliver that beer up here into Pacheco. I'm sure it's at the top of every European brewer's distribution list. Is uh, Sunny Pacheco? Yeah, <clears throat> be great. Well, how did you guys get into brewing over there? Uh, were you know, did you go to school for brewing? Were you home brewers? How did this whole thing and this adventure start for you? Um, I'll I'll speak for a while. Um, from from my side, uh, I studied brewing and distilling at university at uh, Harriet Watt University in Edinburgh. Um, but going back before that, I was always kind of keen on the distillation side of, of whiskey making in Scotland. Okay. It kind of fascinated me as a child, and it was something that I wanted to pursue as my career. Um, so I saw there was a place that did brewing and distilling, and thought that sounded like a fantastic idea. Yeah. Um, so I studied that uh, at, at university, um, but James and I had always been uh, close friends from since we were about 12, um, and when we got to almost drinking age, we started uh, messing around with um, home brewing as well. So what age um, was that, 13? Right after you guys met? <laughs> just about. Yeah. Um, so, so we've been, I mean, while we were at university and, and a little bit before that as well, we were always kind of messing about with, uh, with, the, with the malt, with the hops in the garage uh, from, from a fairly early age. So we're always going to 
well, I, I was always fascinated by the distillation process, but you know, once once you get to university, they teach you that uh, all about the, the the brewing and the distilling. And if you want to make a change in distilling, you, you really have to wait sort of ten years minimum to find out what your change is. Um, whereas with brewing, you have to wait maybe a month to, to see what the difference is. So, um, unless you want to make sort of ten educated changes throughout your whole career uh, with, with with distilling or with brewing, you know, you can have a lot of fun and make changes uh, every other week and see what the outcomes are. Yeah, it's a lot easier and less dangerous, let's face it, too. No, things don't blow up when you're brewing <laughs> as opposed to uh, distilling. Yeah. I'm not so sure you should try filling whiskey casks with strawberries. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> they explode. That's not good. No. I'd like to see it. Yeah. I do. I do like the. <laughs> it's not me in the room. I like the philosophy of the. You know, uh, I think that's why a lot of people homebrew is because instead of like make wine at home, is because you can see the changes almost instantaneously. You know, rather than waiting for it's a, a short year cycle. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and I think that's why a lot of brewers get. You know, uh, who who come from that side end up liking brewing. It's the same with the uh, with wine. You know that you have to wait so long for wine too. It's just such a shorter cycle with the. Uh, that's what you said. That's what I just said. Yeah. I thought you said the whiskey. No, I said wine. But I'm that's not cool. listen to anybody today. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I think it must be 2 a.m. with you guys as well. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Feels like it. I got Bevo trying to troubleshoot problems with me over there at the same time. It's going to be a tough interview, boys. Not just for you. I'm going to say right now. 2 a.m. over there. Might as well be 6 here. Whatever. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> this studio's killing me. Well, it'll be fine. We'll iron out everything. We're good. And then it'll be good? Yeah, we'll be fine. All right. Now, this isn't your uh, your first gig, though. You guys didn't just start out brewing. Uh, James, you've got uh, quite a background. Uh, young, how old are you, James? Young guy, right? I'm 26, yeah. 26 years old. And you've got a few things going on already. If you look over at the website, is it James that's been on, like, a reality show over there? Yeah. And what? he's, like, the UK Entrepreneur of the Year. Wow. And really? uh, I don't even know what's going A lot of stuff at, for a 26-year-old. Do I have that right? Yeah, I don't sleep too much. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. But, what show were you on? Was it like Scotland's Got Talent or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was called The Last Tycoon. So it was like a, a business show for young people. So they basically took us and put us in some foreign cities and took away our money and cell phone and that type of thing. And we had five days to start up a business with no contacts, no money, and make as much money as we could. So wow. It was, uh, and you, good fun, so you won it, right? We ended up in Istanbul, yeah, Hong Kong. Uh, we went to uh, Egypt, so it was, uh, it was good fun. That's great. You can go If you go to BrewDog.com, uh, BrewDog.com, uh, you can check out links to this stuff. I think you guys have the video up there, and there's another interesting video I wanted to talk to you guys about a little bit later about your IPA trip. And uh, you put, put IPA in a boat, made it do the original uh, IPA trip that it would have done when IPA was invented. Um, interesting stuff. Definitely check that out. Why are you looking at me like that, Chad? No, nah, no, nah, we're good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, but I'm like giving away industry secrets over. You had a scared yeah. look on your no, face. No, no, it looked like it was the first time you'd seen you. Yeah. Ever. So check out uh, BrewDog.com and you can look at this kind of stuff. So, um, all right. So you've done some other uh, companies, not just a brewing company. What made you decide, uh, you know, you James, to get into to the brewing part? There's not a generally. There's not a lot of money in this industry. So interesting choice. Yeah, well, I studied uh, law at university, unfortunately, so I spent five years at law school, and uh, after that I got a job with a, with a company, and I bought a few boarding suits, and I was kind of quite excited. It was a culmination of five-year study, and I was finally starting my chosen career path, and I uh, lasted two weeks, and I walked out. So <laughs> I, just, I just hated it. I just 
the whole thing. I just didn't want to sit in a sit in an office. Could I waste my life sitting in an office uh, doing that? So five years studying, I worked out after two weeks. I spent the subsequent few years working in the North Atlantic. So my my family has a North Atlantic fishing business. So I did my various qualifications. I became a fully qualified captain at 23, and I uh, spent five years in a, in a fishing boat in the North Atlantic, which is. Uh, Quite, quite fascinating. We do most of our fishing as well in January and February, and the North Atlantic in January and February is not the most most forgiving place to work. And uh, just to support the Vuvuzelas cash flow, when I mean, we're still just two years old, I still spend about eight weeks at sea in the fishing boat just to have another income. So I'm still doing that at the moment as well. But um, okay, Martin and I had been been making beer at home. We'd been making beer in Martin's garage, and we'd we'd been kind of debating whether the time was right and whether we could kind of basically pack up our packing our jobs and, uh, and, and, and start the business. And one of the beers it was making in, in Martin's Garage was Paradox, and that's a beer that we still make today, which is uh, aged in whiskey casks. And uh, the opportunity arose for us to, to meet Michael Jackson. So we met Michael Jackson, we let him taste a batch of uh, Paradox that we'd made in Martin's Garage, and he took a sip out of the glass and put it down and said, boys, quit your jobs and start making beer. Really? That's... Uh, we thought, well, if Michael Jackson's saying that, just what the hell, let's give it a go. Yeah, that's one hell of an endorsement. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's too so bad he died last week. We've got the photo up in our, up in our office of Michael Jackson sipping a, sipping a glass of the, the beer that we made in Mountain Garage. So. That is, that's really one hell of an endorsement. If, if Michael Jackson said it, he's right. Drop everything. Yeah. Go to brew. Yeah. It's really ignorant if you don't drop everything right now. That would be ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It was easy. It's a bad American joke. <laughs> yeah, it was an easy one. <laughs> I think I could dig the uh, fishing boat part. I think I could do that. I watched the deadliest catch, and uh, <laughs> you wouldn't even make I, it. You wouldn't even make it five miles offshore. Come on, I could do that. You lose I think, three or four uh, fingers in the first ten minutes. <laughs> What you, are you guys talking about? Yeah, you could do it. Look, you're all bandaged up now from uh, doing the uh, yeah. wiring. From wiring his studio. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I've got masking tape on one hand and a duct tape holding my foot together. No, I could do the fishing, but I saw the video you guys did, too, with the IPA on there. I like the... Okay, cool. Well, we're going back out in two weeks, so just... Uh, I'm there. I was we'll just, something set up. Yeah, I was just saying I need a vacation. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll go out on in the Atlantic, in the North Atlantic. I'll go fishing for a nice vacation. It's easy, right? It's got to be a piece of cake. What do you, you guys don't do anything. You drink whiskey. You throw a line in the water. It's you easy. would be the guy that fell off the boat. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can't be difficult. You'd be that guy. Yeah. Can't be now we're piling on. Yeah. Go back. We'll get him later. <laughs> well, so t- since we're on that topic, now there's another video that you have on the site there, and uh, tell me this story about the IPA that you wanted to make the original trip an IPA would have made back when it was uh, invented. Yeah, I mean that's. Um, I mean a lot. Of, a lot of what we do at Brewdog is is kind of our interpretation of classic beer styles. Um, but what we wanted to do with with the IPA one was try to, well, because uh, we had the opportunity with James in his, in his fishing boat, we thought it would be a fantastic idea to try and recreate an original IPA. Yeah. Um, so what we did with that, I, I don't know if you've seen the video on, online, I'm pretty sure. I did, yeah. That. Which is what got me, I mean, the video's awesome. You guys really went to the extreme with it, so that's what got me interested. I gotta in. see this, man. It's I really cool. It it's cool. Uh, Brewdog.com, everybody. Go check it out. It's such a cool video. So, go on. Yeah, so so, so what we wanted to do was, was uh, recreate one of the sort of original recipes for IPA. Um, so, we're, well, we'll have a 
a lot of brewing books, as you can imagine, in the in Brewdog HQ. Um, and one of them, which I haven't actually got with me because I lent it to my Italian colleague, um, has a recipe for, you know, um, well, has lots of recipes on, on IPA, but it has all the kind of original ones from the historical data and that. So we, we copied one of these recipes wow. um, and brewed it. It was in uh, November uh, 2008. Uh, so it was very much the traditional recipe, all only English hops, um, and then it was uh, just after Christmas, I think it was the 26th of December, we we put it into wooden casks, and then you can see in the video we loaded them onto the boat on the 2nd of January, yeah, at midnight, and then James and the, and the guys were out at sea for eight weeks during January and February, um, so during that time, the some of the casks were on deck um, and the rest were were in below and it was just to to see the difference that the sort of constant motion would make to the to the beer during that sort of two month uh, time of of maturation yeah so i have so a question about to do, do here as well i mean there's a little bit of a reaction i mean for us it's sad to see the kind of ipa tradition of the uk now come to mean nothing more than a, a 3.8 percent spent 3.8% spearedly hot blonde ale. I mean, that's what it is. And in the UK, you get IPAs, mm. beers called IPAs, for instance, Caledonian Juicers IPA, 3.8%. I don't think there's any hops in it at all. I and mean, it's just used the market until the, the term IPA. So our yeah. Atlantic IPA was almost our reaction to that. We wanted to take the style right back to its roots. I mean, a big, heavy, high ABV, highly hot beer, just because, I mean, that's what, that's what the style's about. And it was just a bit of a reaction to how people were kind of butchered the, the style in the UK now. Yeah, I'd be offended by ordering an, an IPA that was uh, that low in alcohol and no hops. I would spit it back. Yeah. Take yeah. that, sir. Good, sir. <laughs> Good so, day to you. I, I have a question about this beer, though. I, well, I have two questions. For one, was the you know this old recipe that you found was? I want to know how good it was. If you could be honest mm-hmm. with me about how you know how good this beer was, and then also, you know, you did talk about how it uh, that constant motion and for that period of time in the casks affected the beer. I want to know the answer to that. You know, so was it a good beer to begin with, and then how did it affect it uh, shaking around for a long time? Yeah, I mean, the beer was actually was actually pretty good. Um, I, I don't know how, you know, 200 years ago the hops maybe wouldn't have been uh, quite as fresh as the ones we were using. Um, so as far as the, the beer that we made, uh, when we put it into the casks at, at the end of December, it was it was really tasting, tasting pretty awesome, I thought, uh, considering, uh, you know, that it was such an old recipe. Yeah, it was, it was very very kind of spicy i mean it, we were using predominantly golden hops in there because it was the sort of most traditional english one that we could get a hold of um and there was uh, a lot of hops in there it was about uh, about four grams per liter of uh, of goldens in there um, so it was really quite spicy and, and a nice bit of, of fruit coming through in the nose as well um but the the best thing for us was was getting it into the barrel and seeing the difference that it would make uh, aging it at sea, and and it did make a a big difference to the to the base beer and the final beer. I mean during that time, uh, they were in well they were kind of washed out whiskey casks that we'd used before, um, but it really added a, a slightly oxidised uh, sort of wine like flavours coming through. 
um, and, and definitely, it, you know, it started tasting a little bit dirty, a little bit old. Hmm. And these are the kind of characters that we would, characteristics we would come through as if, as if it had been on a voyage from, from here to India. Yeah. So, so for us, I mean, this, this is the first genuine IPA for almost two centuries, the first IPA aged oak cast at sea for, for, for almost 200 years. And that was an exciting thing for us. So we wanted to just make something that would resemble as closely as we could to what the IPAs would have tasted like back in, back in India in the, in the 1800s. I mean, it's so different to what a U.S. IPA is. We've sent a small amount to the, to the States, so hopefully you guys can, can taste it. But it's just so different. I mean, it's spicy, it's earthy, it's dirty, it's sour, it's oxidized. There's almost some kind of Belgian hints in there. You can get the big, big malt hit as well. But it's just so different to what an IPA today is, which makes it kind of so interesting to see how the styles can evolve over time. Did you uh, do a control fermentation? That is, did you have some of the wort and just ferment that in the brewery? Yeah, we had a we had a, a racked off uh, firkin of beer as well that we kept in our cold store during the same time. And how did that do? Like in a side by side tasting later on, what did you notice? Yeah, I mean, like like James was saying, you definitely start okay. to taste the, the oxidation and the, mm-hmm. the sort of dirty, earthy characteristics of the beer, which which aren't present in the in the control. So would you say? I, that, I swear you can taste some salinity as well. I mean, the two casks that were out in the deck, and you've seen the I video. Bet. I mean, they've had waves crashing over them for almost two months, and I think you kind of get the, a bit of the salinity in there, in there as well, and almost kind of taste the epic journey that the casks been on with uh, with every sip. Sure. Well, if it works for whiskeys, right? You know, well, there's a very famous um, sherry, isn't there? It's, um, it's salarid on a, a quayside, where down in Hereth, that actually has a a, a quite insane saline edge to it and that's just because it sits on the side of the key oh yeah Yeah. so it's bound to happen so it's Hmm. what did you do on the boat for eight weeks that's what i'm saying nothing just like hang out and play cards or what what did you when they came back there was only seven casks um (laughs) (laughs) james said it got washed overboard but i'm not so sure yeah (laughs) this is why i say i can do this you just hang out and drink i went down the hatch what do you mean it went went overboard yeah (laughs) sure (laughs) no it was an official fishing trip right it was work and you just sort of tag you know you let the the kegs tag along yeah, it was uh, it was right. All right. So would you would you say the beer that made the trip was drinkable or was it a dumper? Uh... Yeah, this is the question I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, um, I, did I, you drink I it? Love it. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's for, for me. It's just it's just fascinating and the kind of story. And I think IPA is a style that out in the U.S. and it's been a very predominant style over the last decade or so. So to do something with this one IPA just to take it right back to where it started and see where the style. Or originated from. I mean, I think it's a, a fantastic beer, but you've kind of got to go into it with your eyes open and realize it's going to be so different to any IP you've tasted. tasted. Yeah. I do love that part. See, I really, you know, the the story of IPA is one of my favorite stories. It's easy to know. It's not one of these convoluted stories. It's it's pretty. So I've always liked to tell people who don't, you know, they're just getting into beer, the story of how IPA came to be. So I do love that, that part of what you did. I, I think. I, I'm interested too, and and then like I said, seeing the video, you really got to see it, JP. This boat is just going through, you know, twelve foot swells. Yeah, it's I it's it out, great. Man. Brewdog.com. Um, but you know, still I, the whole time I'm thinking, I, I'm really skeptical about uh, the taste of this beer. Um, I, I can't. I really would like to try it uh, because I'm just I'm thinking that that kind of abuse and <laughs> um, and and a re- now part of me thinks though, like I, I'm skeptical about this recipe, right? Because it's old. 
but beer is old. So why why would I be? It might be just as good a recipe as, as anybody else, and right? It should be. I mean, you know, variations in the malt and like they were saying, the hops, you know, maybe the, the hops back then weren't you know, even as high alpha yeah. maybe now or Can you, you know, key whatever, us in but... to, uh, to some of the recipe? I, I, I'd understand if you don't want to give away the whole thing, but uh, if you could tell us what's in the beer, I'd be interested. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, well, an IPA, so it's predominantly pale malt, um, although the pale malt uh, then wouldn't be quite as pale as the, as the malt we, we, we use today. Um, so, so to kind of just counteract that slightly, we added a small amount of amber malt in there hmm. um, just to give it a little more colour and uh, a little bit of backbone. Um, and that was, that was basically it. Um, as far as the, as the hops, uh, it was four grams per litre of, uh, of goldings. Um, predominantly in the, it was a 65 uh, IBU beer. Okay. Um, so See that's now now I'm now I hear sixty five on the west coast and I go that's ah, not too hoppy but you got to put this into perspective right I mean think about when this beer was originally brewed sixty five IBUs had to be out of this world blew all their minds man and what was the starting uh, Plato gravity um, starting gravity was uh, just ten seventy four hmm. See that um, you know when the when the troops got that that's that's had to knock their funny little hats off you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> now, that it was the only requirement to get it some high, right? I mean, they didn't care what it yeah. tasted. Yeah, that's unwinding. That's unwinding some turbines. You know, oh, it's it's just <laughs> confusing people left and right. Yeah. So I dig that. Yeah. I think that part's awesome. Now, what did you do about yeast? Uh, because I, I don't know. I'm trying to imagine what would have been available to a brewer back then. So, what did you guys do to, to pick a yeast? Um, as, well, as far as yeast strain, we, we used our, our standard yeast, which originates, uh, it's a, an English yeast that we use anyway, um, originates in uh, Sheffield. Okay. Um, so we, Don we Sheffield? just used the, the yeast that we're currently currently using. All um, right. It's, it's fairly clean um, and, and attenuates, attenuates well. Um, so, yeah, we just used that. And it, uh, yeah, ferment, fermented well and uh, kind of gave you the, Proper characteristics of the of the malt and the hops, so you could see the the change. I think the most over the maturation period. Yeah, and I, I got to bet the original beer had a little breadiness to it, you know, something like that, because I'm sure that kind of a wild character. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure the you know the yeast weren't properly clean, you know, originally, and and uh, probably the barrels weren't. How old yeah, do you say, did you weren't. say this recipe is? Um, it's it's almost two hundred years old. Yeah. That's like older than Sully. That's almost as old as so. Sully. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty old. I got a question from the chat room coming through for you guys. And uh, listeners at home, as always, you just hit the chat now button on the page there. Hang out with us. You can ask some questions of BrewDog uh, hanging out with us today. Um, so one of our listeners from Denmark is tuning in today. Uh, Tour is in there. And uh, he wants to know uh, how it is to have contract brewers uh, visiting and brewing with you guys. He's... Uh, in particular, he's wondering about, uh, I guess, Christian Anderson from uh, Beer Here uh, came and, and stopped in with you guys? Yeah, he did. I mean, for us, um, we've been expanding our company and our facility quite aggressively since we started a couple of years ago. And uh, and we've got kind of stages in this expansion where we've got more tank space than, than we have sales. So it's just been a, kind of a really nice thing for us. I mean, we love the kind of collaboration spirit of the craft beer community in the States and the uh, Christian got in touch and asked if we could help them out with uh, with making a beer for them. And it's just um, he came over to Scotland. We got to 
got to hang out and uh, kind of exposed to new ideas and kind of making making the beer for him is fantastic. It was a dry IPA called Hot Fix, and it was just a stunning beer that he made. He just recently shipped it to Denmark, but it was just just a lot of fun. It just kind of gives us a bit of security in that we're expanding so aggressively and we're just a little bit more diversified and there's a few other things that we can put into our tanks and uh, it gives us the kind of security and peace of mind to keep expanding our facilities as, as much as we want. Yeah, hmm. that's a good idea. Why have yeah. empty uh, fermenters? How big is your system? What size batches are you brewing? It's a 20 hectoliter plant that we're using. Okay. And it goes uh, 24-7. Oh, really? That's why you're still awake at 2 a.m. You just got back from the brewery. <laughs> Yeah, Stuart and the guys are busy working just now. Yeah. You know, see, there's a, there's always there's a lot of talk right now about contract brewing in the U.S. and people going to other breweries to brew their beer. Partner brewing. Part, sorry, partner brewing. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say here, I think I've decided, all the naysaying is bullshit. If you've got a brewery and you've got capacity, yeah, brew other people's beer. And on top of that, if you want to start brewing, you know... Instead of forking over $2 million to open up a new brewery, why not go to one of these guys? Why not go to BrewDog? Why not go to another place around and, and brew your beer there, get the name out, sell some beer? I think, you know, the people who say, well, it's not your brewery, I, I think it's bullshit. It doesn't matter at this point, you know? I mean, especially with this economy, if you want to do something you love and uh, you don't necessarily have the funds, yeah. do find a way to do it. That's, exactly. That, that's what you mean. Innovative people will find innovative ways to make money. The story, I mean, you think, like, me got Mickle. I mean, James, James, me, Mickle, mutual friends. And yes. James has done a fantastic beer called Divine Rebel mm-hmm. with Mickler. Mickle okay. doesn't own his brewery. He brews at Amiga. Amiga, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's pretty... And brewed, I've had his beer. It's great beer. Yeah. Brews yeah. the Three Floyds, brewed, you know, he's yeah. brewed everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't own a brewery. See, and but there, people talk about it, and and pro brewers talk about it, and they say, well, if it's not at your place, it's not your beer. And I just, I'm saying bullshit. Well, those are the same people who won't give you recipes, you know, because they're afraid. <laughs> yeah, of this yeah. Or that. It's like, you know what? They're on a whole, they're on a whole different level, man. Yeah. They don't understand craft beer is kind of shifting. Homebrew is kind of shifting. It's way more communal than it used to be. Yeah. I think I think that was a good point you made about the economics of things. It's something that we didn't think too much about before we. Started the business. I mean, we were just thinking about what beers we were going to make and what we were going to call them and what hops we were going to use. But then, as soon as you start the business, you've got bills to pay, you've got overheads. We had some staff, and um, mm. you've got a bottling machine from Italy that's quite tempting. One doesn't work, so there's just so many other things that come into it. That, and you've kind of at the same time got to make sure you've still got the kind of passion and kind of spending enough time in the beer development as you, as you can. But there's just so many other things coming at you, and maybe by doing what. McKellar does or something, you can just focus on the beers. So it's maybe even a good thing to get started that way. Yeah. James Beck, I'll see you when I get back. opposed to having issues with staff and insurances and, and, and bills and all this other kind of things going on. So. Yeah. And you guys have, I mean, it's a it's a, it's a a decent-sized brewery, uh, 20 hectoliters. Uh, it's a little over 500 gallons of beer, which you're brewing every time, um, yeah. for, for us Americans on the American. Uh, we'll do about um, 6,000 U.S. barrels this, this year. Okay, that's a lot of beer. Well, let me ask you this. Now we've just talked about how you you know you could make beer without investing in this brewery, but you guys did uh, something. Our listeners always like to know about, and, and me too. I'm always curious. You know, where did you scrounge up the cash? How did you guys get started? Well, I mean, f- what we managed to do. I mean, I was amazed at what we managed to do with the amount of money we had. We had just about fifty thousand of life savings, 
and um, we leased a unit from the council, so we don't own the building. We got some second-hand bits and pieces. Mm. We put on a shirt and tie. We went to the bank <laughs> with a quite sketchy business plan. I think it was a shirt and tie that did it. For some reason, the bank gave us a, yeah. another bit of money. So for the first six months, it was just Martin and myself. We, we did everything. We'd do the beer, we'd bottle it, do the night, we'd do the bookkeeping, we'd kind of drive the van, do the deliveries all day, we'd sleep in the, sleep in the floor, do, do that whole thing. But, what we did a lot when we was expanding as well, we decided to put in a, a bottle of mine about six months in and we'd go to our bank and say, look, we, we need some money to, to to get a bottle of mine. Our bank would just say, go away, you've just been in business six months, we've given you some money and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then, yeah. So we'd go to the bank next door and say, hey, look, this other bank's given us a fantastic deal and money for a bottle of machine, what can you guys do? And ah, yeah. We kind of, kind of worked that between five or six banks and that's how we managed to get the money. So there was a good bit of that and then most of the equipment we bought it in uh, what we call the UK's asset finance so the bottling machine a lot of the tanks the banks own and then we then pay the banks back in installments so there's been a lot of things like that just to enable us to, to, to buy equipment so. see James is no dummy I'm starting to pick up on this guys I know I've been doing this for a while but uh, <laughs> that's a smart way to kind of go around. lie cheat and steal is basically what I, you know I'm hearing you gotta go around you tell one guy one thing and then the other guy the other thing get yourself a little cash in there <laughs> That's, uh, We've also found it's a lot easier to get forgiveness than permission. Good point. Wow. That's right. Yeah. See, I like that. It's also risky, though. I mean, the way you're saying it, you've got all of this equipment on lean. You know, I mean, it could all yeah. be snatched up at any time. Should you fail? I don't want to put the pressure on or anything, right. but this is, uh, you know what I'm saying? It, it's uh, like any venture is risky, but you really, you did, you guys did take on some risk. Well, it sounds like the pressure's kind of gone now. I mean, BrewDog is, is successful. I, w- I would think, right? I, mean, I don't know. Even, James well, says he still has that fishing gig. <laughs> well, you can't give up yeah, the fishing I, I, I love the fishing gig. I mean, all my family's fishermen. and oh. I mean, I think there's a bit of fishermen in there that I need to get out every now and again. So I Did you, you start, the fishing uh, gig. I think, I mean, uh, I think this, you started in 2004, wasn't it? Um, no, we, we've been going just over two years now, so we started in 2007. Because oh. yeah. I can remember buying, I bought your casks when I was running a pub down in Kent, and I can remember when you first started uh tom um was shouting about your beers and um you know tom used to work at the black yeah yeah um and People's he was shouting about your beers front. so that's how that's his, we're talking two years i have to be black yeah. you know uh blacksmiths black. in glasgow yes yeah yeah i, I know tom yeah know. and it's um so that's the thing you're talking two years these guys have gone and now we're in uh, we're in california yeah and we're talking about the biz. I mean, yeah, that's uh-huh. exciting. I've, see, I've seen him in the stores for the past year. You have? Yeah, mm-hmm. like Monument has him every once in a while. Uh, it's it's uh, very hit or miss as far as trying to get him, but I've seen him there. Chad shaking his head and giving me a stupid look, but Shit, I haven't the, seen him. No, no. You should have told us. Did I you looked look around. Some, yeah. I got some on the way over Where'd here. you look around? At the Safeway? Monument. Uh, well, I mean, this, this was, I think I saw him... I think the last time was maybe five months ago or six months Why ago. Why would have it checked if I'd known it was a possibility? But the other thing, I mean, these guys are in the top of Scotland. They're not in <laughs> Aberdeen. Uh, Where are you exactly? Aberdeen, yes. you know, right up the top. Where in Scotland are you? What's, what's right, the... right in the northeast corner, just um, about 200 miles north of Edinburgh. I know right where that is. Now, like literally right at the top. Right in the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know exactly so oil, oil we're rigs, helicopters, about. and these guys, and yeah. that's it. Slightly east of Pacheco. Yeah. Fish. <laughs> yeah. We're at the very side of San Francisco, so I know how you feel. Yeah. We're at that top corner also. No, hey, and didn't you run into some trouble with uh, a group as far as a packaging or the, the name you had going? Oh, or yeah, I had the Somebody didn't like BrewDog? Probably PETA. Yeah. 
the uh, we have a we have an alcohol sort of uh, language control people. Yeah, who we do um, too. Yeah, uh, no, they're not like the ABC. Oh. These guys are. Um, they're just just language. <clears throat> no, um, I think James and I are on the same same page on these these guys. They're um, an industry funded group and uh, like a watchdog kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then so not- the big companies finance. So what yeah. didn't what didn't they like, James? Which name? Um, well, I think the thing that they didn't like was the the fact that we were doing something a bit different and a bit edgy. And uh, but I mean, they're, they're called the Portman Group, but they're funded by the by the big companies. So they're funded by Diageo, by InBev, by, by Scottish uh, Newcastle, yeah. by Heineken. So I mean, they've got a vested interest in making sure that small companies such as ours are not too successful and don't take up their don't take up too much of their market share. So um, speed, we come on, we, Speedball was fun though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the beer speedball? Oh, that would be a huge hit in Pacheco. I got to tell you right now. Really, you can sell speedball like like speedballs yeah. around what, here, which which is a great choice for a name because it's sort of like pre marketed for the past twenty years. The speedball, the name is actually in the beer. The beer was a combination of active stimulants and depressants. I so see. It was a beer made with Scottish heather honey, Californian poppy, cola nut, and Grana. Uh, I like it. But didn't they, they got their knickers in a twist with the um, punk, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the yeah. punk and also the, the Riptide as well. And the, yeah. the Riptide's are 8% stout. And on the packaging it said it was a twisted merciless stout. Yeah. And they said that describing that beer in that way was going to encourage antisocial behavior, was going to encourage violence. <laughs> what do you, you live in, China? Yeah. It's, it sounds like, the, it sounds like <laughs> those uh, drug films from the 50s where they say, like, if you smoke the pot, like you'll a, start masturbating and rape people. Yeah. It's just like, what uh, is happening? This is like 1700s or something. Uh, correction, ladies and gentlemen, it's Brewdog from North Korea that we're speaking to today. <laughs> the thing is, these guys uh, are paranoid. I mean, the Portland group are paranoid, but be any beverage... Above say five percent. I mean, if they walked into Triple Rock tomorrow, they just have a they go apoplectic. They just have a heart attack and die. It'd just uh, be yeah. so. And the the other thing we've had some issues with in the UK. Um, last year we made a twelve percent imperial stout called Tokyo. So it was a fantastic beer. We made it with uh, jasmine and cranberries in the kettle. Then dry hopped it, aged it in some oak chips. It was it was awesome. But the fact that we made a twelve percent beer, we made two thousand bottles of it, and there was a huge huge media backlash. For instance, Jack Law, who was the chief executive of Alcohol Focus Scotland, said this in the media. What justification can there possibly be to bring a 12% beer onto the market? Super strength beers are often favoured by young people and problem drinkers. Now, for this 12% wow. bottle, we were charging maybe equivalent to $15. And it just, there's something, an attitude in Scotland of beer, people just... Sensible people just seem to stop being sensible and say things like this. I mean, it was 2,000 bottles. It was just for sale on our website. And yeah. I mean, we had politicians. We had a um, kind of public health doctor speaking out against us. It was just... <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, See, it, it, I got to say, things. I hate no, no stupid whiskey, people yeah. too much to deal with that. You yeah. guys are patient men. I could not sit around. It would just drive me crazy. You wait until what they're going to say about the new one that's coming out. The, the, I mean, yeah, I we, we've, we've dealt with it in our own special way. We've just uh, finished fermenting a beer out at 18.2% <laughs> alcohol. So yeah. that's going to be hitting the market in a, in a few oh, times. Yeah, I like it. Because there's no law against it, right? I, I mean, you don't wigs, have man. an ABV limit, do you? It's just a. No. It's just a a a, a a a a feeling. It's a. You well, know, we sell stigma. we sell a lot of whiskey in Scotland at forty percent plus um, alcohol, and there never seems to be any problem with that. So <laughs> why a beer um, 
becomes a menace if it's over four and a half percent is yeah. beyond me. Well, we have states like that. I mean, this is a battle that we've been that we've had too. So I can't say that we're so different in a lot of ways. I mean, we've definitely we we have some alcohol state uh, uh, you know limit states, and, yeah. but we're making a lot of headway right now. But just to hear the wording, it really puts it into perspective. When you read that uh, review, it just goes, "Wow, these are the people that we're dealing with." Are you now, or have you ever made a beer over ten percent? <laughs> yeah, so we wow. have a, we have a newspaper back in England called the Daily Mail. This is this is um, the most very very stoic um, middle class. You know, they, they oh, just irritate the shit out of me. Um, and this is I think I mean James Martin. They're doing I mean they're doing pretty incredible things, and it just flies straight in the face of that sort of sector of society back in the UK. Good. And you can see him just going. It's like Walnut Creek for here, for God's sake. It's just the oh, sort of we put it that way. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How yeah. dare you guys make beers like that? Yes. Yeah. All right, guys, I want to keep talking beer with you. Let's get off of the uh, annoying uh, you know, government part that you're having to deal with and start talking about the great beers you, you do get to do. i got to take a quick break, so if you guys can just hang in there for a couple minutes, let me take care of some sponsors, come back and talk a little more to you. Would that be all right? Sounds cool. Yeah, that's good. All right, beautiful. Stand by. Hang in there. we got BrewDog on the line. Go to BrewDog.com and check out these videos we've been talking about because it's really great stuff, and uh, you can learn more about the brewery, uh, especially since we're finding out it's available here in, in, in various places. Yeah. Uh, so hang in there. It's the session. It's our uh, UK show from the new studio, and uh, having lots of fun. So hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. Organic ingredients. Fresh, clean, good for you, good for the planet. And Seven Bridges has the best selection in the world. Everything is a click away at breworganic.com. Join the mailing list for special deals and regular updates about new products and specials. They have been brewing organic and serving organic brewers for almost 12 years. They can help you brew great organic beer. Check out their huge 11th annual summer sale. Everything organic is on sale until July 15th. Save 10 to 50% on all organic malts, hops, adjuncts, spices, and green coffee for home roasting. Shop early for the best selection and best deals. Seven Bridges is the host and promoter of the National Organic Brewing Challenge, the only BJCP-sanctioned nationwide brewing competition just for organic beers. Take the challenge this fall for a chance to win great prizes, including a hands-on brewing experience at an organic brewery. Seven Bridges. Visit today at breworganic.com. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. 
The Brewing Network brings together the winner of the Sam Adams Long Shot Competition and the most awarded home brewer in history to do battle in the next chapter of The Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Every episode, Jamil Zanishev and Mike McDowell lay their reputations on the line to brew your favorite commercial beer and put their results to the test. Perfect match or perfect drain pour. Tune in for the recipes, techniques, and interviews with the pros that answer the question, Can You Brew It? The Jamil Show, Can You Brew It? airs every other Monday on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their fast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Hilo, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. It's the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Oh, I pulled a Bevo. Oh, JP yeah. hasn't yeah. figured out how to use his new microphone yeah. yet. I pulled the Bevo. <laughs> Our first technical you error. You know what? This. Yeah. Yes. And he messed up on the, the lit up mute button. Like, I was retarded. Uh, yeah, his has a light on yeah, it. Yeah, I true. was retarded yeah. with the one you couldn't see. That's a good point, Bevo. You, yours you. is a bright, flashing well, I light. I didn't look, and it doesn't yeah. flash, as a matter of fact. It just turns on very subtly. Semantics. Dicks. It's lighting the whole room. It's so bright. And then you know what else JP did? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Is this going to be another show where you cry? <laughs> another. Every every show, isn't it? We'll start charging me 65 bucks for the therapy. <laughs> All right, we're back, everybody, if you couldn't tell. We got James and Martin from BrewDog on the line with us. You still there, fellas? Yeah, that was awesome. Still hanging on. Fabulous. Good. All right. I'm glad. I know it's late. Uh, we're... we're we're quite a ways into this interview, but we, we do want to talk about your beer, if you guys can stick around a little more. Uh, hopefully, at least one of you gets to sleep in tomorrow uh, before having to go to the brew house. But uh, I want to talk to you, uh, of course, about your beers. And, uh, you know, one thing that I think is interesting about what you're doing is, you know, you're, you're sort of making these more aggressive beers, these non-traditional European-style beers, but you're influenced by the, those classic styles. So... I'm thinking that balance is a pretty important uh, aspect of beer to, to Europeans. Um, so uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about uh, how you guys are negotiating this, um, you know, a- aggressive beers yet still maintaining balance. Sure. I mean, a lot about what we do is about making, I don't think you'd call them extreme beers, um, but beers that are more challenging. 
but I think the key to, to any beer is is drinkability. I mean, it's got to it's got to be something that you can enjoy and uh, sort of finish your finish your bottle. I mean, some beers are, are obviously big and and maybe one bottle's enough, but other bottles, you know, maybe crack open a a second one after you're finished drinking the first. So, I mean, very much about what we're doing is making sure that the beers we produce are are uh, drinkable. So, how about some some you know tricks about that? Because you know, as home brewers, we want well, at least I do. I, Chet doesn't. He, if he can put enough hops in, the, if he could put more hops into every beer, he would. Uh, it would be all beer, all hops and no beer. But I I want to taste a little more balanced. But I still like hops, right? So, or I yeah. still you know I like high alcohol beers too. But uh, so maybe some tips and tricks. I, I think I think for us one of the key things and one of the things that beer beer kind of keen on are well attenuated beers. I mean we're a huge fan of beers which are well attenuated. I don't care too much for under attenuated beers, but I just think if it's well attenuated, you're taking a lot of the residual sweetness out there. You've got a bit more leeway to do some fun things, and it doesn't become kind of sweet and sticky and cloying on the palate. So as, as Martin says, we like to make kind of big, bold, innovative, dynamic, extreme beers. But at the same time, the challenge for us is to make them drinkable, to give them some balance as, as well. And I think one of the key things that we do is uh, make sure all the beers that we make are well attenuated. It's a fantastic uh, English house ale yeast that we have. It's kind of quite clean, but it just helps us get the, get the attenuation of the beers where we want it to be. And it gives it a great drinkability and uh, enables us to do loads of fun things with it. So, what is your idea of well attenuated? Give me a you know, give me an example. Um, I mean, for something like our, uh, I don't know, the paradox, for example. I mean, that's starting starting off at uh, about ten eighty three uh, OG, and and we want to get that down to at least kind of um, ten twelve um, or. Whatever that is, three, yeah, that's, three places. Wow. That's, that's really that's well. I think it's over 81%. Isn't it? <laughs> you do have a good example of well attenuated. Wow. Um, and I think, I think uh, with that, I mean, it just it just means that it's not filling your mouth and um, sure. to, to the extreme where it's coating your mouth with, with kind of sugars and stuff, and it just makes it difficult to, you know, it, initially some beers like that are just awesome, but, I mean, after you get to your third and fourth uh, mouthful, then it just starts to be too cloying and too sweet and, and quite difficult to drink, and I think I think key for the stronger beers that we make is is uh, getting rid of a lot of that residual sweetness or as much as we can anyway. Well, how about maintaining body as you do that? Because I now I agree with you 100 percent that really a well attenuated beer. And we talk about this a lot around here too. That drying them out, especially if it's a big IPA, just makes it so that you can order another pint. But you don't want it to be thin either. Is there a, a certain ingredient in the malt? Is there something you do to keep body but also attenuate? Um, yeah, I suppose it depends what kind of style of beer you're making. But I mean, we make a, a 9% IPA just with extra pale uh, Maris Otter malt. Um, and that finishes around about 10, probably 10, 14. And... Uh, I mean that that still has a, a a big body in the beer just due to the fact that it's it's uh, you know it, it starts off at such a high gravity so there's so much malt in the in the beer that it still retains the, the kind of mouthfeel and uh, that you that you're after um, but I mean a better example I suppose is is with the how to disappear 
uh, recipe. I don't know if we're going to talk about that in a minute, or if you want to do that just now. Or... Yeah, I think we we definitely we always like to get a homebrew recipe, and that looked like the one that we wanted. If we can get uh... <laughs> like, the guys, will have some some fun with this one at home. I hope everybody's catching the names of these beers. Sometimes uh, I just want to point out you. Like you, you guys say the names really quickly and then pass over. Uh, this beer is such a great name for this one. How to disappear completely is the name of a beer, which yes. just makes me want to buy a keg of it. I just I don't have to know anything about the beer. What a clever name! That's yeah. great. So this is a recipe that we're going to get out of the guys. Uh, yeah, if you want to give that, maybe we can use this as a starting point. Yeah, I think it's a good one to discuss. I mean, James will give you the background about the beer and how it came about. The the, the kind of concept for the beer, and then I'll, I'll run through sort of my challenge, which is how to how to make the beer work. So what we wanted to do this, and it was also maybe a bit of a reaction. I mean, we've taken a lot of uh, abuse and criticism in the UK for making high ABV beers, and with this one, we wanted to have a bit of fun. And the challenge for us, we love double IPAs, was to make something like a double IPA with 3.5% alcohol, so to kind of have huge amount of hops, Rye hopped, all that kind of thing, a nice kind of malt base, but just have it so you can drink two, three, four pints and you're still feeling fine, fine the next day. Um, it actually came about from a conversation I had in San Diego. There's a beer geek bar called Hamilton's Tavern in San Diego. It's just a fantastic place. And uh, the, the, the owner and I were chatting and he kind of set us this challenge. And uh, we quite enjoyed challenges, so we decided to give it a go. And uh, the name actually comes from a um, a song, it's our Radiohead song, so they're quite a cool yeah. band in the UK in the, in the 90s. It's one of our, one of our favourite songs, I and mean, we used to listen to a lot of Radiohead when it was just the two of us making the beer kind of through the night and all that kind of stuff. So it's one of my favourite bands on the planet. Good choice. Awesome. Yeah, so um, we just wanted to get something that was insanely hopped, it had so much malt and all this kind of thing, but it was just 3.5%, and we just seen it as a huge challenge. I mean, no one's tried to do this before. This has got more hops in it than any other beer we make. It's Die hot to hell at 200 IBUs at 3.5 percent alcohol. So it was just an insane little concept we had. We had for the beer. Seriously, this is this beer tastes like a double IPA. Smells like a double IPA. Looks like a double IPA. Except you don't fall over. Hmm. It's got. It's it's brilliant. I I was I had it. Um, Except you don't beat your wife. I had a 13. <laughs> I was fine. <laughs> I was leaning it's against a wall, but I was fine. <laughs> yeah, three point five percent. You have to drink fast to get high. You know? Yeah, that's true. You re- <laughs> you really got to throw them down. You yeah. got to slam it back. But so, it's how to disappear completely. So with all those IBUs, I mean, a lot of those are late edition hops, so you don't get too bitter of a beer. I mean, how are you using the hops in that beer? Um, I'll just I'll just go from the from the start really. I mean, sure. For, for the for the recipe, it's the kind of recipe for a twenty hectoliter batch, a two thousand liter batch. So the guys at home can just uh, take out a couple of zeros depending on how big their brewing system is. Um, the OG in this beer is ten thirty seven. Wow. And the the final gravity uh, is ten ten. Okay. Um. So I mean the. the the idea for us with this one was to make it the most hoppy, but not not only the most hoppy, but the most um, bitter as well. So we were we were after massive, insane bitterness in this beer. Um, but again, what, what the what the challenge is is to make it drinkable. Um, so that's three and a half percent. I mean, there's not a lot of malt to be working with. Um, so the idea with this is to to kind of give it as much of a kind of multi-complex backbone as possible to try and uh, stand up to the to the huge amount of hops that's in this beer. Um, 
so the the grist composition for this was uh, 160 kilos of uh, Maris Otter pale ale malt, uh, 25 kilos of wheat. So obviously the the Maris Otter is the, the kind of backbone for the beer. The wheat um, just get, adds a little softness to the beer, just makes it a bit smoother. The caramalt, we've got 100 kilos of caramalt in there. That just gives us a, a nice colour and a, and a nice uh, biscuit sweetness to the beer as well. We've got 10 kilos of crystal malt. We've got 10 kilos of amber malt. Um, and we've got 5 kilos of chocolate malt. Um, the key for me in this beer is the kind of amber-chocolate combination, which just gives the beer a kind of, a kind of darker depth, um, a nice kind of nutty, nutty characteristic, which kind of works well against the, the big hops. Martin, can um, so I is run that, through? Is that um, where are you getting your uh, Maris from? Are you getting it? Is it uh, Crisps or uh, Warminster? Who are you getting it from? Uh, the the Maris Otter for that brew came from Warminster. We what? use a, a combination of uh, Warminster, uh, Fawcett's, and Muntins in the UK. Mm. What's the love bond on those crystals? You know, like the crystal and the amber. Uh, the color on the on the the lullaby on the crystal. Yeah, like yeah, crystal Martin, 40. They dance the different crystal, numbers over here, man. The crystal is uh, yeah, the crystal's one hundred and twenty. Mm. Okay. Ah, yeah. Um, and the amber was about three hundred, I think. This is a pretty deep amber beer. I'm yeah. Thinking, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got a, I've got one in front of me just now. It's uh, sort of almost chestnut in color, I would say. Okay. I like the variety of of grains, and I think that if you're going to, I'm just assuming that if you're going to do a low gravity beer like this, part of adding complexity and and adding some body is to have some variety like that. Well, you know, the crystal mall here is going to make sure there's sweetness in the beer to bounce off that uh, 200 IBUs. Okay. All right. I'm going to move on for mouthfeel. No. Going on to the hops. Um, This was the the first time I've ever mash hopped a beer <laughs> okay. um, so All right. we had a few, th- few kilos of centennial in with the mash um, well, I'm not entirely sure what it did because we've got nothing to nothing to kind of compare it with um, but we put it we thought we're, we're going to town with the hops so we may as well stick some in with the mash as well maybe you guys can tell us a bit more about if mash hopping makes any difference at all <laughs> Some people do it. Was that a dig? (laughs) I I do it all the time. I I think it changes the pH of the water is what it, I mean. That's it. Yeah, that's about it. I think it makes you waste a little bit of time in your brew day. Yeah, you get a better, yeah, yeah, something. All right. Yeah, so we had had two kilos in of Centennial and with the mash done, uh, we had three kilos of Centennial as the kind of first wort hopping. And then once once we're up to the boil, we added in another kilo of Centennial and four kilos of Columbus. Um, so taking that as a sort of 30% utilization uh, gives us 100 and 135 IBUs there. Wow. So that's the, that's the backbone of the bitterness. Um, then after half an hour into the boil, uh, we add another two kilos of Centennial and another two kilos of Columbus. Uh, and if we work that as a 20% utilization, that gives us another uh, 40 IBUs there as well. And then late hops, we have 
three kilos of Centennial and three kilos of Columbus, and that's going in just before the end of the boil, so that's a sort of uh, three-minute boil time as well, and then a 30-minute steep before we before we cast the beer. Um, mm. So that's another six kilos of hops in at that point. So so far, that's uh, 18 kilos of hops. Wow. Uh, plus the two from the mash, that's 20 kilos total, and gives us a theoretical IBU of 197.4. Yeah, can I jump in about this real quick? Everybody here knows sure. I'm no math wizard, but uh, that many IBUs, is it even, like, don't they say you can't even perceive IBUs over a certain level? Like, are we, this is, I, I mean, you added the word theoretical IBUs. That's a hell yeah. of a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, not sent I mean, out to a lab, or? I think there's only so much your your palate can, can taste before. Is that um, is perceivability is 100, and then it's actually what you can put in a beer. Doesn't is irrespective. You can put it off the chart. You can put 2,000 IBUs. Right, but we just wouldn't notice. You just, it just stops. You stop being able to. Yeah. Well, they say Pliny has like 400. They do? Yeah. Who's they? Me. Oh. And all my voices. <laughs> yeah, all 13 of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. You can win any argument with fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to, yeah, because that just sounds, yeah, it is pretty way off the charts, but I guess, you know, it does add up, you, you know, uh, theoretically. And I think this beer is, is kind of typical of what we're about and what we do. We, as I said initially, I mean, we took a lot of inspiration from what was happening out in the U.S., but we very much want to kind of push the boundaries in our own way and put our own spin on things and make our own, own, own style, so it was important that we kind of took inspiration from what was happening in the U.S., but we kind of took it in our own direction, and we want to do things that other people are not doing. We want to make beers that other people are not making and just kind of kind of do our own thing. And I think this and the Atlantic IPA, which is each in a fishing boat, and all those kind of things are things that are quite unique. It, it's only ourselves that are doing so. Okay. Now, just so that, curi- I mean, that takes us up to fermentation. So after fermentation, we added uh, 10 kilos of Columbus um, pellets into the fermenter. Uh, so in total, it was uh, 30 kilos of, of hops used in that brew. Tasty, did you have something else about these oh, yeah, hops before yeah, we go did, to? Uh, yeah, what did you? No, the, what did you mash the uh, ah. the beer? Was that sorry? What, what was, did you mash at? Mash temperature. All right, cool. Um, well, our our brewery is uh, very basic, so it's single infusion mash. Um, and we with that one we mashed in a little bit higher, so the the kind of mash temperature was uh, sixty six and a half degrees. Okay. I'm converting that in my head right now, everybody. <laughs> totally converting. Yeah. So it'll be a while. Yeah, I've got. It. I don't want to show you up though. <laughs> we got to get our. We have to get our stupid chart put back in the new studio. Yeah, we do. So we get our yeah. conversion chart that uh, Push made for us. We have this all the time, guys. We're making fun of us, not you. Uh, every you know when we ever get Celsius, uh, hectoliters, uh, ounces, kilos. <laughs> I can measure out my cocaine in kilos. That's fine. But uh, you start talking hops and stuff, and I get. Well, I get the French have figured it out. It's yeah, two, two Europeans sitting in the studio, and we're both sitting there going, "What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A kilo is a thousand grams. Yeah, help out, <laughs> euros. What do you think I let you in the studio for? Thank you. Tasty. Yeah, well, that's what I expected. Something, <laughs> something high, a high temperature like that. That's relatively high, one fifty four F for us. So, no. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to make sure that there, yeah, still plenty of sweetness in this beer. No. Yeah, just to, just so it's not. Com- I mean, it's obviously very kind of stringent with the hops, so to make it dry as well would just be kind of <laughs> overkill. <laughs> it would be. Yeah. Now, were you guys saying that that you had uh, a, a late hop addition for three like three minutes before the end of the boil, and then you added more for flame out and let those steep, or or did I add an addition there that doesn't need to be there? Yeah, um, 
it's just sort of the last sort of three minutes we're kind of adding the hops in uh, just until the, the end of the boil. So the last hops go in just as we're switching off the element and it just steeps for 30 minutes. Ah, okay, okay. So it's like six kilos over the last three minutes. Okay. All right, and then is this your house yeast that you're uh, fermenting with? Yeah, that one was our, was our real yeast, yeah. So can you, is there, you know, would that be like our, are you familiar with White Labs yeasts at all? Maybe our English ale yeast we can get from them? I don't know if you Yeah, guys... I mean, it would be something along the lines of um, probably, I don't know, maybe the Nottingham ale yeast or the no. British ale yeast, something like that. Yeah, okay. All right. all right, and how about a temperature for that? Fermentation temperature, again, was, uh, it was 20 degrees Celsius. All right. So that's like 40 Fahrenheit, I think is what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird for an English ale yeast, but you know, yeah, who am I to judge? Yeah, who are you? you know? yeah, the yeast right. is quite distinctive. I mean, the, it's it's, uh, it's quite uh, it's quite interesting. Um, you can, <laughs> no, it's lovely. You can really yeah. pick, it's, it's great that they do. It's not just the hops yeah, and yeah. the punchy beers. Oh. It's the just yeast is, yeast. It's not a, it's, it's, it's not a dry, clean yeast. It's, it has it's, some flavors it's quite, going on. Can, I mean, the Edge is one of their beers that I think is absolutely fantastic. I was going to use another F word there, but well, anyway, the um, it's 2.8% mild. That's do you, eh? And you can, yeah. you can literally ch- throw it down your throat. Really distinctive. Where did you guys steal that yeast from? <laughs> um, originates from uh, Vokes Brewery down in down England. Okay. Oh, yeah. um, Come on, no one makes that. It's a good question. A friend down down in Sheffield, he's a bit of a yeast whiz, and he, uh, I don't know if he legally holds these yeasts or not, but he <laughs> yeah. gets the hold of them. And, I think and, nobody uh, legally does it. Yeah, you can you can kind of take whatever you want. Yeah. Martin, is that Dave? Yeah. yeah. Dave right. Corby. Yeah. yeah. All right, and uh, go ahead, Tasty. You have some uh, fermentation well, uh, questions, well, also. I, you know, well, in the uh, in the whole beer here, what uh, sort of water do you have there uh, at your brewery? Uh, our water's our water's pretty soft, uh, so most of our beers, um, especially the the pale ales, were were, were buttonizing our water. Oh, okay, good. Gotcha. All right. Now, uh, how long's your ferment? Uh, I know you gave us a, 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 a an actual finishing gravity, but I'm curious how fast this yeast of yours works. Uh, I mean, this one for the for the low gravity was a, a well, about three and a half four day fermentation. Yeah, it's got to be right. Okay, yeah. commercial and when pitch you, for that. When one. are you adding your dry hop? How are you dealing with the dry hop? At what uh, point? The dry hops after. After fermentation, we knock the temperature down to about 16 degrees just to drop out as much yeast as we can, um, and then we'll put the, the hops in then. We'll hold it at that temperature and uh, rouse it so out twice a day for for about five days, and then cool the beer down and drop the, yeast, the hops out. I think that rousing is key, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pay attention yeah. to that. You Absolutely. rouse it every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bevo wants to know what you guys are wearing right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the important stuff for Vivo. I'm in a, a, a pajama stroke long t shirt combo. Oh. Vivo, <laughs> you like you like that, right? Yeah. I'm in yeah. a kind of old fashioned pajama thing with a sleeping cap on as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping I, James would say he's in a onesie. Vivo <laughs> says sounds huggable. Yeah. <laughs> You're really not making it hot for you guys. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sweating holding grain. What would have been hot, Bebo? Is there such a thing as 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 sexy male uh, no. underwear? Power really. lifting James, grain in the nude. There's not, right? No, 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 yeah. Not really. You tried that on Sam. Yeah. I didn't even say anything. That was all 
JP, he wanted to know what you were wearing. That is a lot. How dare you? Bevo, make sure you turn your microphone up to where it was originally. Yeah, good job, Bevo. Yeah. Okay. In Scotland, it's so cold, we have these things called long jocks, which are kind of underpants that go all the way down to your feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Long jocks. Yeah. You call them long jocks. We call them long johns. Yeah. Long, long jocks over here are a completely different thing. Oh, they are? Yeah. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That did did we just we probably just fucked up the translation yeah, somewhere yeah. along the way and called them long johns on the boat over somebody yeah. messed it up. <laughs> long jocks. Oh, long johns. Yeah, I yeah, got those. Don't got worry about long those. Long johns also. Yeah, wearing my long johns now. I just have them rolled up under my shorts. Yeah, <laughs> under your short shorts. So you're not really having to make water adjustments uh, to get this uh, uh, beer. In fact, any of your beers. To is this an important thing for you? Yeah, I mean with a. With our pale ales, like I say, we, we add a fair bit of uh, sulfate into the water. Um, but with our, our lager, we don't really add too much at all. Um, but we're adding some calcium sulfate, some magnesium sulfate, um, and calcium chloride into, into our standard pale ales. Okay. And are you wrestling with your neighbor right now, Martin? <laughs> wrestling with my neighbor. I just I hear you throwing somebody around in the background there. I'm just curious if you invited your neighbor just, over to kick his ass while you're doing the interview. Doing a little caber tossing for just for shits and giggles. Yeah. I think I think I'm getting a bit excited. I think the coffee was maybe a bit strong. <laughs> yeah. Martin's like, Well, it's gonna be a long show, I can yeah. tell. Let's fire up that pot. Yeah, if it let's brew. <laughs> yeah. All right, just checking. I want to make sure nobody gets hurt on the air. That's all. I get concerned. All right. Well, and and another thing we wanted to talk to you about, we mentioned your collaboration beers uh, a little bit early, so maybe we can uh, do a setup right now because um, you've worked with a uh, brewery that's near near and dear to our hearts, uh, Stone, before. And uh, I think we're actually going to get Mitch on the line here after the next break to talk about a collaboration you did with them. Do you want to set that up a little bit, tease us about the Stone collaboration? Yes. For for us, the Stone thing was just amazing. As I said, we were kind of inspired by a few... um U.S. juries to start up a business, so um, Stone, I guess, have got a lot to answer. I've heard in that was kind of inspired by Stone and, and, and Dogfish Head, perhaps more than anyone else. So um, the fact that Stone now do some distribution for us in Southern California is amazing, and we know the guys quite well, and they invited us to visit them and make a beer with them. So it's maybe equivalent of uh, going on the stage with your favourite band in this huge concert and kind of jamming out with them or something. Yeah. Us, it was a huge honour. I mean, we'd just been going... I mean, we've gone less than two years, and to be invited to make a beer at Stone was just this huge deal for us. And we were kind of How did that happen? And, um, yeah, I just, um, I've spoke to the, the guys there kind of off and on, and we just suggested that we hang out and uh, make some beer together. So I think uh, we're dragging Mitch, who we, Mitch will talk to, um, we're in the UK, I think it was about a year and a half ago, and I think they got fed up with all the kind of stuff ales, and they found our beer somewhere, and they really enjoyed it so they got in touch with us and it kind of just just went from there okay so what's the beer that you guys started working on um the beer is a 10 percent black pilsner it's got more hops in it than any beer stone's ever made it's dry hopped as well so um, wow kind of double black pilsner sparks beer it's up at 10 percent abv and it's hopped to hell and for stone I to mean, say that's... that it's got more hops than any stone beer that's impressive yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm. It's kind of scary, the actually. Thing about it, too, it uses a um, quite unusual um, kind of hop bill in there. Um, we use a lot of New Zealand hops back here in Scotland, so we wanted to get some of the New Zealand hop influence going on. So we used some Motueka. We also used some Sirachi Ace, which is a 
um, some fantastic Kai Alpha Japanese hop in there. So it's a quite an unusual hop combination we've got in the, the black pilsner that we made. Okay. Now, I, while we're on the topic of those ingredients and where they're from, um, do you guys care where your ingredients come from? Is this something you pay attention to? Like, let's source these hops from the U.S., let's get these from Europe. What do you do? Yeah, I mean, ingredients are key, I think, with our, with our beers. Um, one of the things that I love to do is find out and just keep up to date with any new kind of hop varieties. and that. Um, so very much key in our beer is is the hops and I mean we source most of our hops come from the states um, we also get a fair amount from from New Zealand I mean just now from New Zealand we're using Nelson Savan uh, Pacific Gem Motueka. Um so it's I mean obviously it's very expensive for us to get a hold of these hops since we're completely the other side of the world from New Zealand and about um, a third of the way around the world to get to the states so um, but the the difference that the likes of uh, Chinook or Atanum make compared to when you're using sort of first gold or or uh, Fuggles in the UK is is phenomenal, and I think that's one of the things that makes our beer stand out so much in the UK market in particular. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I mean, even being you know influenced by you know the US making beer, whoever making beer, sourcing then your traditional local ingredients and doing something different with them that the other brewers around you aren't doing. Yeah. I dig that. I think that's awesome. You know, taking Fuggles and making a beer taste like nobody's ever tasted in the UK. I dig yeah. that. Because, you know, it's different than saying, okay, well, so we've made this new beer in the UK, and it's all Cascade and Centennial and Amarillo, right? All these Pacific Northwest. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. much better to give somebody a beer they've never had before and go, yeah, these are the same ingredients you found at your local pub beer. You know, they get the, that mild you're used to drinking. It's all right in there. We just did something different. Yeah, it's a good, um, it's a good um, thought process. Yeah. You know, it's a good execution. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Have you guys considered uh, hop extracts? It just seems like it's a real economical way to to move alpha around. Uh, have you seen any of that at all? Um, well, the supplier that we use down in England doesn't really work with that okay. kind of stuff. So it's um, at the moment we, we we're quite keen on just using whole fresh hops. Okay. Um, oh, you're actually using whole hops too? Yeah. Got it. That's interesting. I gotta say, most, yeah, we, is we, that is that because you can't get pellets or? Well, I heard I mean, well, pellets. we use pellets for, oh. for dry hopping. Okay, um, okay. But our brew house, uh, as I said before, is very, very traditional, so it's not geared up to cater with with pellets. Got it. Hmm. I think it'd be difficult to brew with whole hops. No, we have a, well, we've got a pretty good supply. There's a, there's one, like uh, farms basically, and they, you can go on. And when you went through the hop crisis thing back here, yeah, um, the well, we could get pretty much what you wanted, whereas you guys were dying on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, so these guys, I mean, they're using, I mean, the, the Ruaka, Sriracha, things like that. They're pretty out there hops, and um, they're really doing well with them. And it's it's not just um, Centennial. But they're using it. They don't, I yeah. mean, I don't, I'm not going to speak for them, but it's, 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 they are out there beers they're doing. So it's, it's, they're completely left the field for UK brewing. So Right, which is what I dig. Mm. I like it. All right. Well, here's what I think we're going to do. I got to get to another break, and uh, according to uh, my producer, it sounds like we're going to let Martin go so that we can get Mitch on the program to talk about this uh, collaboration that you guys did together. A little bit more about that beer. So now that we've got Mark and Mar- Martin uh, all awake and like standing on his head <laughs> over there, uh, poor bastard's got to go try to sleep now and get to work tomorrow. But um, hey, Martin, I really appreciate you spending the time. I know it's late and you got to work tomorrow, so it uh, means a lot. I appreciate that. 
Ah, no problem. It was a lot of fun to come on, and uh, yeah, hopefully the the guys at home can make their own interpretation of how to disappear completely, and yeah. and uh, they can maybe. Do you have a blog on your site? Can we can we see what the outcome of these beers are? Yeah, sure. we got a forum too, and that's where most people will post is in the forum, and we also have a a, a listener blog that they can submit, uh, you know, the entire story of their brew day and how the beer came out. So we'll make sure and notify you, and uh, but awesome. definitely pay attention to the forum. You'll see it in there. You you can be certain people are going to be trying this one. Maybe that should be cool. the next uh, be in competition thing. You oh, that's know, a good idea. One. The next forum comp. That'd be cool because it's a challenging beer. I mean, yeah. to get it that to be low gravity like that, but then high in IBUs and still be drinkable. Let's mm-hmm. face it, because that's it's a recipe for disaster if you ask me. It, but uh, it's okay, so, you disappear. <laughs> yeah, but you disappear completely. <laughs> so uh, I like the idea. So I mean, that should be the next uh, form. And, and yeah. what, what do you think on uh, style name for that? I mean, we weren't sure whether it could be an imperial mild or a <laughs> I don't know a fake double IPA something like that. I think that's probably the fun part about your guys' gig. You get to do that. Just decide on which style you want to call it and just, you know, add a word to the beginning. Imperial or yeah, like it's, a... It's funny. On the, the label itself, it, on the bottom it says, Fake Fix Double IPA. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh, one more question, too, before you go, actually. Um, uh, from our chat room, someone's asking if you guys put uh, bottle dates on your bottles, um, which is kind of important to us here in the U.S. Because if we if we do find it having been imported to us or exported for you, then uh, we want to know how old that beer is. Do you guys do that? Yeah, what we've done up until now is we've put best before dates in the, in the bottles, but we're moving to putting a bottled on to putting a bottled on date. So yeah. what you'll find in the stores just now will have a best before date, and just to give you an idea with the kind of everything kind of sub nine percent, the kind of paler ones we do, we've given them twelve months. And then the kind of ten percent ones, the big stouts, we've given twenty four months. Um, but okay. we're moving towards getting a bottled on date instead. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Now, and is is that all regulated for you too? That you need to either put on some sort of date or alcohol content, all that kind of stuff. Is that something you need to have on your labels? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Very good, Martin. Thank you very much. I, again, I appreciate your time, and we'll see if uh, some people brew this beer of yours. Uh, no problem. I would like to say that I'll enjoy listening to the rest of the show, but I'll probably be in my bed. <laughs> yeah. No problem. And and listen, do yourself a favor. Don't listen while in bed. It just gets creepy. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right, Martin. Take okay, care. Cool. Great to talk to you. We'll yeah. see you later. You too. All right, and listen, both of you guys. Now, James, I'm keeping you on the line, I think, but, uh, man, if you guys are ever out here in the U.S. doing other collaborations, please come by the studio. It'll be a lot of fun to see you and, uh, you know, bring beer with you. Where did you guys base that? We are in Northern California, so we're near San Francisco. Oh, I just dropped James accidentally. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Bevo's uh, irritated now. Is <laughs> he going to yell? Accent! Ah! <laughs> right, JP, that, this, um, that, it's a cracking beer that, that had to disappear. It really is. It's, yeah? it's just completely, you keep drinking it, drinking it, drinking it, and... See, that's what I need, man. Low, low alcohol drinking beer. Sorry, like James, I dropped you. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> My fault. Yeah, we're up near San Francisco. Uh, so cool. if you guys are ever up, you know, get yourself out of the San Diego area and come up to our place, man. You let us know. Cool. So, 
All right, here's what I'm going to do. Take a quick break, uh, take care of some more sponsors, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to James and uh, I think Mitch, uh, Mitch Steele from Stone, old friend of ours. Love to have him on the program as much as we can, actually. So we'll talk about their collaboration beer, and uh, yeah, we'll do some more, too. Don't forget, we got a raffle to do tonight uh, for the two-tap thing. we got some Belgian candy sugar to give away, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll take some Drunk of the Week calls in the new studio. Well, that, oh. Is that allowed in the new uh are we too professional there? Got to christen it. No. Yeah, yeah. Chad's right. We no, got to gotta be careful. Yeah. Sort of. All right. Hang in there. We'll be right back. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Okay, I rolled a 15, and I get a plus two from my yeast starter. No, sorry, you failed your roll. Your beer is infected. No way! You had to be to 24. It's schizosaccharomyces. This sucks! I just failed versus oxidation! Our party is fracked. Doug's the only one left, and his beer is a Berliner Weiss. What's this? A tea party? Hey, this is a brew session, man. Get lost. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Does your significant other know the difference between an Irish red ale and a Flanders red ale? Do you burp, strizzle, spalt, and fart Why yeast 2308? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the socially awkward Patters beer and the sci-fi convention showstopper number eight make 10th level at northernbrewer.com nico listen our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour and after this we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting kids come on let's get out of here i'm supposed to have more lines i'm the professional Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. We're back. Uh, welcome back to the session. Uh, sorry about the long break there, but uh, lots of peeing had to take place, and you know, there's nothing you could do about that. James, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, sorry to make you wait. Oh, that's cool. It was an awesome Jenny Not Very good. Now, you don't have to like jump on a fishing boat at 4 a.m., do you? Um, no, I've got to jump in a bed. 
Just jump into bed. That's good. Fantastic. Good for you. Good for you. So we can keep you around. Uh, yeah. Beverly, did we get Mitch on the line? We did. Fantastic. So I think we've got Mitch Steele from Stone with us. And I just got to say right now, uh, our, our good friend Phil, who's uh, <laughs> shown up from the U.K. to do our U.K. show with us, yes. brought us a bunch of amazing beer. We're drinking goose. We're, you're spoiling the crap out of us, Phil. Uh, goose. And this this goose that I've not even tried, I, I could probably enjoy this goose just from reading the bottle without even having to try it. Read that. It's, it's a Horals. Horals? Horals Mega Blend, yeah. Uh, oh, Ode Goose Mega Blend. It's a numbered 6,663. Okay. Um, but so it's a blend of, of the following uh, breweries. Uh, Trey Fontaine, Boone's, Timmermans, Ode Bersail. Oh. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Lindemann's. Wow. De Troch, Wow. De Cam and Hansen's. It's a blend of all. Do they like <laughs> each other enough, or is this like a stolen? Uh, I think somebody bought it. I thought they weren't friends. These people. Well, it says right, it says right here on the back. It says Om in fin od guz ten marken megan browers lambic van in tui jarpi gerpehef om aptvan. Oh, so they do like each other. Yeah, James. Yeah. I, exactly I did. what that must say. Talking about collaboration, James. I did bring back. Um, well, I kind of left the um, the depot. Uh, we, you know where I'm talking about, and um, I had yeah. a box of um, huh, punk IPA um, stuff from Justin at Morbrewing, uh, stuff from Eddie um, to bring to to California, and um, he's still sitting in the depot. So the girls, yeah. the girls and the sours made it because I was there on the Friday before. Yeah, and um, the, the, the rest uh, didn't. The rest is still sitting in the depot. It's fabulous. Thank you for bringing it, man. So, I really appreciate it. Hey, Mitch, are you with us, brother? I am. Hey, good to have Mitch. you. Uh, always yeah, like talking to, to you. Hey, Mitch. How's it going? Good. How's, uh, how's beautiful San Diego treating you right now? Uh, it's pretty nice. I spent the day at the beach with my kids. It doesn't get much better than that. Oh, good for you. Have you guys gotten over that, that San Diego? Because you know, I know when Anchorman came out, everyone was going, San Diego. Do people still say that? or is that... Not really, no. Okay, good. good. <laughs> I've never yeah. heard it. Yeah. <laughs> really? just like, and by the way, I never said that. <laughs> No. It was going before he got there. Uh, well, good. So I can say it and bring it back and be relevant. Now, yep. la- last time we had Mitch here, uh, we had that epic power outage that we've never had before. Oh, yeah. And Mitch, what a trooper. He hung out in our living room with candles for three and a half hours waiting for the PG&E to turn our, to go, for the power yeah. to come back on. We just wanted a candlelight dinner with him. <laughs> yeah. That's all we wanted. <laughs> yeah. We, start, we, brought, we got out the guitar, started serenading. Oh, yeah. We drank a bunch of beer, too. I remember that. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah. This time we're actually on the air, Mitch. So, good deal. <laughs> as far as you know, yeah. So don't insult we think it's anyone. Going up. Yeah. <laughs> now, so Mitch and uh, and James and Martin, of course, uh, of Brewdog, have done a bit of a collaboration, and that's what we wanted to get Mitch on the line for to talk about. And uh, we found out a little bit about this beer before the break, but uh, refresh our memories, James. What uh, what beer did you brew uh, with Mitch? Cool, well, um, I should also say as well, Wilf from uh, CBC, Cambridge, we're doing company in Boston. He was involved as well, so it was a three-way collaboration between oh, ourselves yeah. okay. and Stone and, Great brewery, and, and yeah. Cambridge. Um, we decided to, I mean, for us, the collaboration was an opportunity to do something different, do something that hadn't been done before and, and take it up a notch. So we were keen to do something that was uh, quite, quite different, so we decided to make a, a 10% um, black pilsner, so a double black pilsner with loads of hops, and we wanted to use some quite unusual hops in there, so we used some uh, Sorachi Ace from, from Japan, some Motoweka from New Zealand, and Saphir, which is a, a European hop, and a lot of hops. 
Hmm. Yeah, Mitch, we were told before the break that it's more hops than Stone has ever put in any beer. Is that true? Yeah, at the time it was true. Uh, we, we have since exceeded that with our 13th anniversary, but oh. uh, we did some neat things with that beer because we not only did we use a, a lot of hops, but we also did mash hopping and first word hopping. And normally at, at Stone, what we do with most of our beers is we do one, maybe two hop additions in the kettle during the boil. And uh, with this beer, we added hops all the way through. You know, about every 10 minutes we were dumping in more hops. Wow. Now, we were making some jokes about mash hopping earlier in the program, Mitch. Never. Do you want to, uh, what, do you, what do you get out of mash hopping? Come on, be honest. I, you know what? I think it's, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not uh, a proponent of it by any means. Okay. I think it's kind of cool to do it, but I don't know if you get anything out of it. Got it. And um, I, I don't really know that there's been a serious study of mash hopping with a craft brewed beer i you know i did a little research on this myself and evidently back um you know around the turn of the of the 20th century in the you know early 1900s a lot of british brewers were mash hopping because they thought that it got more bitterness and you know you got better utilization of your hops and i can see that because then your hops are in the in the liquid uh from the time it actually starts boiling all the way through but you know, there's there's been some you know there's been some studies. But to be honest, most of the most of the beers that I've tasted have been mashed that have been mashed hopped have been so hoppy anyway. You know, with dry hopping and late kettle hopping, that I don't know if you could actually tell the difference whether you mashed topped it or not. Yeah, that's a really good point. I kind of agree with the cool factor, though. That it's, it's super a, cool. Yeah, it's like, I've, sma- I've I've hopped my sparge water. Yeah, it's a cool thing to say you did, but then knowing what it actually added to the beer—that's something else. Yeah, yeah, I, I can tell you that the wort, um, when we were loudering it before we added the first word hops, the wort had a fair amount of hop character. Is uh, and maybe James can. Uh, chime in on that one but I, I thought it had some hop character going into the kettle so it was kind of cool from that aspect too okay yeah definitely definitely did your taste you could definitely pick up some of the hops so the only question is do, does all that survive the boil that's the question in hand right yeah right and and you know what i've read is uh, is that there are some oxidative reactions that kind of bind some of those volatile compounds in the hops to some of the malt compounds and so that they're less they become less volatile and they remain um, in the wort but you know like i said i've never really yeah, I've heard that. seen a good study of that uh, yeah i've heard yeah. that it mash temperatures it is a bonding that can't take place at boil yes mm-hmm. yeah well, look at the big brain on tasty over there well, been, a, Tasty's been reading me, books this week. I, I, I mash I mash up a lot of my beers, and I always have to defend it. So I got to know a little bit of yeah. like bogus science to like right. yeah, yeah. come off. Yeah. Well, Schumann just told him that too. So <laughs> Schumann's really the brains behind Tasty's operation. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what's happening. Yeah. Now, who decided on this style of beer? Which is it's not really a style, is it? But uh, it has a starting point. Uh, did well, you guys it's like just, an Imperial Schwartz beer, maybe or something? Something like that. Yeah. How'd you guys come to that uh, decision? I, I think it was, uh, I think it might have been Martin um, at BrewDog, really. Uh, you know, when we do these three, three-way three collaborations like we've been doing, we tend to let the other two brewers drive the style more than we do because we figure we're, we're brewing it, we're fermenting it, we're packaging it, we're doing all that stuff, and we want to let them come in and have some fun with it. So three-ways are where it's at, Mitch. For us. Yeah. Hey, yeah. for everybody. Let's face it. You may not be big enough to have a three-way. That's 
That's the stone marketing on that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it would be good. Put that on your next bottle. I get ten percent royalties. Yeah. We'll talk to Greg. <laughs> yeah. So now, so here you have three brewers. Let me ask you about this. I love the collaboration beers. I've had a few good ones. And so you've got these three, uh, you know, great brewers in a room. Uh, give me an idea of how that goes. Do you, are you sitting at a table and talking about a recipe, and, and everybody throws something out? I just let me be a fly on the wall. How does that work out? It it, it kind of works like that, except it's all done uh, by email. Okay. Um, but but basically, yeah, I I'll send out once we figure out who we're going to do this with. Um, I'll send out a note and say, hey guys, what do you want to do? You know, and we bounced around a few ideas before we came up with this one. I know we were talking about a porter for a little bit, and then we were talking about something with, um, you know, some spices and things like that before we settled on what we were going to do. But basically, it's a lot of emailing and bouncing ideas back and forth. And and with James and Martin and Will, it was really easy because. Uh, you know, sometimes it's not so easy. You know, sometimes it's hard to kind of get the conversation going uh, because we may not know each other that well. But this one went fairly quickly and fairly easily, you know, and, and I was like, yeah, Black Pilsner, 10%? Sure, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I just, I, I mean, do you ever, did you, did you get an email from anybody that you just went, well, this guy's friggin' nuts. I'm not going to put, we can't do that. <laughs> uh, we haven't yet. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd be that guy. I'm a naysayer. You haven't worked with us yet. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just, uh, just standing back from it, I mean, Imperial, Hilsner, Soriachi Ace, Saffir. I mean, it just doesn't add up, but good luck. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. So, yeah. yeah, we wanted to make a beer that might mess people about a little bit, and I guess a 10% lager initially is, 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 is quite out there. And the fact that the lager is really kind of have a bit of a kind of lightness in the palate, but it's got so much hops, it's got so much bitterness, it's a fantastic malt bill we've got in there, so you're getting mm-hmm. great flavours from there, but it's just quite unusual, and the amount of hops it's got in it as well, it's just amazing, it just uh, hits you about with the hops in the, the two, the um, sapphire, uh, the, especially the sriracha and the mortuary, but they're just so unusual hops as well, they're quite different to the kind of high alpha US hops, which tend to be more kind of spicy, piney, resinousy. Um, the Marta Wake, it's a fantastic New Zealand hop, and it just gives you kind of fantastic tropical fruit flavours. So you've got kind of grapefruit, pineapple, all those kind of things going on. And then the Sriracha, so you just get a lot of lemon, a lot of bitterness. It's just kind of fantastic, fantastic hops to use. And so you guys, uh, did you say you did this at Cambridge or you did this at Stone? It was at Stone. It was at Stone. So did you do it on the big system, Mitch? You did a whole we batch did. of this? We did a 120-barrel uh, batch, and I think we... When we filtered it and packaged it, I think we got about sixty-five barrels. <laughs> wow! So we didn't we didn't uh, we didn't have a very good uh, beer recovery off the fruit, but it's uh, it was really <laughs> nice tasting. It must have been out those, great. those whole hops, I guess. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's amazing! What small yield out of that too? Uh, yeah, we were a little surprised, but uh, we ended up dry hopping it twice. We dry hopped it first with the sapphire, and you know, kind of with the understanding that. You know that sapphire may not may not be intense enough to really carry in the beer. And after we did that, James was actually out, and we had tasted it. You know, Steve uh, Wagner and myself had tasted it, and kind of were thinking about doing another dry hop, which the three of us, Will and James and I, had discussed prior anyway. Okay. But James happened to be in the area, so we uh, we poured him some samples, and he agreed with that. And so we went ahead and, and threw some more sriracha ace in there. All right. Which I think added a nice kind of. Uh, citrus tang to the to the finish of the beer and just just was like the final piece of the puzzle 
Now, when you say you were surprised about the smaller yield, is that to say that you feared Greg kicking you in the nuts for uh, <laughs> choosing this recipe? Uh, no, no. <laughs> it's, you know, we get what we get, you know. Yeah, and yeah. like my wife says, we get what we get and we don't get upset. But, uh, um, good motto. you know, it's uh, we thought we'd get a little bit more. And we ended up having a little extra glass to, to get rid of, you know, that we had we had brought in for the beer. And that was that was a big downer of the whole thing is that yeah. we just didn't have as much beer as we wanted to have. Sure, of course. So is the beer ready and available now? You, you say you're going to dry hop it again, so maybe not ready. Oh, no, it's done. It's, oh. uh, we, we did the second dry hop uh, last month, and it's, it's packaged. It is. Uh, we, we bottle conditioned it, um, and it should be going out, I'm thinking, next week. Oh, okay. So it's just good because Tasty, I could see the look in his face. He was about to be quite offended that a, a box hasn't shown up on our door yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me write that down. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mitch. Yeah, don't worry. We'll call Dave. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, off the hook, you, Mitch. You just call Dave. We'll call him, too. <laughs> you just brew it. We'll bug Dave. That's All right. Fine. That sounds great. Yeah. Now, so you guys brewed it together, and then they left it in your capable hands, it sounds like, to, do, to, to finish it off. Yeah, you know, they, um, uh, they left, and then what I, I did is I uh, emailed again uh, with the analytical uh, results from the wort and how the fermentation was going, and, you know, I gave them status updates a couple times a week, maybe once a week as it slowed down a little bit, but tried to keep them in the loop and, you know, bounce ideas around as the beer went all the way through, you know, and, and that's kind of where we, we started talking about, you know, doing a little bit more dry hop with the Sriracha Ace. Again, that was through the, the email conversations we were having and everything. Yeah, okay. There's actually some great video, too, oh. uh, probably on the Stone website and BrewDog as well. But you see him just kind of tasting the beer and talking about it. It's really cool. So some really cool video out there on their websites. All right, BrewDog.com. And is it just Stone.com or StoneBrewing.com, Mitch? It's StoneBrew.com. Uh, StoneBrew.com. All right, check there. Mm-hmm. We know it's on BrewDog.com, so you definitely check it out there. Um, see the video of it. Now, James, have you tried this uh, final product or just the email report? And well, the email reports from Mitch was fantastic. I mean, every few days he'd let us know how the fermentation was going or how the beer was tasting. So it was just like just like being there. So it was fantastic to be that much in the loop after we'd kind of went back to Scotland. So that that was amazing. And uh, I was out a few weeks ago, and what we did, um, the beer that was in the tank was uh, only dry hop with a saphir, but Mitch and the guys took off a small amount and added um, some Sardachi Ace to it so we could taste and compare the two. So last time I was out, I tasted one that to compare that had the Sardachi Ace and we decided to put the Sardachi Ace into the, into the tank as well. So um, that was the last time I've tasted it so, <clears throat> since it's been packaged. I haven't tasted it, but every stage that I've tasted that, it's just been amazing. I think it's as kind of out there and outrageous and unusual as we wanted it to be. And I think it's a... I mean, amazing beer. I was, I've been delighted with it at every stage that I've tasted it, and I'm just uh, excited to, to taste it in its final packaged uh, format. Are you guys going to sell it out there in Scotland, too? Is it like a, can you kind of yeah, split I the batch? We're about, yeah, we're getting about 30 cases sent over, so okay. selling any beer above 4% ABV in Scotland is quite tough, so I don't know what they're going to say, a 10% lager, but we're going <laughs> to give it a go anyway. So. Yeah, let's have a big party. You keep putting up the good fight, James. I want to <laughs> know about it, these bastards. Yeah, tell me about selling big beer in England. It's mucking hard work. Really? <laughs> and see, I thought it was pretty bad here. Like I said, you know, we've had some state issues. Alabama, um, you know, Utah, obviously. Utah still has their beer issue. And, uh, they have a lot more than a beer issue. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but, man, it just does sound... So does Alabama, for that matter. It's pretty bad over there. Yeah. Yeah. You ever notice uh, Mitch kind of sounds like Richie Cunningham? 
So. He does have a very clean, like down home. It sound is like too. really Ricky Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> older. Okay, okay. Ron Howard, a sexy Richie Cunningham. Don't worry, Mitch. He yeah, means, yeah. Uh, you know. If you can just, if you can just do me a favor and just say, Fonzie, when are you going to move out of my garage? <laughs> Fonzie, when are you moving out of the garage? Yeah, it's pretty hey, close. Yeah. Pretty good, right? <laughs> he is a little Richie Cunningham. That's it, true. Wow, I have never heard that before. Uh, maybe it well, could be. Jeepers. That's what I do. Yeah. I blow your mind. Jeepers! No one's ever said that. <laughs> Jeepers! Yeah. Cry. It's probably how I have you EQ'd, Mitch. It's nothing. It's not you. Sure. I'm sure that off the phone you sound like a real man. Was that an insult? I didn't know that was an insult. No, it's not. Richie's no, it's just, it just kind of took me by surprise. Yeah. That's right. what I do, too. Right. I take guys by surprise. <laughs> Mate, Lucky I don't have a van around. Mitch, just out of curiosity, what do you think um, with Will and uh, what do you think they brought to the indiv- you know, as individual components to the, to the product? I mean, it's, uh, I mean, Will's an awesome brewer. You know, Brewdog going amazing thing. Stone. Sure, street cred like a yeah um, yeah. You know, what do you think? I, you know, Will was you know Will's an awesome brewer. I you know I don't know if you you've had a lot of his beers, but uh, yeah, I bumped into him back in Kent. He came over randomly. I just he I bumped into a tiny little rural beer festival in um, it's just back of a, a little village called Appledore, where actually strangely where I grew up. Which is really this is what was quite freaky. But then I went over to Cambridge and. Uh, you know, he does. I mean, his creek to Cambridge is phenomenal. He's, some of his sours, yeah. his barrel program. I mean, it's, it, it rocks, and it's. Uh, yeah. So I just, I just intrigued to see what you of the three. What is it? I don't want to what say did everybody like a, bring to the table? Yeah, like a Venn diagram. We you know what did they? Yeah. I, you know, it's a that's a good question. I, it, it's hard to pin specifics down because we it was such, in, in the truest sense of of the word, it this was a collaboration. I think, you know, Will had some experience. Um, uh, with the, I think it was the Sriracha Ace Hops, and, and James, I think you guys have used the, the Motueka before, or yeah. maybe I've got that mixed up. Yeah, but, okay. You know, those were hops that at Stone we had never used before, and certainly I had never been exposed to either one before. And, and so, you know, they were, uh, both both James and Will were chiming in with, with those hop suggestions, and I was like, well, let me see if I can get them, because those are, you know, those are great things. I think, you know, I think uh, James and Martin were talking New Zealand hops, and Will threw out the Sriracha Ace, if I remember right. But, um, you know, I've known Will, I, I used to brew out in New England, and I, I've known Will for probably seven or eight years, and, and I've always just thought he was one of the best brewers out there. Um, you know, he can brew anything. I mean, it, it's amazing if you go into Cambridge Brewing Company and you've, you've got lagers and you've got sour beers and you've got highly hopped ales and, you know, everything. The whole gamut. Uh, Will's just fantastic. And so it was real fun for me, you know, because Will and I have been friends for so long to, to include him in this project. It was, a, it was a great combination. We had Will on the show, right, Chad? No. Are you sure? What's his last name? Myers. M-E-Y. Uh, no, no. No. Yeah, you're right. But Tasty and I went into Cambridge Brewing. We were yeah. out there brewing the long shot beer. Oh, or, yeah. Or the pilot batch. And tried those beers, too. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool little place. Yeah. Well, I dig the collaborations, and this sounds like another all-star team, so I'm looking forward to trying this beer, Mitch. Um, and what, what are the for plans for the future here? Are you guys doing anything in the future here? We are. And James, I don't know if you want to talk about that. Um, yeah, sure. Um, well, Mitch and... Uh, Steve and Greg are coming to visit us in Scotland on the 29th and 30th of this month. So they're coming over and they're going to make a collaboration in, in Scotland. So um, it may involve some, some whiskey casks. It may involve some other cool things. And I think the style is going to be, be quite unusual as well. So I think it's nice. a, is it going to involve enough a fish? information for now. But we're going to make a, 
again, just to kind of tie in with it, Stellan did last time. We want to do something that's quite new and no, one ever, no one's ever done before. And because we've got some cool frisky casts and things quite close by, we might uh, take advantage of them as well. Is there a fishing boat involved in this beer? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Um, no, but um, depending on how long they stay, we might just take them out in the boat and... Uh, they, they made me do a lot of kind of work when I was at Stone, so we might get our own back and take them out in the fishing boat for a day and uh, yeah. make, them, make them do some work. What do I, <laughs> what do I got to do to get out on that boat, James? Go to Scotland, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good start. I don't have to cut open fish if I go, do I? Can I do all the other stuff that doesn't touch fish? Is that possible on a fishing boat? Like, I can, no. I can swab the deck, right? <laughs> no, you've got to cut open the fish. I do have to cut open fish. Yeah, if you're not cutting open the fish, you're not getting to go. What kind uh, of <laughs> Yeah, that's that's right. What kind of fish are we talking about here? Um, we catch a variety of fish. It depends on the season. The, the main fish that we catch is a uh, cod. Yeah. Okay. But then in, in, in other seasons we catch some herring, some mackerel, some other bits and pieces too. So. That's pretty normal fish, you know. It's, it's like deadliest catch. I've seen it. What were you, what were you thinking? Like, if it was some monster fish, then no way. But cod and herring, yeah, yeah that's I fine. Can cut those open. <laughs> yeah, well, like I thought, if they're bringing yeah. in sharks and stuff, you know, dolphins, yeah. anglerfish. I don't know what's legal in Scotland. You can bring in dolphins, and who knows? <laughs> pretty sure you can do whatever you want <laughs> in Scotland. In yeah, Scotland. everything but uh, sell high alcohol beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all legal there. All right. Well, Mitch. Uh, so. Let me ask you this. You said it's leaving uh, maybe next week. Uh, is it, are you going to distribute to all the places that, that stone beers are available, or is this kind of a select batch? It's very select. Okay. Uh, we just don't have enough to, to send it out to everybody. Yeah. So I, I don't know where it's going. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do. Uh, I know James and Will are getting some, so it'll be uh, people in Boston will be able to get it. Um, okay. But, uh, boy, I don't know beyond that. I don't even know if it's been decided yet. Well, I'll tell you what. We you got know, some SoCal connections. I'm sure Greg will appreciate this, too, uh, because it'll get people to sign up uh, for the Stone uh, Twitter account. If you could pass along a message for me to make sure that Greg does a tweet about when this beer is available and where to look for it, then all of us uh, you know, listeners and fans of Stone will be able to find it. That'd be pretty sweet. I can do that. Yeah, just pa- I'm sure he'd do- he he tweets quite a bit. I, I'm a I'm a big fan of his messages, so uh, that'd be great to find that out. Doctor Bill as well. He's uh, Doctor Bill Sysak. He runs. Uh, he does a bit down there as well. Is he Mitch? Is he right? He's uh, the beer buyer or something. First uh, the bistro now, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, and he's he's always on Twitter. As he's well. got one too. And how about you, James? While we while we're talking connectivity, where can everybody find out more info? Is there any place other than BrewDog.com? Yeah, we we do the whole tweeting thing as well. So Martin and myself are both in, in Twitter. You'll manage to find us. Um, we do a lot on our website. We've got um, a series of video blogs on our website too. So if you go to the website and then go to the blog, we've got little videos about our beer. You can see the casks going out in the fishing boat and some of the other yeah. stuff we get up to. So yeah, the website's a, a good place to go. I'm going to go check that out after yeah. the show. That's, that's pretty cool, man. It I is like, cool. Like it's cool. That. Have you seen that, Mitch? Did you see their video they did of the IPA? Yeah, they brought it out with uh, James. Brought it out with him when he uh, when he came out to brew. It was a lot of fun to watch. We showed it to our whole crew. Did you try the beer? Did he bring you the beer also? Yeah, we did. We did get to try it. I think uh, that got shipped over a little bit later, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. along with a, a, a case of really nice beers. Lot, you know, nice goodie box. Okay, so here's my question then, Mitch. Now we've got a we've got a third opinion, an outside opinion. I was asking these guys. I had concern about how the beer, you know, was treated, which was the whole point. It was to see how it would be treated on this boat and shaken up. And plus this this old recipe. Um, what did you th- what, how, what did you think about the beer and and what did it taste like? Oh, I thought it was amazing. It was uh, it had a really nice malt character and it had a good level of bitterness. Um, 
you know, the hops were, I don't know what, what hops James used in the beer. Um, you know, they weren't, uh, certainly weren't, um, you know, West Coast IPA yeah. kind of hops, but they were really nice and prominent. And, uh, you know, it was a wonderful beer. So did it? Did you find any signs of abuse? And and I don't mean that they have to be negative. But did you you know? Did you notice anything about the beer that you might have said, yeah, that, that this is what it's like to be shaken up for eight weeks on a boat? No, I didn't. No. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So curious about this beer. Such a good story behind it. It is a great story. <laughs> I think we should put you on a boat for eight weeks and shake me up and see how you taste coming back. What? See, you guys, I didn't think that ever. You well. have little faith, but I'm telling you, I could do the boat thing. No, you couldn't. You can't cut the fish. Yeah, you, I just you, don't want to touch the fish. You'd probably be just end up in the in the in the hold somewhere, throwing up for you nine the for, fish, yeah. for I don't four get, weeks. I don't get seasick. Justin, if, there's a, if you want a really good story, there's a guy back in England called Pete Brown. He's just a uh, book called Three Sheets to the Wind. Yeah, he just did a, a really nice novel about him actually having a Burton brewed cask ale, an IPA, and he took it to India. Mm. And he actually did, and he wrote. It's basically a diary did the log whole trip. Okay, and his books about it, and it's it's a cracking story of you know three sheets to the wind. He wrote three sheets was the original. I see. Um, and uh, this, man walks in. Is it man walks into a pub, and then he did this this IPA story, Hops and Glory. Yeah, Hops and Glory is the name of the book. I'm mm. I'm in the middle of it right now. Oh, don't tell cool. the ending, Phil. No, I won't. That's Mitch, not he, me. Yeah, no, he, I'm he, telling you now <laughs> to tell the ending, so that Mitch is right in the middle of it. Different accent. Yeah, yeah. I bet he makes it to India. I bet is the ending. <laughs> You oh, so. you ruined it. Did I ruin it for oh, you guys? Right. Well, oh, Mitch. Man. Just, now you Damn, it. Damn it. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. Mitch, I just saved you a month of reading, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'll just put it put it back. <laughs> okay, thanks. Take it back to the library on time. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. I, I do appreciate it. And, uh, James, really, you've spent a lot of time with us. It's the, the middle of the morning there mm. now, and, uh, and I thank you. It's yeah. a really interesting story, and I want to hear more about BrewDog. So uh, keep us up to date, man. Oh, it's been a lot of fun. And just... Uh, I want to say good night to all the guys at home listening, and hopefully they'll have a go at the recipe that Martin, uh, Martin gave out in the show as well. So. Yeah, I hope they do also. I'm curious to Absolutely. try it myself. I want Chad to give it a try. I am. <laughs> you're you're going to do We've it? got those hops in the freezer. Oh, yeah? We're ready. All right. Well, brew it up, Chad. Chad, why aren't you boiling water right now? Yeah, let's get on this, <laughs> yeah. huh? Slacker. All right, James, thank you, my brother. And uh, really, again, I extend the inv- invitation. Next time you're in California, let us know. I'd love to see you in the studio. Sure. All right, brother. And Mitch, uh, thanks for spending time on your Sunday with us. Yeah, absolutely. It's been fun. Yeah. All right. We'll see you soon. I hope. Yep. Later. Okay. Bye. All right. There we go. The The great uh, Mitch Steele from Stone, (laughs) and then of course uh, James Watt and Martin Dickey from Brewdog can go to Brewdog dot com. And uh, cool guys. And and I did. I understood ninety four percent of their words, Chad. Pretty well spoken. But how much of what they were saying? Not a word. Like twenty percent. You had to listen harder, but. Yeah, you, you did have to pay attention. <laughs> well, it's like Phil. You can't understand Phil once in a while. Yeah, but you do that. You just kind of nod your head. Yeah, That's yeah. Had a choice not for actually. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. You just kind of go, all right, Phil. But, <laughs> Whatever, buddy. It, uh, for me, cool. it, it takes a while. You just got to get used to the accent. Yeah. It's you know, the first five minutes, Phil's telling me, oh, yeah, this, this beer is from this brewery. I'm like, oh, yeah? Yeah. What, what brewery? Oh, this one. Yeah. yeah JP, what? I was walking down the street, man. You looked at me. You glazed over. I'm like, who the fuck <laughs> is this? And then. And then I hear him telling Chad the same shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's from this brewery. Chad comes in. I go, what brew is it from? He goes, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of agreed. Like, yeah. okay, but good. now yeah. I get it Great. because I'm, I'm acclimated to the accent. Bevo never got used to the accent. She just, how was that for you, Bev? Did you, uh, was it an enjoyable accent uh, Did you evening finish? for you? Did you, yeah. Are you done? <laughs> you know. 
it couldn't really understand them, and I was having computer issues, so I wasn't paying too much attention. Oh, what a waste for you, yeah, huh? Seriously. Well, I'm you just... could listen to the archive or something. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> Justin, I'm right. just so worried. I'm dying here in the corner. It's so hot, and you're sitting in a blanket, go. I'm <laughs> freezing <laughs> over here. You guys see people in the blanket? Bag? I've adjusted the air so that it's now like flowing directly on me, so it's it's really good. Bevo I, does have the Studio C I'm over really there. Cold. Really has like the most flow. Yeah, well, of it, air conditioning. It keeps her heart as the like, same temperature as the room. Yeah, so I think that, you you know, I, I'm not giving up there. hope on the AC in, in Studio B here. I think uh, we just have to start earlier, Chad. And I'll just and wear we, sweaters all the time. And we have to get a handyman that could finish changing a doorknob in, like, less than eight hours. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So that the door's not a wild Well, did you guys escape. hear that? Yeah, yeah people's going to wear a parka every time now. So, you know, we that's just, good, though. It's better than sweat. See, if you complain no, about the cold, people, good. I'm going to kick you right in the snatch because you can't <laughs> sit in Studio A and complain about sweating all the time and then come yeah. to Studio B and complain about being cold. I'm going to kick I'm you right in Studio I have C. A blankie. I'm perfectly fine. OK, you know, I'm just saying a parka would be great, but I don't want to hear about it. You can get one of the directional things. There's a magnet that sticks up there because it we is kind of blown there. But, yeah, you know, we can just see the blanket. Yeah, the blanket doesn't do dushes to cleavage or can you wear some Something that will show how cold you are in the chesty area <laughs> next week. No, no that's a are you sure? Do you want to? You yes. don't want to think about it before you. No. Say it? You're really getting acclimated to Studio C, aren't you? Think, Sammy yeah. is telling me yes. He says it's okay. Yeah, because Sam day. makes the decisions for us. Well, I think it would help me. Like I could adjust the temperature according. You're done. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to think about this partition again. I'm gonna have to. I'm having you second a, thoughts yeah. about. You need a manual override. Justin, yeah. so trouble's having to get slapped after that comment. When I walk <laughs> out that door, she's gonna kill me. Oh yeah. You know. Well, it's now. Now I know what it's like when I turn off your guys' microphone. It's like for her to go yeah, behind the wall. Right. It's very uncomfortable. You want to yeah. keep going, but you have no choice. Right. Uh, I think her new position should just be right in the middle of the console right here. Just on top of it. Yeah. You know, I was thinking. Oh. <clears throat> well. The one people coming from behind her, her wall to know about this. Well, <laughs> listen, Studio A uh, is is it really holds a place in my heart. This isn't right. a joke. I love the place. I, I was actually kind of sad to see it all torn up and in shambles. And I thought, you know, uh, other than the equipment, that we should probably uh, bring a significant piece of it with us. <laughs> and what piece do you think is left in Studio A that really deserves to make the move? To my stripper, B? my name tag. No, no. <laughs> This tasty yeah. being the heterosexual yeah. uh, on, <laughs> on, on that side of the table. Yeah. Well, uh, I can tell you a couple stories. Knows that it was the stripper pole. Oh, Absolutely. Course. And so maybe it could actually be mounted right here on the oh, desk. Because it doesn't have desk. to be functional. Yeah, we don't want anybody desk. getting hurt again. Right. But just maybe right in the middle of the new desk, we'll have ourselves to stripper pole. Because yeah. yeah. you still need the guests coming in going, What's that? Is that a stripper pole? <laughs> Not a way Can we put out. up Doc's X-ray pictures in the studio oh, somewhere oh, yeah. alongside? We should. It? I think we should. Okay. Yeah. Worst plot about the other studio was the dildos. Seriously, that just fucking freaky. Dildos everywhere. <laughs> and by true. worst, you mean best. What, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, that definitely yeah. means. What is that? Yeah, move them over that's yet? English for best. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we would move them around, but we, you, they, we could unstick them from the table. Yeah. Yeah. So there are no really decorations in here yet. I think we do need to, you know, find a place for dildos. I and uh, I mean. Uh, Studio Bevo. A was infested with dildos. Let's yeah. face it. Oh, we had to call out the exterminator once. Bevo has a couple decorations. <laughs> Especially when it's cold. She just won't show us. No, she's back behind the partition. Uh -oh. Can we let our handyman hang all the pictures in the room? <laughs> Not if we want it done before next show. <laughs> Creepy John Wayne Schumann yeah. being our handyman. <laughs> yeah. So Schumann's fixing the door, right? 
Yeah. We have this. But he is. The other day, the door now, the door now has been broken for, for several months now. Um, but it finally jammed entirely. So we couldn't even go in or out the front door. So Schumann, being the nice gentleman, uh, handyman that he is, goes out to the Home Depot. He gets a, he gets a doorknob. He goes, he spends several hours exchanging this doorknob and he gets done, pseudo done at one point and it doesn't, it doesn't unlatch all the way. And he goes, Hey, Justin. You ever seen a doorknob that doesn't unlatch like this? <laughs> like it was some sort of manu- like like maybe it was an option that he picked up. He didn't know. <laughs> like no, he got the deluxe package. I'm going. Of course not. It, yeah. It's got to open. You know. Yeah, that's not, that's not <laughs> so, 14 hours later, we've got a new uh, a new front door, courtesy of of Schumann. Nice and shiny. It's much appreciated. Yeah, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because at, the truth is, you know, about an hour before that we start the show, we're like. Are we really going to have all our guests walk around the back of the house to get in the friggin' to get into the studio? And that was going to be the case until Shuli uh, fixed the doorknob. I practically had to saw the fucking thing in half just to get the. the there was so much cutting I needed to get those new things. The Comcast guy broke it. The Comcast guy came to change our internet the other day, and um, you know he goes out, he, sh- he shuts the door, and it never opens again. Was he wearing short shorts? No, yeah. we didn't even get anything out of it. I should have charged him. Sent him charging me. Charge him for a new friggin' doorknob. Those things are expensive, by the you way. You can. It's you know the the and we're not talking about an indoor doorknob. Those are like five bucks. But you know the the front door one yeah, the and, 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 and the latch and, our, and the thing. And our landlord's got the fancy latch thing, the whole loop. The I don't know what it is. What is it like seventy bucks or something for a new friggin' doorknob? No, 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 no. One hundred and twenty. What the fuck? Yeah. It's not even the locking part. The deadbolt's the only part you care about. Keep your house secure. This is just to look nice. Yep. One hundred twenty bucks to look nice. We're charging him for that. Oh, shit. Was yep. it gold? Twice. Tell him it was two forty. He won't really do it. Done. Up with it with a random shit. Yeah, 14 you, hours you of labor. On this show. <laughs> yeah. uh, seriously, I've wasted 25 minutes of my life Googling nutters since you were talking. <laughs> yeah, but you're, be- you're a better man now that you know what they yeah. are. Uh, no, yeah. I'm actually slightly abused, I think. <laughs> a lot of you're pictures welcome. out there now. Yeah. You are welcome. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're not done yet, Tasty. Don't get all mopey on me. <laughs> I see it. You know, every Tasty getting mopey? Well, he doesn't get mopey. But he, he pulling he the JP? His, well, he, he shakes it. When I don't say, all right, that's it, he shakes his head. like Because it's already been three hours. And, <laughs> no care. And, you know, Has it? Well, Tasty's out of shape. And he, you know, he can't just sit around doing four-hour shows every week. So I start to go, well, it's only another break. Yeah. We got more to do. And I can just see it on his face. I see his <laughs> shoulders drop like, <sighs> Another hour of slavery. Yeah. About well, what are we going to do in the next segment? That's uh, well, we well, got to do the raffle. Yeah. Well, well, we're yeah. going to do that. You're going to go out and pick vegetables in the garden, apparently. And what about drunk of the week? Should people start getting their list? Get ready of, uh, for drunk of the week. That's right, right Tasty. Thank right. you. And we've also we've got some Belgian candy sugar to give away, right, Tasty? Again, yeah. what's the, how do you win that? I don't know. We'll figure that out at the break. How about that? Unless JP's got any brilliant ideas right now. <laughs> Maybe we can have somebody read back the recipe. Oh, good. For oh, the yeah. uh, we can ask a question about the interview. See if they're listening. Can JP and I go on a quest during the break? <laughs> maybe we yeah. should, maybe that's how uh, Belgian candy sugar should be won. Uh, Questing whoever friends. is there a short quest? Can you do like a like a five minute quest? Invite all the listeners who quest. They, uh, the question can be what server are Schumann and this GP week's on? This prize for questing will be Belgian candy sugar. Please get all your dwarf and elf together, and we will fight the good fight together. Whoever wants to run me through Shadowfang keep for my paladin. What? See, I have a harder time understanding you when you do that than I did the Scottish guys. <laughs> Of all the weird shit, I'll tell you what. So we got a lot what to do. Fuck? World of Warcraft. <laughs> we have our first Drunk of the Week call also. Uh-oh. You want to take it before the break? Sure, because I can't message you. 
Okay, that's fine. It's, it's You're doing great, It's Bebo. pronounced it's massage. Mm-hmm. I World of Warcraft is slowing my computer down. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's full of junk now. It's not junk. The thing hardly yeah. even works. There's yeah, too many wait. quests going it's on. It's full of friendship and love. There's no space left for Gmail because I'm too busy questing. <laughs> please switch your language from Orc to Dwoven, please, so yeah. I can understand what your character is saying to me. If you would please type all messages and emails in Dwarven, we will surely get through to the next level. <laughs> but I cannot answer you because... Because you are orc. All right, caller, drunk of the week, first one in Studio B. Yeah, come on, mom, suck it. Who are we talking to? Uh, this is mm, beer, and I had a mouthful of. Don't want to beer. Mm, beer. What's happening, brother? You calling for drunk of the week? Yeah, well, I'm um, I'm throwing my two cents in, man. Yeah. Well, where where are you calling from? Uh, Southern Utah. My living room. <laughs> My phone. Always uh, <laughs> call room, actually, but yeah. I see. And uh, all right, what have you had to drink? Uh, give us your resume. Probably light beer, huh? Uh, let's see, we're we've got a, a bunch of Utah, a bunch of Utah beer. So it's four yeah. percent session beer. <laughs> yeah. So what? You got some Uinta in there, maybe? No, some, no. What do you? What is it? Some squatters. Uh, I, I work at a brewery, so it's my brewery, oh, oh. beer, my, my, that, that whole thing. Which so, would be Bohemian? Which one is it? Zion Canyon. Oh, Zion, Zion Canyon. Canyon. Okay, great. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, we had a whole bunch of that here. Is that you that sent us the beer? Me again. Yeah, good beer. I like your beer. It's nice beer. You are right. Good yeah. enough. All yeah. very clean. No, nice. I did like it. I liked it a lot. I'm the only one who drank it, I think. I don't know why. Uh, I had but one. You did? Yeah. I really yeah, enjoyed it. I one away from you. Yeah. All right, uh, so you've had a bunch of that, a bunch of 3.5% beer? Well, 3.2 by uh, weight, 4.0 by volume. Don't you forget it. Are you ang- Do you want to talk about things? Are you angry tonight? Are you upset about stuff? What's happening? Shit, no, man. I'm drunk as hell. I'm just having a good time. <laughs> All right. I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed our friends from Scotland. Yeah, they're good, huh? And if it's not Scottish. Yeah. University. It's crap. Tasty. University. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, well, I've got your like, I've got your application in for drunk of the week. We're like eighteen or nineteen beers, so uh, I'll keep listening. I think Balloon might kick my ass along the way, but eighteen or nineteen, anyway. you said you've had. That's four percent. Um, so that's that's like a six pack of of, uh, <laughs> of an IPA, of <laughs> decent beer. Yes, decent <laughs> beer. Yes. No, that's a good amount of beer. I don't know how your belly can fit all that. Uh, you know, and, and well, get drunk. And, and my cousin came to visit too, so I've she been hot? drinking beer as well. No. Let's check it. We're having fun. All right, good, my brother. Well, you're definitely in. Mm Beer is on the list, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, Drunk of the Week. Thanks, brother. Cheers. Later. All right. Mm Beer. Somebody write that down. I don't have have paper over here. We need a list of our Drunk of the Week. Tasty, you got paper in front of you. Let's take care of that. Our Bevo can do it, too. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got a raffle to do. And we've got some Belgian candy sugar to give away. We've got a Drunk of the Week prize to give away. And some other wrap-up type of uh, activity. So hang in there. It's the session. And we'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. 
White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah, mother... White Labs. It's all in the vial. What's funny is, brewers just say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports sports beer. beer. (laughs) You know? The The home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com Because like beer... Radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. to the program it's the session and uh, we're gonna wrap things up here which you know what that means uh, 45 minutes of dicking around oh great 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 no balloon no party yeah. kind of wrap it up we go an hour are you getting used to that uh, button over there jp <laughs> well I, t- I turn it off yeah and then i don't look because i'm not used to having a button to, to come i'm making on. fun it does all of this takes getting used to i've had a yeah. lot of things to get used to i've screwed up several things they just well, most of them have been buttons that nobody noticed today. yeah but well, for example i hung up on james right in the middle of a question <laughs> so i'm making fun of you and yeah. your new buttons but no and and that's fine because but but you can make fun of me because i, I every time it happens yeah. i look at you like you're doing something yeah. fucking wrong yeah give me your little glass over there. yeah uh why does that have to be little I don't know. Ask God. It's a small bowl. Yeah. But uh, now, how do you like your new on-off suit? Like, because you you have I a think sneezing issue. You're allergic I to do. my dogs. I do. I, th- I don't I think love it's. It. I don't think they're off mic here. You know, what I think I have to do for you is uh, in addition to the box that you have there, you can turn your mic on and off. A HEPA room. I need to build you a sneezing box oh. that you can actually bury your head in, and like just down there on your right, right. <laughs> you can like head. all soundproof yeah. a box. You can just stuff your face into it. Bevo, are you looking for a side job? And, uh, something you can bury your head in. Uh, don't bother her over there in Studio C. It was funny. That's funny. <laughs> and with our makeshift wall, it's, uh, it's just, it just stands up by itself. We can't have nice things. Be- oh. All right. Well, I'm just asking because I'm excited about the new studio, and I hope it's all going to work out. Everyone will get used to it. It's it's a little uncomfortable. I hope today's show has gone okay with our interview and stuff because it it's weird being in a new place. So for me, it, it was a bit strange. And um, But you know I, what helped? Phil and Phil's. his sours. What are we drinking now, Phil? This is a new sour. A, uh, 2005 uh, Dry Fontaine Vintage Old Goes. So mm. they, they do, a, I, think, I don't know if it's every year or whatever, but it's just the, the 05. It's just, just, just released. So. Vintage Old Goes. He said, uh, old girl said 2005 uh, Dry Fontaine Goose. Vintage Old Goes. It's the vintage oh, rather vintage than just a straight old goose. Oh, vintage old girl. That's like a step above a cougar. Yeah. two thousand. He had 2005 Vintage Old Girls. Which <laughs> yeah. is... Well, it depends on the neighborhood. Is he good? <laughs> you know, it's, Very good. It's fantastic. All the beers you brought tonight have been fantastic, Phil. Yeah. You're allowed back anytime. <laughs> yeah. Seemingly. Every yeah. week. With beer. Uh, yeah. It's a long yeah. way, boys. What's yeah. your deal? How often are you here? You travel back and forth all the uh, time? As long as Gabby will let me. What do you got? Like a... We a millionaire over there? You got, no, you got a little work. fortune stashed away? I work, I work hard every week and then take some time off. Yeah. 
See, those Europeans, you get a lot of vacation time. No, yeah, I'm not do. on vacation, buddy. No? No. Does I'm all on, work? I'm on... <clears throat> you look like you're working hard. I'm sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're... I, I see. Oh. <laughs> uh, you're a little under the weather yeah. this week. Yeah. Got it. Boss, sorry. <laughs> and uh, you're seeing that Gabby girl from 2 and a huh? Yeah. How's that going? Long distance. Uh, yeah, she's coming over next week. Yeah? Yeah. So you she... guys doing the old video Skype thing? Uh, <laughs> not just to say hi. You know, like, ah, oh, hey, oh, hey, guys. Hello. What's happening? We got an audio first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's weird, man. Long distance stuff. It's it's not it's, fun. it's tough. It's yeah. uh, make a vouch, but it's uh, we'll see. You yeah. know, I mean, you know how often I am here. So God you knows. are here quite a bit. Yeah. She might get sick of you even. It's not hardly a long distance relationship at that point. You're I here think quite even a bit. The barmaid's at twi- it's, uh, triple rock getting sick of me. So don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> triple rock. And you know, how do you get all this beer back to? Would you buy an extra suitcase just to? Actually, you really brought us I, a lot of beer. I am I'm wearing donated t-shirts, donated socks, oh. and uh, do you have a BNA four shirt yet? Actually, they're really... Actually, in all seriousness, it's not sort of like some big up for selling your T-shirts, but I saw you in Toronto, and I remarked, actually, how pretty bloody cool they are. It's kick-ass, right? Yeah. All right, I'm going to add to your shirt collection today. (laughs) You go home with a shirt, especially because you didn't bring any. You brought beer instead. I brought uh, bubble wrap and beer. That's Mm. basically what... (laughs) (laughs) You're all set? Yeah. Yeah. Shirt's all yours, buddy. Yeah, seriously, buy these. They are... They're very Banksy, very European, but very, 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 very cool. See, maybe that's the thing. Maybe I gotta, I gotta back off on the European yeah, style because you, know? you know I'm into it. But and I think I'm just trying to enlighten people. You know? <laughs> that's the thing. As I've said this to you before. It's just, I'm, I'm so into the West Coast thing, and you're so into the Euro thing. It's, yeah, it's, uh, that's why we get along. Uh, I think it's also you got, you got English. Oh yeah, I bought your, uh, your missus some um, English supplies. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he means your mum. Oh. Yeah. yeah, some some English as well, some so English biscuits. Cookies, English cookies, and yeah. for all the time, do you just, call cookies biscuits in England? No, cookies are those. We don't know. Cookies are cookies in England. What's cookies an English are an American muffin? style biscuit? And you guys, we have biscuits, which are something slightly different. So, what are biscuits? Like that's your dog oh. crackers. That's, yeah. um, and a biscuits like um, well, yeah, what you would call cookies, but more of a, a slightly smaller. We have more, yeah, slightly different, drier, all different sorts of different shapes and sizes, rather than these big sort of soft chewy. You don't know what the fuck a biscuit is, do you? Not really. <laughs> yeah. We've never had biscuits. No. I don't really. I don't really. No, I, I'm beer. That's it. And you all the time. I, I'm sitting there drinking your beer. For all the time you sit there going, I can't brew. I can't brew. Yeah. Bullshit. It's not. That, this it's, is really actually quite pleasant. Well, he can brew. He's able to brew. Yeah, but, but there, now, now listen. I'm not. I'm not trying to be modest. Talk about the beer, really. It's got some issues. Talk about what's wrong with it, though. It's got a funny graininess to it, mm-hmm. which I think possibly mm-hmm. uh, your your mash temp got a little bit of itself, but. It's actually could have happened. It's it's actually very pleasant. And to be honest, after drinking a shitload of double IPAs, yeah. big beers, just like, especially last night at the Rape Beer Summer Gathering, um, this is actually really quite pleasant. It's a good calibration <laughs> beer. Hey, Charlie Papazian said it was drinkable, tasty. So f wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. You dubbed he it. He was hammered. Were you at? Oh. <laughs> he was shit faced. Were you? No, he wasn't. Where were you last night? Uh, Drake's at the Rape Beer Summer Gathering. Yeah. A, a rapist gathering. <laughs> what is that? A club back and join? Rape beer. Rape beer. Oh, rapist oh, okay. beer. Like, right. Rape beer. I rape got to interpret okay. for you guys. Uh, yes, thank you. Yeah, tasty. the rapist summer gathering. The, um, See, the I heard, again, one. I heard rapist gathering. I speak too quickly. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, just but, giving you shit. I knew what it was. You're borderline just... Cockney. No, God, no. I live <laughs> like two hours south of London. Yeah, it's just a. It's the combining all the words together, though. You know? Yeah, it's a mess. No, it's I just... can understand it. 
I, I heard rape. I heard rape. <laughs> no, no, it's rape fine. Scattering rapists. <laughs> yeah. well, like, I'm like, Evo, did, what did you hear? Did my Evo get lost? I did hear lost? rapist, but <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Petra, yeah, yeah you got to go to Oakland for a rapist yeah. gathering. Yeah. 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 It sounds so normal. Where do you go? I got it. a heavy right hand. I'm good for it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, I got Baloo on the line calling in for Drunk of the Week, oh, I guess. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Hey, Baloo, what's happening? Hey, what's up? How are you, brother? How many double cheeseburgers have you had today? I was trying to be kind of the shepherd for uh, a newbie. His name is uh, Rick Kicken yeah. in the uh, chat. Okay. He's a, is his first time in the chat. And uh, turns out I just kept drinking. <laughs> turns out. Uh, what do you mean by shepherd? Like you were, you were helping him in the chat? Well, he said he was thinking about going for drunk of the week. Oh, and I, I was like, all right, I'll help you go. You uh-huh. know, just keep drinking, buddy. Yeah, how do you do that in the chat? You just encourage, like, every few minutes you go, have another beer. You drink it again. What's his name? Dick Kissing? What was it? <laughs> Rick Kicker. Yeah, oh, Rick well, Kicker. Rick Kicker. He, he said he had uh, some Dale's Pale Ale from Oscar Blues, and I was like, all right, I got some Dale's Pale Ale. We'll drink Oh, some. you guys are just doing like oh, that. It's, yeah. it's the old tag team. And I then it. two hours yeah. later, it's, I'm going to take my shirt off. Oh, I'll take mine off, too. <laughs> I'm going to turn my <laughs> webcam on. Oh! Hey, you got man boobs. I got them too. Let's push them together. <laughs> Sounds like rape beer to me. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a rapist gathering? Rape beer gathering? I'm sorry. Mm. So, what have you had then? All right. So, <laughs> besides Rick, here's what I've had tonight. Yeah. I started out with a couple Rick's uh, cheeseburgers. Uh huh. That's right, Cam. I had. My last can of uh, watermelon wheat from a certain brewery in San Francisco. Magnolia? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was Magnolia. Mm-hmm. I can't remember quite. I don't have a can in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had You have one behind you, though. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had, no. Uh, three cans of sunshine wheat from oh. New Belgium. Mm-hmm. Then I got into my bombers. I had... Wow, this the, is a lot of beer, guys. Are you paying attention? No. I had the uh, conference beer, the IPA. Yeah. Um, from the NHC conference. Yeah, we've still got one of those around I, here, too. Yeah, the Alpine IPA. Yeah. Or four. Yeah. I had the uh, I had Firestone Double Barrel Ale. I had a bomber of that. That's a long goddamn list. Are you reading, like, a I bar list somewhere? Are you at a bar? You can't. Boylan. Are you laying down? Dry Irish stout. Yeah. I'm floating. Uh, did you just, like, have a taste of each one of these, or did you drink these? Are you looking in your fridge right now? No, I drank the shit out of every bomber. Wow. Bomber. Every, every bomber's empty. Because he problem. sounds like Brew Tattoo right now with that list. Like, he's pretty on top of things. But and much then less of an asshole. I am, I am just finishing up a bomber of the Big Bear Black Stout from Bear Republic. Okay. Why does that have to be blind? Um, yeah. Ask God. Well, that's so, a pretty, uh, that's an impressive list, Blue. You know, I I don't bring it weak, you know? No. Well. <laughs> well, not drinking-wise so yeah. far. I don't sell yourself short. If you're being honest. Uh, I did lift. Oh, wow. Oh. I rocked. Did All right, Blue, you're in the running, my friend. All right. Later. Later brother. All right. There's the great Blue. And by great, I mean you should see the size of this guy. <laughs> Is this the guy who wore the um, the 
uh, rainbow and uh, yes. unicorn. Why do you point at me? Our lunch yeah, meat you for that one. <laughs> you know the answer to that. You yeah. and your kind. Yeah. Baloo's great, actually. What yeah, a fun Baloo's, guy. Yeah, he's he's a, a good dude. Give me a chuckle. That one did that picture. Like he's gigantic, but he's a good dude. <laughs> he's a good, gigantic dude. Yeah. You just want to hug him with forearms. But you don't because he's sweaty at the same time. <laughs> so it's kind of this like weird, you know. Is that what it is? Yeah. All right, 888-401-BEER for Drunk of the Week. Uh, what we got to do is give away uh, our two-tap uh, picnic tap thing, ghetto Jockey tap, box. Jock, thank you. Yeah. Jockey box. Because you say picnic tap, that's a different story. Oh. Uh, yeah. Jockey box. Our two-tap jockey. It's a draft box. It's not a jockey box. <laughs> it's a jo- that thing. That we did a couple months ago. We <laughs> We're have to re- it's got the away. handles and the beer comes yeah. out. Yeah. Courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer uh, over at morebeer.com. They do our uh, More Beer monthly donation giveaway every month. And this is a redo because of the very cool listener, the BN Army member who actually won this thing, uh, already has one. And he said, you know what? I can't. I- I'm in the Army and I can't take this. I can't rightly do that. So I want to give it back. Can't so do it. He gave it back, yeah. and uh, he hasn't you Like, we didn't actually send it. You get the idea. And so we're going to re-raffle it here in uh, just a moment. B, why don't we do that uh, before I take the next... Well, do I need to take the call right away, or what? Oh, well, no. It's another drunk of the week, you right? write it down, because I don't have pen and paper anymore. It's okay. I'll just take the... Is it a drunk of the week call? Yes. That's all I need to know. So we'll okay. get to that in just a second. Uh, you've got the raffle man bucket over there, uh, full of tickets. And it, these are the tickets from that month. We do save these things, uh, believe it or not. And um, so we're going to re-raffle this uh, draft box, courtesy of Beer, Beer, More Beer. Bevo, go ahead and reach in there with your tongue. Into the Yo Mama bucket. I don't think you get, there's not that many tickets in there, right? We don't have that many recurring donors. Let me just point out that Bevo can't reach into the bucket with her tongue. So for more you guys sign up, you're going to be able to see a lot more. Good idea. All right, Bevo, will you, if we get more recurring donors to help out the BN, enough that you could reach it with your tongue, will you do a drawing with your tongue? Those are kind of. By you shaking your head, does that mean I have to say yes? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Then, yeah, yes. Oh, what a good sport, Bevo! Right, what okay. a great yeah. idea, Bevo! Right. Grabbing it with your tongue. That's okay. But now, now you hit the donate. Uh, hit that. Don- hit that recurring. Don't uh, pull that blanket then, over. Uh, I'm cold. <laughs> All right, dig around in that uh, bucket of yours and uh, see if you can pull out a winner. <laughs> you know. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> you're a spoil sport. If you're not watching uh, Justin.tv slash Brewing Network, there is a webcam. You could see Bevo uh, doing this, so you know that everything's legit. We're not just, uh, this isn't some fake drawing. She's shaking him up. She's uh, I can't see really her. handling yeah. that. Uh, no Millie Vanilli thing of- going on here. Tickets. Oh, don't worry, right. she's not assaulting. Her well shaked. Uh, tasty. Yeah. There actually just wants to make sure that they're. Bevo, stand up, get in the light, and evenly shake distributed. I think the way the camera is too, when she stands up, it actually cuts off her head. It's like it's really <laughs> angled so that it just it's perfect. Just stay right there, Bevo. Am I right about that, Chad? Are you oh, looking yeah. at the camera angle? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Just, just chops off her head. <laughs> I turned around earlier, Joy. and somebody in the chat was like, "Man." Bevo's got back. And I'm ah, like, Aw. Well, the camera adds a few pounds. And then so. Bug Eater was like, well, at least the camera didn't add 10 pounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good point. All right, so yeah, is that, well, shake it up real good like that. Yeah, make sure that they're evenly distributed. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just want to make sure that everyone gets a fair chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, don't look at it. Just uh, close your eyes. Okay, so the drawing is happening. She's reaching down into the raffle man. She's got the ticket, okay, and she's... She's now got it in her hand. She's reading it. Scott Burston. Scott Burston, ladies and gentlemen, right. the yeah, proud new owner of a more beer 
draft box. Thank you, Tasty. He'll soon be bursting with joy. <laughs> that, was, that, was that was good. That was pretty good. That was stupid. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, another drug of the week call. Caller, who are we talking to? Hey, this is Brandon. 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 What's, what's happening, brother? What's up, Brandon? None. Where are you calling from? Nashville. 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 Oh, Brandon, Nashville. I know you. Nashville, Nashville Alabama. I love the place. <laughs> Nashville, Alabama. What the fuck is that? Oh, did I get that right? That is- That's where you live, son. Seriously? No, that ain't where I live, son. Uh, <laughs> the birthplace of Michael Jackson. I just love it. <laughs> yeah. The death yeah. place of Tony Orlando. <laughs> Yeah. No, dude. Dirty South, Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> oh, Dirty Tennessee. Yeah. Right. I don't think white people can say that. <laughs> Dirty South. Yeah, I they, if they did. live in it, they can. No. Yeah, they absolutely can. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. Hey. And uh, so, so you're calling wait, 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 wait. No. Oh, hey, after yeah, you. Absolutely. But one of the things I got to get on my chest first is, all right, so I'm never. And I always have to sit there and listen to this show at work. And I have to drink fucking coffee and, and water. And listen to this. So a couple of weeks ago, man, I was so drunk I threw up, like bratwurst that night. Uh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My my donations should go to get another line for you guys, so you could get another another line for drunk of the week, or at least a special line for drunk of the week. <laughs> Just a, that's a actually hotline a or red phone. Yeah, yeah a, a red drunk phone, of the yeah. week red phone. That's really not a bad idea, yeah. actually. No, it'd be great. I mean, we could even like get JP to do like Commissioner Gordon or something. Pick it up. I don't know. Fat phone. You know, I'll tell you this: uh, your timing is pretty good because since I had the Comcast guy out here doing the internet, and he told me that I could add a second line, actually relatively cheap. It might be in the budget here, so um, I'm going to work on it. And just for you, actually, because it's a good idea, and you you bring up a good point, so I'll, I'll work on that. Just for the record, I like Southern accents too. You do? Yes. You just like everybody who doesn't sound like Sam. Or you, or JP. Hey, wait a minute. What do you mean? Hey, wait. It's Sam. Hey, I'll play the keyboard. Sam. Did I say I'm Sam? Hey, let's get married. Here's a squirrel. Oh, hey, Sam. Hey, I got a new pair of bowling shoes. Sam, come talk in the microphone real quick, just so people know that we're not even making this up. Let's go hiking. My bowling shoes. sound like? Hey, what's going on? It is what he said. What is it like when you guys are at home? Ah, what's for dinner, Bebo? I'm hungry. Okay, actually, he does say that. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I need a bath. Wash me. Sponge bath. I need a sponge bath. Feed the dog. Wash my four shirts that I have. I'm glad you're going to work. I don't have a job. Change my socks. Flip me over. I'm on the couch. I'm going to get bed sores. Yeah. You go to work. I'm going to lay on the couch. Get the couch yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Sam. Uh, the 20s were yeah. a great era. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so now, would you like to give us your resume for Drunk of the Week? Uh, uh, hang on. I had to write some of this down mm. on a piece of paper. That's a good start. It, yeah. It wasn't uh, on the wall. Paper works was, well, yeah. Uh, wall? Yeah. Some, some was in a box. Now, I remember to do this. Okay. So what happened was, is originally we started, we went out to Trader Joe's today, okay. and I bought some uh, some like of their, um, um, what is it, Mi- uh, I can't read, hang on, Mission <laughs> Street Pell Ale. Ah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, then we uh, we started grilling, and I cracked open a few uh, Pat's Blue Ribbons in the can, 
Sorry, Sully. In the can? The PBR in the can's good. That a boy. Um, okay, and then we got a bad thunderstorm that came through um, through here, and uh, my little girl got scared, so I had to uh, I had to stay with her for a little while. This was this has been a while. Um, so then, when I came back around, um, I chugged a Dogfish 120 um, in about five minutes. Hang on, a minute. you chugged you were 120. Thirsty. You chugged it? Yes. Yes. And then I walked well, five steps around. Hell, I, I see vomit in. in your future. <laughs> yeah, I think I we might be able to in. recreate this bratwurst vomit. What have you had to eat today? Oh, well, we grilled out some uh, chicken that we bought from uh, Trader Joe's. I don't remember. Hey, what was that chicken called? <laughs> hey, Marty. <laughs> what the what, what the hell was that bird we got down at the Trader Joe's? I think it was a. Uh, I think it was uh, Hello. Uh, Hand, hand fed, uh, something or other, man. I don't know. <laughs> polo asado chicken. <laughs> polo asado. <laughs> it was polo asado. <laughs> man, what you talking about there? Polo asado. What is that? Hey, <laughs> Barney, what is that polo asado? <laughs> I think you play a game with it. Yeah. I don't rightly know. It tastes real good, though. Oh, I'll tell you, it ain't American. It's from one of them south of the border states. Yeah, I think it's from Texas. Polo asado. Oh, my God. That was hysterical. And then we went back around and we got the carne asada. Hey, JP, you want to go snipe hunting? <laughs> what is that? I've been snipe on, hunting. Go, hey. Not on the computer. He means for real. Oh, no, dude, in the RO? You're talking about this AFK, right? From a quest. You're talking about AFK. Okay, sure. Well, well we'll get you out here. And well, you got to come snipe hunting with us. Great. I I know what that is. Okay. All right. All right, so let me... All right, I guess i got to finish this up. Yeah, what um, else you got? Yeah, and, and do me a favor. Don't tell uh, us about the weather or what your little girl was doing. <laughs> Or how, where you it bought the beer? The so after the one twenty, no, it didn't. What kind of chicken is Polo Asado, Barney? <laughs> I, it's it's from Texas, so yeah. I, All right, so I, I don't then know. I don't know. Yeah, go on. So then it went after after the one twenty, it went ninety, and right. uh, then Bell's too hearted, and uh, then um, some IPA. Cavassier? <laughs> and then some Cavassier. Hey, what was that Cavassier called? I don't know. Cavassier! It was brewed for Obama's 40th, the, the thing, man. The, whatever happened, whatever happened with the Senate or something like that. I don't know. But I need more in this sippy cup. Give it to me. All right. You're definitely in the running for Drunk of the Week, dude. Yeah, yeah, you did a great job. Well, I'm about to, like, hey, I'm about to go downstairs and get another beer. You want to you wanna join me with as, as well, I'll pour one. As interesting hey. as it yeah. sounds, no. I don't know. Not, not unless Shut you're going to, like, <laughs> not unless you're going to, like, beat the crap out of your girlfriend on the way or something. Oh. We need some good radio, you know? No, I'm not Steve McNair. I don't have a girlfriend. I got a wife. Oh. What's your name again? Was that too soon? We just call him Nashville. Brandon Nashville. A little bit too soon, but that's okay. Well, just call him Polo Asado. Okay. I had a wife. <laughs> Thanks, I, I'm Polo. I'm kind of fucking Steve McNair'd out. Sorry. No worries. Oh. All right, Polo Asado, you are in the running for Drunk of the Week. Why were you fucking stupid? Hey, dude, there? hey, wait, wait, wait. One, one last thing. Yeah. Oh, how was the chicken? <laughs> no, no, no. What, Did you what like beer it? should I pull now? I got a uh, Centennial IPA. Yeah. Um, a, uh, a Belgian Pale. You got IPA, a Miller High Life a in there? IPA. 
or uh, American Brown? What what should I drink next? Y'all tell me. I, I drink the Belgian, then go drink the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> I can mix. I can mix them all together. No, no, no. Put them all together in yeah. one glass. Beer suicide with a straw. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean it. Try them all together. Why the it's hell? An Blending. It's, goose. It's, like I said, it's the new black. <laughs> What's wrong with the old black, Justin? What are you I'm about? gonna go mix some polo asado with a little bit of tortilla chip and see what I can come up with. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, polo asado. Thanks, brother. You are in the running. Uh, yeah, just yeah, drink right. the Belgian first. I, I'm gonna do the Belgian. I'm gonna do the Belgian pale. It'll clear your. It's pal. actually Jamil's Belgian pale, right? Is out of that uh, that book they're always talking about the oh, run classic style. So. Never yeah. heard of it. Good book. You As, can get yeah, it at Trader Joe's. I heard that you can get it at the Brewing Network. You can. That's right. We are the Trader Joe's of the and internet. It's signed. It's signed and it goes to a good cause. So yeah. everybody listening, buy buy a copy. I gotta fucking hire this guy. He's good at marketing. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. yeah, he's great at marketing. I'm sure Trader Joe's loves. How they got it? How they, he got their name out of their chicken? Sounds like a better uh, Thanks, barbecue brother. guy. Yeah. Hey, I bought some specially granite more. Beer. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <clears throat> All right, more beer. Plug. Thank you. Oh. Great. Yeah. All right. I like that guy. <laughs> I hope he calls more often. I do too. <laughs> Polo asado. Polo asado. Let's go, great accident. Use so your microphone, beep. Hey, so speaking of Belgian beers, Belgian candy sugar. Sorry. What? Uh, yeah, what we got to give that uh, giveaway to. Uh, why don't we just give it away to our drunk of the week? We do that every now and then, unless you got a better idea. We'll we, just we can give it to a, the runner up. It'll be our that? double whammy. Oh, that's a good idea. All right, first let's do person that. to call in and get into a fight with JP. We'll win the Belgian candy sugar. Yeah, when you set him up, he gets all... He's had words with everybody yeah. so far. Man. He just relaxes then. He won't let it happen. I like the runner-up idea, because we always get people bitching about they didn't get drunk of the week, so Something, it's man. it's like a... Uh, yeah, I try to come in second. Cool. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's harder. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. way you have an out. I didn't get too drunk. <laughs> all right, so so far we've got mm, beer, yeah. blue, and Brandon. You mean Polo Asado? Polo Sorry, Asado. Polo Asado. That's his new. We made that <clears throat> so much Frez, cooler than Brandon. That, that Frez Yes dude change his form name to yeah. Frez Yes. So, Brandon, if I see you on the form and your fucking name is Brandon, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna be upset and close the form. So Baloo's back on the phone. Yeah, right. What's you can't do that. Audio over there. It's our first audio problem. I don't know. I'm leaning in. No, it's not that. It's cutting out. Uh. What does Baloo want? I don't know. He probably wants us to air freight him some in and out burgers. the sofa on him or something. Maybe he's got an update on his drinking. What do you want, Baloo? He's want to. What do you just? Just want to breathe into the phone? He passed out. He's walking. Ah. He's got a burger stuck in his throat. Breathe in the phone. What? What? Eating a bone. What? Hold on a second. What? I'm I'm drinking. I'm just open the. Uh, you're, you're raping beer. Flash Brewing Company. Green Flash? A barley wine. Barley wine, yeah. I spilled half of my fucking Bear Republic all over my desk. Oh, shit. Well, you shouldn't have been drinking at the desk. Getting your keyboard? What do you want, Tasty? <laughs> <laughs> Not much. Baloo is still Baloo's, in the running. Yeah, you're definitely in the running. Baloo, right when, he's when, moving up. When I, your I beer spilled, it. did you did you take a, a, a quarter pounder with cheese wrapper and wipe it all up and wring it out in a glass and drink it? That'd be tasty. I dropped him. So you're drinking uh, West uh, Green Flash barley wine? Now? I dropped him. 
He's gone. Oh, I got to clear oh, up the line right. for uh, other DOTW because okay, sure. we only have three in the running. What else is on my list of things I'm not allowed to forget, Chad? Anything? Was that it? We did the raffle. Covered. We're gonna we're doing the Belgian thing right now. We're doing the DOTW. Covered. Are we on the air next week? We are. To be determined. You know what? Oh! I think I've got a show for us next week, actually. I don't think you have to book it if it's not booked yet. Oh. Well, we got Frenchie in town. And uh, actually, so uh, I- I've talked about this on the air a little bit before. Uh, my friends that live in Paris are going to open uh, a-, a-, a microbrewery in Paris. There, are- there is not another micro in Paris right now. Rumor has it. And uh, th- so they've been building. It's really a very homebrew type of setup, but it's uh, it's pretty open there to do this sort of thing. Anyhow, he brought a bunch of French microbrews with him. He went oh. around France before coming and picked up French microbrews. He also went to a French a week long brewing school. So like the it was basically like the uh, French Siebel. Okay. This week long class. <laughs> wow. He did that just before he got here. <laughs> well, so wow. what I think well this is this is my point. Oh. What we're going to do is talk about like what well, I want to hear about this class. Yeah. And we're no. going to talk How about long? the differences in brewing education and we're going to taste some of these French microbrews and see what's doing over there and uh talk about all these things. Now it doesn't mean we we don't need a guest chat, but I did want to do this show with him cuz he brought us no, that's uh, really we've got a cooler full of these and and who talks about France as a microbrew place? Friend, it, it, Nobody. It's, it's well, that's really, kind of what he's up against is trying to get people thinking about microbrew. Well, yeah. but I he also hasn't said that it's a good scene. He right. just said I brought it's you the a, beer that's being Made is what it's, a bit under, it's really weird actually because I was over there a couple of weeks ago. I was I was Friday. I was in. I'd, I'd spent so much time in Belgium, and I was with a mate of mine, Angelo, and we decided we said basically f it. Let's just go to France. We because we spend so much time in Belgium, it's almost stopped being yeah like going abroad. Oh, it's not it. like leaving your country going somewhere. And, oh, God. So check out France. Let's go to France. And I spend, I mean, I speak French. I spend a lot of time, I used to spend a lot of time in France. So I thought, you know, it's got to be some. So you've got some, there's some good breweries kicking off. I mean, you just yeah. didn't, you've got uh, Ducap, just outside Calais. You've got Bavisien. Is your so, French better than your English? Hey, asshole. Anyway, the. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that French? Yeah. Is that a French I word for, so. for, for it yes, is it is. Better. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, it says I love it's, you. It's, there is, <laughs> there's some good things going on, especially on the northern French. It's this, it's. The you know the old school rules of Germany, England, Belgium are the places to go to f- for good quality beer. Yeah, it's definitely changing very quickly. Um, you've got Italy's flying Copenhagen, Denmark is flying. I mean, Charlie Papazian turned around and said, and "It's one of the best cities to go drinking in the world, Copenhagen." Yeah. So, but France, it's a food culture. It's going to kick off. I mean, yeah. so Yan has just said Yan is part of the French connection. He's the one who brought us out the uh, um, the, the beer. Is is any of that beer going to be? Any good, Ian, that you brought uh, to us? I haven't tasted it, all of them, so I don't really know. So you're not oh, sure? I know some of them, but not all of them. All right. But anyway, on va faire l'amour et je parlerai de bière. What is that? Give it a go. If you don't drink my beer, I'm going to cut you in the face. Is, is this how the show is going to go next week? Is going to say a bunch of shit I got to figure out? Yeah. <laughs> Lots of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the, the mystery show with the I French. Like it. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. Well, oh, see, Uh-oh. a little more French for Bebo. Somebody's got a little tickle back there. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I was aiming all dirty. the women's. <laughs> yeah. No, so. what, what's that, Yen? I was aiming for all the ladies. Oh, so. is that who yeah, that was? Well, uh, that's a long shot for well, the end. Of all the ladies in the room, you did yeah. a good job. Now listen. Bebo and Schumann both uh, <laughs> got very excited about that. So Schumann's finishing in the corner right now, as is Bevo in Studio C. On yeah. camera. 
So right. I think we'll do that next week. Now, like I said, Chad, you can still book something, but uh, I think it'll be an interesting show to talk about this uh, French beer scene, whether or not this beer is any good. We'll taste it. Okay. And then we want to talk about this class that you went to. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, if it's not any good, if it's, if it's boring, we can just give up halfway through. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's a great idea. You know, talk about French beers and we'll, uh, we'll get a Canadian on. Oh, yes. A French Canadian. You guys yeah. love French Canadians, right? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. Isn't, isn't there a brewery in a. In a um, it's uh, or something. Didn't you say something? It's, it's in, in a brothel. That's the Although, have you guys, are you guys still in the brothel? No, we're not in the brothel anymore. What uh, happened there? Too much uh, uh, syphilis? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So <laughs> strange infection. Weird bacteria. Yeah, they, yeah. they want to make sour beers, but not yeah. that way. What's yeah. that taste? Yeah, too sour. Studio C. <laughs> Ooh. It's like Hep C, Never but worse. <laughs> yeah, Studio, yeah. That's, Studio C is like a bad case fungus. of Hep. <laughs> that's a new funk. Yeah. yeah. No. It's not. Funky fungus. Oh, sorry, Viva. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. wonderful. Sure, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, did, did you yeah, guys have a stripperator in this brothel location? Uh, yeah, kind of. Oh. It was small, but... That's no, no. You did. We have a new, a yeah. brand new oh, yeah. kegerator. It's a commercial edition kegerator. Um, so it's got, it's like a four-door fridge. It's huge. It's, uh, it's got four taps. And, uh, but it came... Now, listen... You tell me that the BN doesn't come through over and over and over. It came from Cheetahs in San Jose. It came directly from Shout a strip out club. To, uh, Cheetahs in Sunnyvale. Oh, Sunnyvale. You guys Shout out to Cheetahs, who we now own Cheetahs Kegerator. <laughs> so who knows how many strippers have been across this Kegerator? It is now in the living room. You, you can, can find a dead one in there. When oh, you're you can we did look, Taste. Look, okay, oh, yeah. you can be certain. We Dumped looked them out. for. Uh, yeah, yeah, power wash, acid rinse. <laughs> you could we didn't find one, so we almost didn't yeast. take it. You know? <laughs> That's right. And we were like, come on, did this really come from Cheetahs? Where's the dead stripper? <laughs> it was kind of heavy. We did check. Maybe we ought to mount the stripper pole on that. Oh. Just as an homage. Oh, we could have taps going all the way up it. To Cheetahs. Oh, that be so so that's going to be your pretty so east. If we can get a broad in here to climb all the way to the top to pour like our, we'll put our best beers on the top tap. Bevo. <laughs> oh, what she Well, Doc's the one who gets to the top. It's just, and it's just the tap. coming down that's trouble. Well, if she, if she if she falls, we'll just have the dildo tap handle on the first yeah. one. Yeah. Is this another drunk of the week call, Bebe? Is it a noob a newbie? All right, caller. Who are we talking oh, yeah. to? A noob. Rick Higgin, man. Oh, it's Dick Rickon. <laughs> Rick Chicken. Oh, Rick Chicken. Where, yeah. where are you calling from, brother? No, Balu mentioned you. Houston, Texas. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's wrong with Houston? All right, and uh, you're calling lot. in for Drunk of the Week? Oh, yeah, man. All right, give us the rundown. What do you had? All right, man. I'm Sh- on my Shiner eighth book. Gordon, my uh, wow. fifth Dale's Pale Ale. Uh-huh. Dale's is popular tonight, isn't it? Must have been on set. What was the that? What was the next one? My name? No. What was after? <laughs> what did you say after Dale's Pale Ale? Old Chub, I think. He oh, said. Old Chub. Got it. Yeah, Old Chub. It's can three Polaner, uh, Hellas, and oh. uh, five and five uh, um, steam <sighs> engine. Oh, I thought he passed out for a second. Steam engine. Who makes that? Steam engine. Um, fuck, man. Teamwork. Uh, Teamwork. Okay. Colorado. Colorado. Uh, uh, Colorado beers in Texas. Are you? Uh, are you drinking by yourself? Yep. Not a boy. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Yep. You do it on a Sunday. I do it on a Monday through Saturday. <laughs> what? So you know, man. 
Do you have to go to work tomorrow? Yep. What time? What do you do? Yeah. He's a cowboy. He's in Texas. What, the what, fuck? Do, you, what do you do? For, what do you do for a living? Human uh, donation stuff, like <laughs> organ donation. So, so you're a sperm donor. <laughs> do human donation stuff. Wait, wait a minute. Is that I, a full-time job? I give my pla- yeah. <laughs> hey, See, yeah, I, I'm Jess, in the market. Jets looking for work. Yeah. I got a lot. I got a lot of loads to dump. Yeah. I hear you get paid for that over here, but geez, you know, I can make a profession <laughs> out of it. Man, not those loads. How many times a day can you really yeah, shoot a load? in that business. There's also a lot of calluses, too. Human donation stuff. I'm giving. I'm going to mark down extra points for you, just for your gig. Yeah. What is uh, it? Yeah, if you ever need a kidney, he's probably the guy to call. We haven't clarified. What What? What the hell is that? This is all about, uh, like, organ donation stuff, like liver, kidneys, lungs, heart, liver. So what do you do? You like, you, like, deliver the organs or what? Or you go to Mexico and take them. Man, all of it. Whatever you can think of. All of it. Penises? Yeah, penises? Boobage? We're working on penises, man. We're working on penises. Do you put beer in those coolers that you're carrying around those parts in? We're working on it. We're working on it. We're, we're uh, looking into uh, uh-huh. um, Kinda like all the, the uh, research into beer and penises and all that shit. <laughs> What? Can you Great. get can you get us a couple of wieners so we can tape up on the walls? If you want them, man. If, if, if you away want now. that, I yeah. could make that. Man, we're working on it. Man. If I, you want it. I kinda like this guy. For some weird if you want to like wiener. it, I'm working on it. <laughs> oh that oh, we're man, doing... you guys are fucking cracking me up with dude. Cutting edge donor, research on yeah. beer and wieners. <laughs> what were we cracking you up with? The is lungs, liver, um, kidneys, liver, lungs, and his fucking prostate, dude. Oh, really? You you guys yeah. transplanted all that in one dude? Yeah. It's a fucking party animal, dude. Seriously, that's a mile. What's you wrong with that, fucking- dude? The guy's lived his life on that one, isn't he? Yeah. And, uh, and so did Jamil come out okay, or uh, <laughs> what happened at the end? He's all right. He's all right. Trust me. He'll be back up next yeah, how, year. How is Jamil? Jamil fell off the cliff in my backyard the other night. Did <laughs> is he, he still back there? Well, we have one of those like uh, <laughs> terraced backyards. You know, when you have a, a backyard on a hill, often they will make terraces, right? And we've got three terraces. Yeah, cut the music for this. We and, this. and he yeah, yeah. fell. For, hey, uh, you're in for Drunk of the Week, uh, Rick Ticken. Thanks, brother. Uh, so he... You know, it was after that we recorded Bruce Strong and stuff on on Monday, right? And uh, you know, we were just hanging out, we were having a good time, and we were drinking a lot of your IPA. Uh, That's where it went. your IPA is great. In fact, it's if anyone city. is listening on the monitors out there in the, in the green room and wants to bring me another one of Shat's IPAs, that'd be fantastic. It's, finished it's empty. Oh, I'll take one of my beers then, if that's next. So that's a a, a very close tenth. Um, so we're drinking a lot of your IPA, right? And uh, and Jamil's really enjoying it. He's having a good time. And he, my dog is is a little um, obsessive about playing fetch. He won't leave it alone. So Jamil's like, you know, we're sitting on the back patio talking, and every time the dog brings the toy back, Jamil throws it again. Well, finally, Jamil is like, well, listen, I'm going to throw it far this time, right? I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and throw the thing. And he throws it over the ledge. So now it's like a six-foot drop down to the gully, and that's where the, the toy is, okay? 
And I tell Jamil, well, listen, my dog's just going to stare at it now for the next two hours until somebody gets it. I'll go get a flashlight and I'll find it. Otherwise, the dog's just going to freak out and stand there. <laughs> well, I'm gone for all of about 35 seconds. Yeah. Jamil takes it upon himself to go get the toy. <laughs> at that point, he probably forgot that you said, hold on. I told him, and I said to him, Jamil, I'm, I'm going to get a flashlight. These are my words. Oh. I'm going to get a flashlight because there's a ravine. Now, I, now think about the word ravine. It's a I wall, didn't so. say trench. I didn't say hole. I didn't say anything that could be misconstrued as something small. I said it's a ravine. And yeah, you didn't say it was Schumann's penis. Well, Cliff no. would have been more accurate, but yeah. Well, that's what he said to me after the fact. But I was like, "But what's a ravine? A ravine is a fucking giant thing." Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So I come back like thirty-five seconds later. And Jamil is ass up at the bottom of my ravine. And I'm not kidding. I walk over there, and I see nothing but his fucking ass his, his up in the air. His head's at the bottom. It's a six-foot drop. He he walked right off. He flipped over and was ass up in the bottom of my ravine. Oh, man. And he, and he gets up, and I'm like, do you need – I'm kind of freaked out. I would have sure, gotten hurt on this fall. So I'm, I'm worried about – and he sort of does some acrobatic move. And gets his pup hat back on. It's one of those things, like it's one of those things where you like pop right back up. Oh no, fine, whatever, whatever. He like yeah. he pops right back up. And now let me mention also the plants that are on the way down are all like cactus. It's oh. all friggin' spiky. And he gets, a, oh no, I'm good. Everything's fine. You should have told me that there was a cliff here. Pulling birds out of your dick. You know, and I'm like, I said there was a ravine. So. He comes back, he sits down, and he's fine. And he's hanging out with me and the, and the other Frenchie. And uh, he says everything's... And he looks okay to me. But he kind of disappears pretty quickly after that. Like, that was it. He was gone. And so I think he might be seriously hurt right now. I don't know if he's laying on his well, back he somewhere. he has a bad back. He's got right? a bad yeah, back. Yeah, if so. he gets out of the chair wrong, he sprains his back. So, yeah. come on. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little worried about the guy. But at the same time, let's call him. It was one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. That's <laughs> over tea kettle. Somebody can't hook. Do I have up. another call? Somebody give Bevo Jamil's up, huh? phone number. I don't think I have his new one. Anybody have Jamil's number besides me? New no. one. Let me take this call. I'll get Bevo the number here, and uh, let's see if we can call him. I want to find out if he's if he's injured. Do it's I, not a new call, by the way. Well, then Beer, we're. Beer just wants to plead from his case. Hey, Beer, what's happening? Uh, just add another count. All right, go ahead. Well, I, I realize that I might need to step up my game a little bit, so I grabbed two bombers of my Saison that's at 6.4%. Oh, that's about 4%. Okay. And I shoved him in my pee hole. Is that, is that legal for you to have that? <laughs> it, it is now. Oh, it's a new law. Okay, duly noted. Yeah. Thank you. All right, I got to clear the line <laughs> because I got I want to get Jamil on. So now uh, Bevo has the phone number oh. there, and she's going to. I want to get Jamil on here. I want to see if he's all right. I'm sure he's fine. He's got to be. He didn't bust his head, around, but I got to tell you, like, I walk out there. I wish I had a camera. When, when was this? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was. You see something wiggling? <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> yeah. All I saw was his shorts up in the friggin' air. And his, and Sounds his, like a party. His head's down another four feet from that. <laughs> and, please uh, tell me he popped up with grass hanging out of his head oh, and all sorts. <laughs> I didn't even see. I was like running to call 911, and the next thing I know, he's, he's like, oh, everything's fine. I'm good. He's good. I'm good. Everything's great. <laughs> and I and then he just like I said he sort of disappeared afterward. I don't know if he went to the emergency room. Yeah, or probably. He went. Like he just he just bailed. Yeah, but this is a guy who had pneumonia for how long before he actually realized he had it? So ten <laughs> years. Or something. I mean, that fall would have hurt me. 
Yeah, and you want to go on a fishing boat for eight months. Well, listen, falling six feet down to a concrete ravine and going on a fishing boat. These are They're very equal, (laughs) my friend. You will die on the fishing boat. I'm not going to die on the fishing boat. Might not work very hard. I'm not going (laughs) to die. I hope he answers that. If he doesn't answer, I'm going to be even more worried. We should leave a message, though. So maybe put it, maybe have her put it on hold and we can just leave a message. Are you getting his message machine? Oh, she's got him. Okay, good. Uh, just tell me you want to talk to him real quick. Let's get him on quick. Tommy's on the show. All right, you got him? Jay-Z, what's happening, brother? Hey, Are I'm you- uh, working, on, working on a book and uh, listening to uh, some uh, Sunday show from weeks past. Oh, you are. It's the fall guy over here. Okay, I got a question. I'm calling you, so you're not listening tonight. So you don't you don't know the setup, but I'm just wondering if you're if you're okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Cause Why? I'm, because because <laughs> because you fell six feet off a ledge in my backyard on Friday night, and I'm worried about you. I haven't heard from you. You kind of disappeared afterward, and I thought maybe you broke your neck. Oh no no no! I uh, do you I remember my finger reaching into reaching into that plant? <laughs> If by plant no, you I, mean I, cactus, I, yes. <laughs> no, I, I took a, I, I took, you know, uh, you really need to work on your your communication skills there. Though, but, uh, I, I told you uh, that there's a ravine in back there. Well, you meant yeah, that would be yeah. like a slanted. So no, no, I, 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 I took a, that one step, and I, I realized it. It's like, oh, you know, crap! It is, it's it is a big drop, down right? There. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so no, I, I, I didn't fall. I, I went ahead and I jumped down into the to the bottom, so I wouldn't fall. I don't know, Jamil. When I, I came out, head first. When I came out, all I saw was your ass up in the air, Jay Z. Well, you know, I can relate because every time I jump, I just fall on my face. So, I mean, that's probably what it was. He just. I, I broke the fall with my face. I'm pretty sure you did like a full inverted, <laughs> a triple Lundy no, dive. I, I, I put my hands down on that whatever little scrap of a ledge is there, and then jumped down in the bottom, and then I used my phone as a flashlight to find the stupid dog toy in that. He did. I will say that Jamil did get the dog toy I, back. He came back with the dog He's toy. Man on my mission. hand pulling the dog toy out of the cactus. Now and then I climbed back out and I. Uh, I finished my beer. <laughs> he did. He came out. Yeah. Jamil, what is the yeah. definition of ravine? <laughs> well, no, it was the way you said it. It's just kind of offhand, like, hey, yeah, oh, there's, a, there's a ravine there. <laughs> it wasn't like, hey, 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 you know, step back. Yeah. It was, yeah. you know, just this casual <laughs> offhand. Maybe you think so- be like walking towards it. You might want to say something a little bit different next time. Like, uh, hey, you're going to kill like, yourself. You know, well, if somebody tells me ravine, I'm not going to take that next yeah. step. Then I go, whoa, ravine? Well, here's my question. Yeah. Have you ever been to the backyard in the daylight, Jamil? Like, <laughs> yeah. haven't you ever noticed the fact that it's, got, there's, no, there's, like, no there's like yard and then there's nothing? The cactus. Well, no, I understand that, no, but I haven't you ever noticed that it just, it just no. drops? <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I don't go around in that part of the yard. It's all like shrubs. You know, there's no... <laughs> you can't see anything when you're sitting on the patio. Oh, man, it was great. And you, you freaked out Frenchie, Jamil, because I'm sitting there with Frenchie, and, and, and after you left, he's like, is he okay? <laughs> you totally fell off a friggin' cliff. He was well, worried. I didn't fall off the cliff. 
I don't know. Jumped I, down into it. I'm not sure. About I was, had had enough forethought to uh, go ahead and jump because I knew I was like sliding down that little that steep part, and I'm like, well, you know, if I don't do something, I'm going to fall. So I just I don't know. Put, put the foot out and jump down into the little thing. I got you know. Somehow you ended makes, up ass up. He makes it sound much more elegant. <laughs> yeah, he's very. I think he's sugarcoating. I got out there. Well, what about the thirty seconds life? later, and he was ass up in the ravine. I was like a gazelle. I ended ass up <laughs> because I chose to. Yeah, I don't quite think so. I think uh, Justin's uh, focus is, you know, <laughs> too much on, the ass. Uh, on your ass. Talking about what he's wishing about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. I wish I could find Jamil ass up in a ravine. <laughs> but I did. I did. I did cut my finger on that stupid cactus. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Who ended up in the ravine? It will be coming. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what I was waiting for. And then you just sort of disappeared. So I I was like, he's really hurt. Well, I hung out for like another another half hour, 45 minutes. And then uh, you were working in the the new Studio V. So I didn't want to disturb you. It's okay to admit (laughs) uh, that, uh, (laughs) it's okay to admit that there was a little pain involved. You know, after all. Sad, sad story. Everybody hurts. Everybody hurts sometimes. Ah, uh-huh. okay. And Jamil falls <laughs> to the ground because <laughs> he's had too much of Chad's IPA. <laughs> Fetching the dog toy. Sure, you sure he jumped, but I saw him ass up because he fell. He fucking fell. <laughs> I was worried about you, Jay Z. That's why I was calling. I just want to make sure you're that all right. Douche fell to the ground. Well, if you were worried, then you should have uh, you should have talked to me like right after I climbed out of the thing. I did, and you were like, "Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine." No and that's problem. why I was like, I "Okay, was. all right." But then I but I didn't believe you. I just thought I think he's sucking well, it up. Why not? Because I thought maybe you're like, I, I, don't, I can't show any pain here. I can't show that I just did a fucking head flip into the ravine. <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I wasn't so worried that I'd call off the air or anything, but I was, yeah. <laughs> I was worried just the same. Worried there wouldn't be any humor. All right. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, it, it could. It could. I tell you, it could have been horrible. It really it could, oh, it yeah. could have been. Could have been the end of. Uh, you know. Half of your programming right there. Yeah, it's true. Which, hence the worry. Hey, you, you know, know what? John Palmer and I would do just fine, okay? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not there so you sure. You'd have three yeah. times the lunch meat. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I that's, think that's true with me and Palmer. That's going to get us far. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to make sure you were okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm absolutely fine. All right. Everybody yeah, chooses to jump. <laughs> Thank you, Jay-Z. All right. Later. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Stuntman Jamil Zanishev. Yeah. See him Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Everybody Jump a ravine. Falls. <laughs> yeah. That gives me a video game idea. <laughs> it does. It's yeah. like pitfall. <gasps> it's like that old pitfall yeah, game. So you could just yeah, exactly. Pope fall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Perfect All right, let's down. give away our Drunk of the Week, shall we? Let's get this over with. Let's get out of here, huh? Yeah, that food. That food's killing me. Yeah, it smells good. Yeah. Is Frenchie cooking out yeah, there? It smells like uh, chicken or some sort of 
lots of herbs. Do you think it's herbs. polo asado? Yeah, probably. Yeah, French toast. It make sure like... you put your microphone back where it's supposed to be. It sounds like Cornish game the button. Well, listen, just put it to where you you found it. Aren't you pre-built with a button? That... Oh, ow, ow. It was funny. I thought Sam was the one who was not good with the button. <laughs> yeah. Ow, ow, I can't find it. That's my belly button saying, no, it'll work. Ah, it'll, ah, work. it'll work. Yeah. It's close enough. Ah, ah, ah. I'm just make sure you shave ah. the belly button, that's all. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to spackle that thing. So I think what we have is mm, beer. Mm, beer. Yeah, Chad does it. It's creepy. Like he's sitting across the street of a playground. It's good. I like it. <laughs> he sounds like sort of the Homer Simpson's younger brother. <laughs> and Baloo. Baloo's in the running. He had that long list, remember? Okay. Yeah. From the website. Mm, beer had a pretty significant list um, and sounded pretty shitty, too. Like, he's the one who sounded shit-faced. Yeah, he had an And added voice. to it towards the end there. And, yeah, and then he had, he, had a, he had a follow-up, so he did add to it at the end. Can you do that? We should make a rule. Uh, Polo Asado... From Nashville, Alabama. <laughs> right? What was that chicken called? Yeah, not to be confused with Tennessee. Uh, Polo Sato? <laughs> Can I hey, say? Hey, Barney! What you want? Hey, when we went down to that there Trader Joe's earlier, what did we get to put on the griddle? Well, we got we got some of them, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, the adulis or something. The sausages, the sausages. We got sausages and uh, some of that chicken, man. Chicken. What chicken? What was the chicken? They want to know. I'm talking to California. It's long. Di- it's international. California. Can you get to the point? It's costing money. I I gotta be digging through the garbage, man. He I, messaged me. I, I like he's know. been messaging me. Yeah. He changed his name for the record. To Polo Asada? Yes. 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 And it's the worst. It's like drunk texting. It's like... It's like I have to like, think like, really hard to figure out what he's saying. Like, like mashing it with mash. his palm of his hand. Barney, I said it's international. What was the goddamn chicken? <laughs> I think it was uh, Frank. It was Frank's chicken. Frank's chicken. It was Frank's chicken that we got there to Trader Joe's. But Frank does... And- he lives near the polo field <laughs> and sometimes his chickens get out and we gotta go round them up you know that you Barney know that. shut the fuck up I'm trying to talk to the brewcasters sorry brewcasters I, Barney once you ask him something he don't shut up ask his wife Stubaka is on the phone for Jack yeah. of the Week so this, I guess is the last one okay Oh, it's now you're mandating this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's like a judge. Hey, Stubaka, what's happening? What's happening? You got some drunk of the week info? Gonna... Fuck yeah. <laughs> you bet your goddamn ass I do. You got two nuts, I'm drunk. <laughs> Same <laughs> shit. <laughs> Does the Pope shit in the Vatican? You bet your ass I'm drunk, Barney. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Stu Bucket. Oh. What have you had? Is it hard for me to pee in the morning? You bet it. Two 750s of three philosophers. Yeah. Two Orvals. I'm working on a 750 Chimay Blue. You win the quality award. Barney, grab me another steel reserve while you're out there, if you would, please. Man, I, I tried to answer your question, man. You didn't even let me talk. I'm just trying to, you know, I, I, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, where do you think I'm from, Texas? What the uh, hell? Where are you from, Stu Yeah. San Francisco. Oh. Figures. That's the Texas of Northern California. Yeah. <laughs> what? Except there's no steers. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is there then? What's is left? Is that why JP never comes to the city? Yeah. He just uh, he just lies about it. Yeah. 
He goes to Warcraft conventions out there all the time. You know, there is one. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Are you going to go? Right BlizzCon 09, Shumi, I'm telling you. When go. is it? Because if you go, you get a code for a special <laughs> pet. Shut up. Your... What the fuck? When is it? I think it's, I think it's the last weekend in July. Frenchie is still here. Can you uh, guys go and we will send him to to video you guys at the World of Warcraft? It's Warcraft. expensive. It's like 120 bucks a ticket. Uh, guy, listen, listeners, yeah, but you can <clears> go ahead and hit that donate button so you can see these two jackasses <laughs> at the World of Warcraft convention. <laughs> it, it's got to be worse than a Star Trek convention. You know, the best part, it's at Anaheim Convention Center, so we go to Disneyland at, at night. Will yeah. you guys, will you dress up like your characters when you go? Is, is that um, what people do? We might be too tall to be dwarves. <laughs> Not your penises. Oh. 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 So we're going to dress our penises up as dwarves? Yes. <laughs> well, or just show them. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Spend your evening in Anaheim Police Station. Wow. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right, Stubaka, uh. you're in the running. Thank you. All right, brother. Later. Uh, yeah, I would really love to see a video. Great. You can of, do it Borat style. Of these. Listen, now, human, when we go into the conference... We're going to have to protect... We need to plan this out like it's a quest, okay? Please because stay in character. That I is very important. I don't think that we're going to be able to see everything at the conference at once. So maybe it's best if we split up like a quest. You take the northern side like a paladin, and I'll take the eastern <laughs> side like a dwarven elf. Well, I just thought the whole thing, the whole purpose of this whole thing was to be together the whole time just be able to hang out. But listen, if we can't stay together. Listen, it's not like we're at home online and together. This is a place where we're going to have to split up and do everything we can to see everything we can. Because if I come home without my extra pet, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm well, going to fucking flip. Well, guys, look, you got to understand something. We're in public and they really expect us to be a party. I don't know. And it just seems like a long time to leave his cats alone. <laughs> Are you sure we can really go to Anaheim for that many days? Can't we just virtually go? Can we do it online, please? Actually, you can. Do my have some webcams? JP, you, you are... Totally you can. are... You're, I Why? Because I know that that you can. Yes, do it. I can't. You're, you're blowing my friggin' mind here. How <laughs> much do you have to buy a virtual ticket? Yeah, it's like fifty bucks. It's like a pay per view thing, oh. but it's like a weekend of nonsense. It's really awesome. Yeah, Listen, just fifty bucks. Just human. Imagine it's fifty dollars. We don't even have to go. We could just pay the fifty bucks. We could both. We'll just pay it once. We'll split it. Well, but we'll sit in front of one laptop and watch it all day. That but way it's just twenty five bucks a piece. No, because then you get a pet. So if you if you, if you if we split the fifty bucks, you only get one code for the pet. Do you have to pay for these types of things like like a pet? No, because it's like it's like a BNA four shirt. You only get it once about by attending in this event or whatever. So you you pay the you go and you get the code and you go in game and redeem the code for a little Murloc. It's this really gonna, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Really. This is gonna flip me out. It's gonna fucking flip I'm me out. I'm flipping your wig right now. You are yeah. blowing my mind. I'm gonna flip out. <laughs> I can't imagine. Would you like us to wear an army hat? <laughs> as interesting it is, as it is to hear about their gayness, yeah, yeah. there's another call for Drunk of the Week. This one's mm. Hair Hiller. Hair Hiller, what's happening, brother? Oh, this, this not much, man. Good. How are you doing, Jim? How are you doing, Justin? Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, laughing at these two bozos and their World of Warcraft hey. obsession. Um <laughs> Are you uh, applying? Uh, I, are you applying for drunk of the week? Uh, why the fuck not, man? Why? Not? I agree. Why not? What do you got? Um, I haven't drunk any beer today, but I've had about four hundred milliliters of Jägermeister. Oh, oh! Let me hear the puke. But I am just feeling great. You are. 
Ew, yeah. I'm just Why? driving around my neighborhood feeling great right now. Everything is great. I stole my mom's what, lark, what and I'm cruising. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Well, with a name like Harry Hiller, I got to drink some, some Jägermeister. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about. 400 milliliters. That's like 30 gallons. Right, guys? What? No, no, no. It's like a half pint. pint. You I are an idiot. That it's like two beakers. Or a pint. No, it's like a, a pint. Pint. two beakers. It's like a half a keg. Yeah. Back me up here, Phil. Three hundred milliliters. That's like that's like that's like our stripperator full of Jägermeister. That, this glass in front of me is four hundred. Yeah, but that's boring. Is that like my English? explanation is much more exciting. <laughs> Is that like English leaders or metric leaders? Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hare, you're you're in the running. Thanks, brother. All right, cool, man. Well, peace out. I know you guys want to get to bed. I just wanted to call in and say what's up because I haven't called in in a while. Word. I so, appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Dick out. Peace uh, out, man. Later. All right. Did you say dick out? Let's vote. That's it. No more drug of the week calls. You don't have to answer the phone anymore, Bebo. Thank you. Wait. Okay, what we have in front of us is five contestants for Drunk of the Week. One of them will be our Drunk of the Week winner, and one of them will be the runner-up who will win the Belgian uh, candy sugar. On, this one's a no-brainer. Yeah, I've on. already voted in my head. Come on. Okay, so Polo Asado's yeah, our Drunk of, of the Week. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there we go. Polo Asado, thank you so much for the great phone call from Nashville. And, uh, you know, keep up the good fight in the land of the free and democracy and all that. Big truck. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so what about our runner up though? That one's a little more controversial, right? Is I that... say Rich. Yeah. I say so is it Rich? Pickens, is it Rick, Rick, right? Rick Tickin. Dick Rickin? Yes. Dick Richard Dick Richard. Dick Richkin. Yeah. Can I give Rick everybody Rickens? one vote? Chick Richkin. Chick Dickin. Dick Stretchin. Chick Dickin. Rick Chick Dickin. Well, all right. Rick Tickin is now Chick Dickin. Thank you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Okay. So Chick Dickin, you go, that's who Brandon. JP is voting for? Yeah. Well, what about Blue had a pretty significant list of uh, about Blue of of beers hey, hey, on that list. Whoa! My dog, dog's fighting. The biscuit's apparently not a fan of Blue. She's up, she's upset. So don't forget. And then there was mm, Beer, who was pretty shit faced and like hanging out with his cousin, which I don't know what that means, but he felt you know he wanted to point it out. Yeah. So. And then, kind of course, of... at the end there, we had Stubaka from our from our very own San Francisco. Okay. Our San Francisco. I kind of want to change my vote to Baloo because Can't. that was just a massive amount of alcohol. Yeah. It doesn't matter anyway. Can cause... someone please take the dog, like, the occupy them outside for a second? That'd be great. Uh, all right. Yeah, Baloo definitely had a great list of, uh, of beers. Uh, mm, beer, though. I know. I, I, I... To me, it's between mm, beer and chick dickin. <laughs> For the uh, for the second one, Schumer's probably if you like dog. go out into the hallway and then call them, I got a feeling they're gonna follow you because they want to go eat or something like that. Not if you train them. <laughs> yeah, or try it. Uh, I think uh, Rick Chicken uh, drank more beer uh, than Baloo. Than Baloo? Yeah. Yeah. He had eight uh, gourds yeah. and five uh, Dale's pale. That's true. He was he was having everything serious. that he could find he in a can. Wasn't one of anything. Blue was doing like one of this, one of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick Ticken was uh, putting it away. <laughs> you mean Chick Dickin? Chick Dickin, I mean. Dick Lickin? Yeah. And, you know, he was a first-time caller, and he Chick. brought it pretty strong for one first time. Guy came so. in with, uh, yeah, it's quality. It was quality. It was oval, and she made Thank blue. Thank you, Shuli. I appreciate it. It's going to be a problem with this small studio, these goddamn dogs. You should just get rid of them. Chili, what's your vote? Did you hear the callers? Um, right now, I think we've got it narrowed down to Chick Dickin. And and mm beer. Well, Baloo's still in there, I guess too. Mm, Bob. 
I'm, I'm kind of uh, liking the the chick dicking, just because the name. Just the name. <laughs> You're welcome, JP. I, you know, yeah. You're sticking with chick tickling. You're sticking with chick sticking dicking. with yeah. chick dicking. <laughs> Chad ticking. <laughs> Beef. Baloo. It's only Rick. Sticking with Baloo. Dick. Guys, first time calling in, like. Yeah, and he brought it pretty well, strong for a first he timer. Dude. He knew was, what Blue was nominated up. it. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Now student has become teacher. I still vote for Baloo because I like him. Okay, uh, that's one vote sure. for Baloo, and it sounds like Beaver everybody loves else. Baloo. <laughs> Beaver loves Baloo. Beaver and Baloo sitting in a tree. A big giant tree. Like a redwood tree. A big, a 400 foot really wide tree. First comes love, then comes dove cheeseburgers. <laughs> then comes angioplasty in the ER. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Were you talking about Bevo? <laughs> Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, your runner-up for Drunk of the Week and winner of Belgian Candy Sugar. Just wait for it. It'd be worth it. Chick dickin', that's right. Shit dickin'? Shit dickin'. So, Schumann, what are you doing later tonight? Uh, look, maybe after a quest, I might do a little shit dickin'. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was thinking I'd head out to the city and go shit dickin'. Yeah. I'm, go, I'm gonna go dick shittin'. Excuse me, Shu, can I just push your stool in for you at the end? Yeah. It's like a new name for some old fun. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, uh, me and the boys, we were thinking about going out later tonight. Uh, what could we do? Well, I was thinking we should go for some Cosmos. Yeah. Well, since you're in Bavaria. We should go to the, there's a new club called the Motherload that I'd like to check out. Okay. And then uh, what about for an after deal? Oh, well, sure. May have some shit thinking. I think we can go to King's Castle. Mm-hmm. You can crown me. Yeah. <laughs> How did I crown you? JP, you got the you got the Bruno thing nailed, man. <laughs> he stole it from me. All right, everybody, good job, christening Studio B. Congratulations, Ancy. Yeah, Ancy. Yeah, well, C, not so much. Bevo, you did a great job over there in Studio C. Thank you. I appreciate it. Everyone's going to get the hang of it. I hope you like your new home. It'll be nicer for you. We'll get you your own desk. Uh, we'll get you Harry Potter TP. poster. So listen, oh, can uh, I have a Harry Potter poster? <coughs> Harry, Harry Potter. No. Or Harry. Let's not get carried uh, away. Yeah, let's not get ridiculous. I'm totally going to see Harry Potter at midnight. Yeah, can you, turn, you can, can put you one of those uh, on Tuesday. Can you turn her mic off? What about one of those whores that's in those movies? Can you get a poster of her up in there? I'll, I'll yeah. allow that. I'd like a one of those goth whores. Yeah, you know what? Goth whores. I was watching uh, the first Harry Potter on TV the other night because it was on. Was it on the Family Channel? Because I was it watching was it on too. The family Channel. Is it weird to look at Hermione? Uh, you know, being that young. Who is that? The little chick who's now super hot. Okay. Emma Watson or whatever. Oh, how old is she at, now? Nineteen, something like that. It's allowed. Then. Once they're overage, you are allowed you to be back. attracted to them underage. But if they're still underage, it's not allowed. No, then it's weird because it's also weird. Like I was watching Full House, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the little babies are, you know the that's creepy. Is it? You're oh, not the, allowed to talk the, anymore. The Olsen twins. And yeah, you, yeah. Does the rule apply there that they're that it's babies? There's some weird line, right? No, that's totally fine. 
Schumann says it's fine. It's totally fine. And the Olsen twins were hot, <laughs> even when they were babies. Eating some cookies. <laughs> the way they got milk on their mouth. Like maybe they-, they were biscuits. <laughs> I don't know. All right. That's it. Oh. Uh, a special thanks to uh, Shat, the producer, no. who was able to arrange today's show while I was uh, virtually job, absent. Good yeah. Oh, yeah. He did a good job with all the organization, and he did the outline for today and made sure all the information was here for me, knowing that uh, I was completely wrapped up in the studio. So, Chad, thanks. The show uh, went well because of you. I appreciate it. No worries. Yeah. Um, all right. And uh, that's it. We're getting out of here. Oh, getting out of there in a loud way. Okay, well, we'll be back next week. Uh, also in Studio B, we'll work out some more kinks. Everyone will get comfortable, and uh, we'll crank up that AC a little earlier, see if we can get uh, Tasty that ball chill he's looking for. <laughs> exactly. Bebo to flip out her erasers. <laughs> I, she writes in pen. What are you talking about? Oh. Well, because it's, you know, it's her pen. I'll get that the computer area working for you, too, Bebo, over there in Studio C. Not too bad. It. And, uh, yeah, that's all. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to uh, Bad Dog, Brew Dog, Brew Dog Brewing, uh, yeah. BrewDog.com. You go there out of Scotland. And uh, what a good bunch of guys. Uh, James Watt awesome, and uh, Martin Dickey, uh, really just a fun time interviewing them and talking about the beer. I appreciate it. Mitch Steele from Stone, thanks for coming on the program. Yeah, it was cool. He called it. That was great. Bevo, yeah. did you have something to add? Or you... Yeah, and Polo Asshat. Yeah. Uh, says he's celebrating his win with a 2001 Leafman Sour. Oh. oh. I don't know what that means, but thought I'd pass that on. I don't know what it means either. It means it's when a guy spreads the... Shut up, JP. Enjoy that. I don't come back like that anymore. So. Phil, thanks for all the beer. Yeah, I hey, really appreciate it. And, hanging out. Yeah, and thank you, you for uh, translating today. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Appreciate that as well. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Hang in there and uh, have yourselves a good week. Cheers. Later. Yeah, I think I'll have it. Well, I'll have it one right now. Yeah, you know what I am talking about. But don't you-